PKA 556 with our guest Doug Polk, crypto genius, poker genius, and aspiring Jersey cast member. Taylor? Yeah. This episode yep. of PKA is brought to you by ExpressVPN and SmartMouth. Two wonderful sponsors. We'll learn more about them later. Thank you so much for coming on again, Doug. Looking great. Thank you. I've been I've been losing some pounds lately. I'm actually at my lowest weight in quite some time. I've been lifting a lot. Still nice. kind, still kind of fat, but just not not really fat anymore. So that's nice. We're going well, the right you're direction. Looking healthy. You're looking Thank healthy. You. Yeah. Yeah. Sun. You were uh, showing we stopped, off the guns. We, we started the show quickly because you we were started talking about crypto and you were like, this save the kids shit is nonsense. And it's like, what could this mean? What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Taylor had the killer joke. I also hate children. And it was right. show. It was really lost. Well, jokes are pre-show. But yeah, can can you delve into that a little bit? None of us are crypto experts, so you might have to give us like some backfill of, of necessary information. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm not really deep in the streets on this i think if people really want to know exactly what happened i'd recommend checking out the guy coffeezilla he does good in-depth videos talking about subjects like this but the cliff notes here are it was a pump and dump scam where the currency was based around saving children and they used that as a scam and i want to say it was the phase clan guys that did this and oh that's the, bad that's bad the up. audacity <laughs> the audacity to use saving children's lives as the front for a scam is truly fucking terrible i i don't know what else i, I don't know is there another way to say it? i don't know brilliant that's, that's, brilliant that's the word you're looking for <laughs> everyone likes kids i mean almost everyone i hate them but, but, but like you throw i was telling like um we were there was some lady who the other day who had had like a picture of like two or three like dirty little snot nosed fucking kids and she was like oh, i don't know how to like support these kids i don't know what i'm doing and she raised two hundred thousand dollars in kickstarter or something like that it turned out she was the nanny they weren't even her fucking kids like, they, uh... like, like these kids are well taken care of she's just like she's just like ripping people off with these kids so i'm zach is gonna send his kids over to my house for a day i'm gonna rub them in dirt right get them all rough, <laughs> rough them up a little bit you know shake them till they cry whatever it takes and we're gonna get a little kickstarter going so you're saying kids are a scam is more or less kids what are we're the best here. Scam. Kids, kids are, are great tools scam. to be used in a scam. Okay, yeah. nice. So nice. I, I've just read this thing that Zach linked about save the kids, and uh, let's see, influencers with millions of followers like Summer Ray, Rice Gum, and members of the esports organization Phase Clan excitedly backed the June 5th announcement of Save the Children a new cryptocurrency. They, and they said that the crypto had a venture mission to build a better world for the children and donate a small portion of the proceeds to charity. Now, FaZe Clan, a successful esports organization and influence incubator, has suspended four members involved with the coin and some online accusing the coin of being a scam. They hit a high of half a penny, penny before plummeting 60%, as these things do. And uh, that's about it. They they said that they had no ill intent in promoting alt crypto coins and <laughs> ditched five members of the FaZe clan. I I guess I'm wrong on this whole pump and dump stuff because I thought everybody was in on it. I thought nobody considered these things to be an actual long-term investment strategy. This is these mm -hmm. unknown like less than penny stocks. Yeah, like Cumcoin. Like and what were the the <laughs> coins were called cummies? And it, was there more to I, it? I think than it was that? actually called Jizz Coin, and the, I think it was called Cum Rocket. I think you're talking about Cum Rocket. Not to get not to get not to get too technical here. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I, 
I, I guess I thought everyone knew Come Rocket, for example, was you know not a real investment vehicle. We well, were just all told gonna... me I sunk everything into Come Rocket. <laughs> we were all just good. Why do you think I'm on Twitch now? <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm still broke from my horrible, you know, uh, calculations about Cole's cash. <laughs> it's never going to go. I off. had everything in Shrewbox. Anyway, I thought everyone knew these things weren't worth anything. We were just all playing well, the game mean? of timing the up and down, knowing that tomorrow was worthless. So now, you, sorry, I, I was I thought you were about to finish. Um, can, can you describe what you mean to me though? That these things are we all knew that these things were pump and dumps. What's the line in your opinion? Because it's easy to look at Cum Rocket and say. Probably not where I should stick my 401k. Pretty yeah. easy. To, it's pretty easy to say that. Sure. But where are we going to draw the line? Because obviously things like Bitcoin and Ethereum are legitimate. What about dog coins? And now we're getting back into scammy Terry, right? But which dog coin? Dogecoin that was actually fairly mined and it was a real currency created. It was created as a meme, as a joke, but it's, it's actually a real thing. Um, whereas some of the other dog coins, they're complete pieces of garbage that are scams, more or less. So where, where are you drawing the line when you say these things? Which ones are you talking about? It's a good point, right? And, and I guess in my head, I'm like the ones that aren't listed. You know, like it, it when you go to Coinbase, for example, there's a bunch of lists. How many of the lists? Maybe 30, something like that. Uh, maybe the other ones list the top 40. But when you start getting to off the list to the ones that no one's heard of, and, and I, I, to your point, I get that it's a blurry line when you shift from like Bitcoin, the gold standard, to something else, to Dogecoin, to uh, Cump Rocket. Rocket. You know, like where exactly, <laughs> like is Dogecoin a joke? I guess it was, and now it's not. And then is Cum Rocket a joke? Who knows? Maybe it's the next non-joke. And can a joke coin, which is what Dogecoin was a while back, be legitimized by someone like an Elon Musk? Can, like, it's like, so... So just to jump in and talk about yeah. that for a moment, I think what's really important with these coins is the way that they're formed. And with Dogecoin, the way that the currency was formed, you had to mine it. So you actually had to go out there and mine transactions to get Dogecoin back. It wasn't like Dogecoin just dropped their money to a bunch of people, right? But with these newer scammy tokens, the owners just start off with the supply or some portion of the supply, or maybe they lock the supply in some kind of contract. But the point is, Dogecoin was fairly mined. So, I mean, I know it's a joke and stuff, but mm. it's actually a real thing. It, 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 I know it's a picture of a dog, but it's not like there was a Doge guy who got a bunch of money for free by being the Doge guy. That didn't happen. Whereas in a lot of these shitty coins, and I have no idea about cummies, what we were talking about <laughs> earlier, but I assume, I assume, I see what you did there, but I assume that these other coins are, are doing things like that, or they have some kind of, transfer fee that goes back to the owner or they do all kinds of sketchy things and and, and that's what makes them illegitimate not just the fact that they're named something absurd but it's also yeah. that the way that they're formed how do I the other go the work? other way in the can I go yeah. like it, it, if pka makes a coin and we say hey everyone we're making a coin and just to be clear this is a scam we are going to have half <laughs> oh of the supply coming out of the door and you people will fight for the remaining half and when we think it's at its peak we're getting out of this horrible investment vehicle, and you should too. It almost becomes not a scam anymore. We've been pretty clear about the scam from the get-go. If you want to try to time it, good luck. 
Are you going to name it Save the Children, though? That's kind of the difference. <laughs> well, save the kids. Save so, even more. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, real sweet kids coin. And we're, <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, look if, if there's a way we can, we can make a coin, then I want no part of it, legally speaking, whatsoever. Just, mm-hmm. just so we're all clear on that. Don't involve me. I can't go back. <laughs> no. we'll find someone to be the ceo some dunce to be the ceo and take oh, the fall it's so funny you mentioned that we almost did that one time to my friend jeremy we were going to make a flamethrower company we were going to manufacture and sell flamethrowers because you don't need any licensing whatsoever in the united, in the united states to possess or purchase a flamethrower mm-hmm. you just make those fucking things in your garage if you want they're not weapons technically and uh but but we were like the liability involved is outrageous because we don't know how to make flamethrowers. I mean, we kind of do. Like, we'll put some tanks on a guy's back and pressurize him full of gasoline and give him a pressure washer hose, and that's a flamethrower, right? And, <laughs> I suppose. And, uh, and I was like, <laughs> we'll make my friend Jeremy, the owner, CEO, CFO. Like, like we'll put every acronym next to his name as, as we can. He, he's he's, he's going to do it all. He's going to even do the manufacturing as far as Chief law. information and, officer. He doesn't even have a computer. He, he, no, and he wouldn't know. <laughs> he doesn't have a computer. Can't even use How's that possible? And, uh, and he's also going to be the test dummy because somebody has to be the first one to test the flamethrower that we make. You know, strap it on their back. Light that bitch up and like go out in the yard and, and spray this bitch down. And we ended up deciding to like we found another company that made flamethrowers and we just worked out a sponsorship deal. That way I could make my like amount of yeah, money, that's whatever. A much better move. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If if someone's gonna make a coin, I don't want any part of it. But my limited liability company would like to be involved. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> I would. I. You could pay me to promote your coin. I, that's the sort of thing that's that probably would probably Can you do that? enough? I don't know. Absolutely. I don't, under, I don't understand what's legal with finance. Cause like when you hear anyone anywhere, like on the radio or, you know, whatever, they'll be like, yeah, I'm buying a uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah, I think those are great investments. This is not financial advice. And I'm like, why do they say that? Can you get in trouble? Well, for- so you have some, so there's a few different things kind of at play. The first is normally you're supposed to disclose your position in things. Mm. Um, I, and it depends on, okay. So let me think about how to phrase this. Basically, who you are matters a lot. If you're some big entity that manages money, then you have a different set of responsibilities than if you're just an individual person in the U.S. As an individual, as an individual, you can go online and pump your bags. That's a hundred percent legal, uh-huh. uh, as long as you're not trying to pump something that is illegal. So I can't say I can't go online and say, guys, you know what the market's looking great for? Crack. I got some crack. You guys, <laughs> not, not not cool, right? Yeah. Uh, but but you can you can go on online and and show whatever you think is going to increase in value you just have that right um but i think when you become a influencer and i always hate that word but when you become an influencer type person i think that to avoid someone just hearing oh i'm going to go all in on this thing that they said pka pka coin is the future of tech i'm going to just put my whole role into this and then you guys dump on them and it's worth nothing uh then People tend to sue in spots like that, and I think it's just a, a protective measure for people to take to to not get owned. That makes sense. I I just feel like if it's shady enough, it circles back around, right? Like, but why? To, why? To, to, <laughs> let me explain this parallel, right? Tucker Carlson was sued by I forget some woman. It's not important for telling lies about her, and he argued successfully in court that no reasonable person would believe what he's saying on his show. Therefore, you can't be damaged by me because I'm obviously talking shit all the time. And he won. 
we can do that if we're full of shit enough. Well, we can't now. It becomes legal. Just be clear. There's there's obviously lines by this. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's obviously lines. And, and and again, we're talking about save the kids coin. We're not talking about come rocket. <laughs> I keep saying that. Someone comes out and says, guys, we really need to save the kids. We're launching a coin to help save children around the world. And you're thinking, we all know it's a scam. Ah! I don't think that that's the effect <laughs> I that it had on people. My first question would be, in what way does your coin save kids? Why don't you just have like a place we send our money to and then there's an organization that that has like – unique ways of using it to like i don't know provide clean water or food or shelter or i'm sure see now it's a project I'm, and not a i'm sure that it's was funny i'm sure that was all outlined to some extent i, I guarantee you said that a portion of the profits would go to save the kids but the, like you could just maybe give your money to well, the kids instead of a portion of the so profits we're clear, your, a portion yeah. of pka coin will go to the kids quote unquote mm-hmm. yeah and that portion is zero percent and those kids are mine when yes, I start having children, it's 100% true. They <laughs> 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 all go to mine and Woody's kids. <laughs> no, I don't well, want to be a part of any kind of a fucking scam, you know? Well, yeah. what, do you, what do you guys think about this? Have you seen the, the recent NFT craze where people are buying pictures, essentially verifiable art on the blockchain, and it's trading for real money? Have you, you guys been following this? No, I still don't understand. Wow, that's, I can't believe... It shows how different our worlds are because this has been the number one thing I've been hearing about online for just months or at least weeks. Uh, it's just every day, all day, my feed is just this. And you guys, what's you guys are just like? What's that? I, we haven't we haven't hearing hearing about that at all. Have you heard about um, um, CryptoPunks? Is the biggest one. No, I've never heard of that. Have you guys? Oh, I'm gonna I'm about to blow you, your you mind. Gotta, you gotta blow our minds. Do you, here. Do you, do you want me to you blow your mind, guys? Treat okay. us like we're three retards. Pretend. Okay, so let me let me break this down for you. There are these things called crypto punks. They came out years ago. Do you know what an NFT is? Sure, a non-fungible token is a unit of data stored on a digital ledger called a blockchain <laughs> <laughs> that certifies a digital asset to be unique and therefore not interchangeable. What are you, Why are your eyes pointing mouth? down? <laughs> <laughs> they can be used to represent items such as photos, videos, audio, or other types of digital Jesus, files. Jesus, Woody's Everyone very important. This. Woody, maybe you should lead this conversation. <laughs> oh, no, no, man. No. <laughs> Doug's funny. <laughs> yeah, well, so bring it down for us. So basically, these are... Um, pieces of artwork they're pictures essentially stored on the blockchain and you can verify that you own that picture obviously it does not come with real legal rights you can't sue people for putting your picture as their profile or whatever mm -hmm. let me show you this guy i'll put this in the chat this bad boy is i think the largest one that has been sold today it sold for uh i think eight million dollars what and that what you picture? get you get to have that picture yeah well, I mean, people could use it too if they want, but it, you get to, yeah. There you go. That doesn't mean, is this like a way to launder money? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Why does everyone say that? Uh, the answer is no. But I, I, but that that response is so common that it, it's because a, people are trained from like the art world where they're like, oh, they bought this bullshit for ten million, and it's because it's that's the way they launder money through art. I, so I, 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 I would argue that this picture at eight million was one of the best investments that anyone has made this year. It is a complete steal. This person is going to make ungodly amounts of money i it was it was just an amazing 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 play basically well, amazing can you play? explain sure why? he's making money but that picture is ordinary someone re sure it's it, well it's, it, it's what it represents so okay can we let's just say this artwork is stupid just in general 
Uh-huh. Um, so what gives art, what, what gives artwork meaning is what it represents. And these, these NFTs are one of the first NFTs and they're the most popular NFTs and they came out a long time ago. So it's not like they, someone was trying to capitalize on a current trend and they've slowly gone up in value from being worth a hundred dollars to being worth, you know, this was probably worth, I don't know, a hundred million, whatever it is. Um, they just slowly kind of got up in value over time organically and if you own one of these, there's only ever going to be 10,000 of them and they all have different traits. So some, some have, so there's aliens. That's the one I showed you is an alien. There's aliens, there's apes, there's zombies, and then there's humans. And basically the traits to sort of define the value and there's a marketplace and people trade them. There's 10,000 of these in existence. The cheapest one you can possibly buy is $145,000. And where, we, when do you get the money back from this investment? Like, I don't understand that transactional part where you're. What, what, I don't. This be, it's like buying a house. You buy a house, you have the house, and you're thinking, well, when do I get my money back? If you sell your house, <laughs> you yeah, own the house. But I can live in a house. What do I you do are, with that car? <laughs> <laughs> it's but not it, even it, cool. What you're doing is oh, you're uh, buying something, hoping if you say, that someone else wants it even more than you. That someone else will pay more. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I think I'm the I dumb one in the room, but I have no idea what that cartoon does or what yeah. i would do with that card <laughs> i think that there are a lot of people that think this is one of the coolest possible things you could own in cryptocurrency basically the, the one i just showed you that it's probably around the coolest thing you could possibly own but so to me, what it does is become worth more tomorrow right i, I will same- buy a plain black pixel if you tell me that i can sell it for a profit tomorrow that's what they're doing right not necessarily. Let's say, for example, in general, sure. But let's just let me give you an example, right? Mm-hmm. Elon Musk loves to flex on people. We've seen it plenty. Let's say Elon decides I want to be involved in NFTs. I, I love crypto. I've been investing Bitcoin a while, and I want something that 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 really means something about my involvement in this space. That means something to me. Oh, I want to own the best NFT or the most expensive NFT. I'm going to buy this thing for 125 million or whatever he if he bought it. Let's just say hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Well, now that thing is never going back on the market ever. There will that thing is done. Maybe one day when he dies, someone else will. But unless he decides to sell it, if he feels passionate about it, he doesn't have to sell. He has so much money. Who cares, right? And that's why when we see a lot of this artwork that goes up for sale that museums buy, it goes for astronomical numbers, and then it never comes back. It, it's never available again. No one's getting the Da Vinci back. It's going to stay the museum until the end of time. They're not. They're never going to sell that. They're never going to let it go. So, um, so basically, like the, the point that I'm making is that. It's not even necessarily to make money. It could be, and a lot of people do do that. But there's a limited number of these. There were only nine aliens, and this is debatably the coolest alien. If 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 someone like Elon Musk buys this, you will never see that again. You'll never have a chance to own it. It represents something so significant and so scarce. Now, look, I don't own any of these, although I have debated at time. I've been as close as possible without buying one, and and now the fad is it, it's reaching pretty peak levels of euphoria. So it's not the time to to jump into things. Um, but if they if they come back down to earth and I can get a cool picture for fifty thousand dollars or something, I, I might I might dabble. But um, basically, I, I think that these things are going to be worth a lot in the future, and it's the scarcity that really matters. So the picture itself doesn't mean anything. Well, kind of. I mean, it is that picture, but you don't own the rights to it. I could make. No, it doesn't. No, but I think he's saying that some people genuinely place a high value on that picture, and having the like unique rights to it like you're the guy that owns that picture yeah. other people have copies reprints of it mm-hmm. but that's not the same thing you have digital 
ownership. You have you, it is yours, and you're the real core guy behind it. And me, I'm just a, I'm a knockoff poster of your painting. But I, Woody, can't see the value in having the real ownership of it. Well, maybe, it, other than I'm hoping that someone else can. Well, you can also look at it like this, right? Uh, so cryptocurrency is just going to become bigger and bigger. I was on your podcast three years ago. I'm sure we could go back and get some Doug quotes. Everything I said back then, let's see how that fared out today. I'm pretty sure it went pretty well. Mm -hmm. uh, cryptocurrency will continue to get bigger. We print more and more dollars. In fact, we're printing epic amounts of money. Your US dollars get wrecked all the time. Their value is constantly shrinking. Cryptocurrency values will only continue to increase, especially the good projects, because the money is controlled by by numbers and algorithms and not some dude or some government entity that doesn't give two shits what happens to your money. We have actual law and code and math and algorithms. That's defining your money supply, not some guy or some mm -hmm. group of guys uh, and women. Let's let's be gender. Let's include both genders here. So, so seriously, you think there's any girls involved it's in this? Men. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. We were talking <laughs> truth <laughs> until now. A anyway, anyway, um, would you rather have? algorithms control your money or people and, and clearly i'd rather have math where i know the rules there's only ever going to be 21 million bitcoin so mm -hmm. i know if demand increases for bitcoin over forever bitcoin price will go up and so meanwhile us dollars way more will be printed every year so with that in mind thinking now that there's 1.8 trillion dollars in cryptocurrency in terms of total market cap okay well if these people think that these things are really cool and they really represent something of real value. These are one of the first NFTs ever. This is something extremely important. When you have one of these, it means something. There's only going to be 10,000 of these ever, and they mean something. Well, then it's possible that in 25 years, it's hard to even find one you can possibly buy because people, they're so important to people. Obviously, they're going to have a, a number at which they would sell, but that's the idea that the importance and the significance to the people that are in this community that will continue to grow, that importance will only grow with it. I think that's the main core takeaway. Okay. I I understand I see, I, it with crypto. Yeah. It's just the NFT thing. It's like with, okay, so this there's just a placeholder image and it's still just banking that someone out there in the future is going to be willing to pay more than you currently are because it's so rare. Oh. Go one ahead. more thing, one more thing. You also have to understand the people buying these have insane amounts of money and don't fucking care. Okay. There's, there's the money amount to be of made next to people who have insane amounts of money. Totally. But yeah. the, the, the these people, you might think, why don't they buy a really nice house? They already did. Why don't they buy a really nice car? They already did. Why don't they invest in stuff? They probably have 10, the people buying these high-end stuff, they probably have tens, hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars in cryptocurrency already. So they already have those things, right? Mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you do when you have an extra few hundred million that you just, you just don't know what to do? Oh, I want to buy something that really represents who I am. Something like that. I mean, it, it's a small market, obviously, but these people exist. Could I own an image of someone else? Like a real person's face. I want like, that one of Kyle he you... doesn't like. And the Fair. value just went up. You could you could put, you could put that on the blockchain for sure. Now, yeah, okay. yeah. I'll just pop over, put it on the blockchain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is the blockchain? Is that like you could make it your body? avatar? <laughs> That's good. Yeah, hopefully God. they put, don't put that Joker makeup. <laughs> Hank Hill picture on NFTs. I won't be able to use it as my profile picture. <laughs> this, um, is a, this is so interesting. Like, I just, 
I'm not smart enough to understand all of it or even like right. how it began. Like how did the, one guy the, just like think of this and start integrating it into like a real financial world where now it's tens, hundreds of millions of dollars. It's just, it, it's, it's mind boggling. It's our, it's, it's our, it's I mean, Harley our, laid it out for us a few years ago. I was sorry to cut you off. Oh, and good. it was like profoundly impactful for me. He's going over what like money is from the beginning of time, right? In the very beginning, what do you want? You want food and tools. And then they said, no, 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 no. You don't want that anymore. Now you want like rocks with shit carved on them. And that's our currency. And they say, no, 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 no. You don't want that anymore. Now, now what you wish you had were coins stamped in a particular way. And it's like, all right, coins. All right. I kind of get it. I can like, no, 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 no. Now what you want is paper. You want these pieces of paper, and then there's some weight of, we'll say gold, you know, in the back room there that that paper represents. And you're like, all right, I, I kind of get it. Okay, that's what money is now. Okay, now it's just paper. There's really no coins in the background, but it's it's literally just this piece of paper. This is your God. This is what you value. And we all say, oh, all right, I get it. I get it, right? We want these pieces of paper with the special printing on it. Bigger number, better. Cool, cool, cool. And then they say, no, 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 what you want are strings of numbers and letters that represent the answer to a math problem. And you're like, okay, all right. Now we're in, we're in the crypto world, I guess. I, this is what this is what I'm working for. Strings of numbers that, that represent the answer to a math problem. And cool, cool. Now, now we've gone another layer. What you want is ownership of a silly picture. That is what we're working for. That is the new currency that people are, are striving at. And you're like, all right, I'm still stuck on the pieces of paper backed by nothing. That's that I'm old, but it doesn't seem dumber than the others, I guess. That's actually a really great way of putting the history of money. I, I think that when someone wants to know how does money work, they should listen to that minute, a minute and a half clip because that's kind of basically just true that's that's what happened that's the progress PK highlights make it happen nice there you go <laughs> the small change on the bitcoin thing though it's the miners have an answer to the problem right the the actual ledger is it, it, it's a little bit different but basically more or less you're right these things have value because we attach it to them and the reason that bitcoin has value and it's funny because i've just been in bitcoin for so many years now i i I've been talking about Bitcoin for I think eight years, and I've had these same stances for so long that I guess it just it just feels natural to me at this point to have mm -hmm. them again. But basically, it just makes so much more sense for it to be backed by backed by algorithms and not people, um, and and not have your money be inflationary. Um, now, as a currency, Bitcoin is actually failing. <clears throat> people would argue this. I think as a store of value, it's succeeding tremendously. And we'll continue oh. to. Isn't there some but, legislation in the works right now that's gonna gonna make things more difficult for crypto? Yeah, there's so there's a bill that passed the Senate, and I and I, I think there there's some reason it needs to go to the House as well. Uh, normally, I think it goes House and the Senate. I'm not sure why it's going that direction this time. Maybe I should have looked at that too. But the point is, they had a really vague definition of who needs to report certain things in cryptocurrency, and they used the word broker, and they used broker kind of in a traditional finance system kind of way, but it doesn't super exist in cryptocurrency. So it becomes very vague and you could technically argue tons of people are brokers. And so it might apply to lots of people that randomly that it shouldn't. And, and I got to say, I, I don't often have Ted Cruz's back in on something, but <gasps> Ted Cruz had an amazing clip where he basically stands up in front of, in front of the Senate and says, guys, 
there are, there's a hundred of us in here. There are maybe five of us that could even tell you what this is. Maybe we shouldn't make laws on this until we've actually learned about it. It's never stopped us before and it's not going <laughs> to stop us now. But it didn't happen because a senator from Alabama wanted a, more money in an infrastructure bill. And he said, I either get my 50 billion or fuck your shit. I'm not changing anything in this bill. And then they wouldn't give him the 50 billion. So he took his ball and he went home and they went with that language. What an asshole oh. that Alabama Politics. Is. Politics for <laughs> you. What are Alabama, what's Alabama going to do with $50 billion anyway? I mean, uh, put it all into the red. I'm sure tie. they go to invest in improving their school system. It's, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 j- just a hunch, but I bet defense spending tends to go towards Alabama. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'm just shot in the dark. I, could be Huntsville. Um, yeah. uh, I haven't been there lately. It's been about two years. Yeah, it's been about two two years since anywhere. Yeah. 49 yeah. days. Is it? Is it 49 no, 50, days now? I'm on federal days. probation, Doug. That's what we're talking about. Doug, are you unaware? No, I'm not aware of this. What? what you're on federal probation for what happened? Uh, well, Marijuana. He, he started a fake cryptocurrency. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I wish I wish it had been something that made sense. Uh, uh, possession of marijuana. Uh, I got uh, two months of federal prison and two years of uh, federal probation for uh, possession of half an ounce of marijuana. Um 50 days, four hours, 25 minutes, 23 seconds until I'm a free man. Hell yeah. That's wow, great. dude, that sucks. I, I'm sorry to hear that. I just moved from a state where it was just legal. So it's weird that people are going to... Wait, you went to federal prison? Yes. Yeah, federal prison. What what happened? Um, I beat the state charges, so they just put, pushed it up to the federal level. Um, the, because of the way the search warrant was written, uh, the, uh, the state charges weren't going to stick. But because I own firearms, they could make it a federal case. And uh, mm. and the search warrant wasn't didn't need to be applied. They just automatically had the right technically to search my house. So they like cha- they're like, oh, we uh no, we searched his house because of this thing, not because of that thing we said before. And uh, and so so then like finding my bong or whatever they found at my house and like I think it was a gram of weed at my house. Um, that that stuck. So like, dude, that I had, that... I had fourteen grams of uh, it was concentrate, but that doesn't matter on a federal level. Marijuana is marijuana is marijuana on a federal level. So that that's. that's, that's, that's... That's it's horrible. And I mean, the, the drug war is one of the dumbest wars that America's ever fought. It's so stupid. It's a victimless crime. We doesn't even have bad health consequences. Oh, silly. We're about to win. <laughs> Any day now. Kyle, on a federal level, explain. I'm curious about this. What if I had um, I don't know how much a freshly made brownie weighs. Would it weigh like two and a half pounds? Maybe Would like a whole tray of brownies. Let's say. Yeah, it's like, yeah. So I would two have and two and a half pounds, pounds of pot. You're goddamn right. And not just federal, state as well. D- that's why you do not want edibles in like uh, in, in an illegal state. I say where they're not legal um, because they weigh they're heavy. And sometimes they'll weigh the container. Like, like, <laughs> one of the th- <laughs> like, like I, I'm not saying they do that around with, here. Yeah, right. It's such like, cheatery. <laughs> I'm not saying they do that with edibles, but I've, I've seen it happen where like the guy would have like this infinitesimal amount of crack cocaine, for example. And it's like, oh, like, and I don't remember the exact details, but it's like one gram of crack is like a felony. Let's just say that that's the number. But like less than a gram, it's just, it's still a misdemeanor, I guess. I, you would think any amount of crack. But anyway, may, maybe it was meth, maybe it was coke, but whatever. But they, when they weigh the baggie with the twist tie, it like gets just over that level. And he's like, you're weighing the bag. You're weighing the bag. Come on. I can't smoke the bag. And they're like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're weighing the bag. We're weighing the bag. You're going to prison. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of nonsense that that goes on. 
but yeah, you know, I got to go to federal prison. So that's the bonus in all of this. So I got lots of fun stories out of that. Made some new friends that I'm not technically allowed to speak to um, because I'm a felon. But, uh, you know, it was it was a good time. I, I know we probably don't even have a way to contact him, but I post do. probation, <laughs> would you be able to get snow on the show? Like, is that a thing that's possible or don't f- I, mess with it? I think so. I, uh, maybe I'll try. I, I have like, I have my notepad that I was like writing stuff, my notepad from prison. And, uh, and in that I had the names of all my like buddies in there and like their contact information. This one guy had a daughter who ran a podcast to like get to like fight the war on drugs but she had i looked it up she had like 100 viewers or some shit and it, he was like she you should go on her show and i'm like i sure will giant black man i sure <laughs> will <laughs> first thing i do when i get out first thing i do like i'm not even gonna shower i'm gonna call your daughter oh i can't pronounce this oh nice oh my <laughs> but uh but yeah i've got i've got uh snow's real name snow was a large mexican man who protected my asshole in prison for me uh in exchange for just like working out with him every day and uh, he uh, he ran with a Mexican street gang and uh, he was in for trafficking several pounds of methamphetamine. And uh, they, they say that when you go to a prison camp, you're not in there with any violent offenders. What they mean is you're not in there with anyone who was convicted of a violent offense. <laughs> so Snow's confessing murders to me out on the yard. <laughs> like like another guy. Like, Ouch, putting Snow on blast here. Let's, let's, let's Nobody knows Snow's real name but me. Okay. <laughs> and I can barely pronounce it. I can barely pronounce it. Um, it's written down in the other room. But yeah, I was, I was just like, we're out there walk and and snow would drop hard in uh in bombs on the yard and i'm just like does he think that i like have his back out here like <laughs> <laughs> he should know i don't <laughs> like, like uh, that's how you get that's how you get your ass beat defending n-word use of a hispanic man <laughs> yeah like, like, it's not as bad as if i was saying it i don't think you know like, <laughs> we would be with an earshot with an earshot of african-americans and this man's dropping hard r's and i'm back there like I hope when they finally turn around and start stabbing, they they know they heard that cholo accent and they know that it wasn't my white ass. Like you can like, do a cholo accent. I would have been guilty cholo by accent, association. I, I didn't do the accent in prison. <laughs> that seems like that seems like a good hill to die on. You know, you look it's, back on your life like this is the spot. Yeah. Me and Snow, we're going down. Why shouldn't Snow be able to say it? You're right. <laughs> no, Snow talks. I thought me this was America. I thought this was America. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that situation would come down to whoever the bigger person was. If Snow was more jacked, you'd have his back. Snow was fucking If the other jacked. guy was more jacked and he had more people behind him, you got to be like yeah. Snow. Very uncool, man. You, you Kyle, keep more who PC. wins? T- current Kyle or Snow arm wrestling? I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Who wins now. current Kyle or snow knife fight? Snow has been in more knife fights than me. Um, so I would <laughs> how, say how many he had been in? zero um, <laughs> and snow had stab wounds and he, and he was always talking about, yeah, I was up in the medium and this guy wanted to have a knife fight. Pulled that. He tried to chank. Me. He said, instead of shank, he says, chank, tried to chank me. And I was like, throw him up, bro. Throw him up. I want to box that n word and and, <laughs> and i'm sitting there like like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i know how that is when an n word <laughs> wants to chank you yes <laughs> meanwhile you're holding harry potter and i'm literally reading harry potter <laughs> i'm literally just trying to sit in my bunk and read my fucking books and like watch 60 days go past as fast as they possibly can and this fucking cholo from mexico who's in for fucking trafficking ice is talking about whacking like 
a different Mexican street gang, which I won't mention, but uh, just all sorts of nonsense. Talking about so, AK-47s and shit and cars and drive-by shootings. Just And and this is because you had how much weed? 14 grams. Of, okay, so uh, this seems like an appropriate response to that. Let's get you in there with snow. <laughs> two, <laughs> two, two criminals. We, we, we both know that at the federal level. I yeah. mean, these guys, these guys are pretty much the same guy the oh, guard yeah. a few exactly. of the guards a few of the guards recognize me and they're like hey hey kyle you're you're the kyle from the internet right i'm like yeah 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 what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like i don't fucking know man but you gotta stop being so friendly with me could you like pat <laughs> me down or something they're like, <laughs> hit me please hit me please hit me with a baton please hit me with a baton <laughs> I also love just claiming that. Are you Kyle from the internet? Yeah, I'm. I'm Kyle. <laughs> if, there's, if there's an internet Kyle, it's me. I'm, I'm just kind of number one, you know. I, I yeah, right? You may know me Kyle. from online. I'm the one with like a billion views that was in the Super Bowl commercial. That yeah, that's me. That's me. So it's like like and you're modest too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, like three prison guards are like recognized me. I was so happy that none of the prisoners recognized me because maybe they thought I maybe they'd be like oh. Maybe you can put some money in my commissary. I'm looking to get some some Cheetos this month, and I'm all out. Like, I, 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 nobody was trying to run any scams on me, at least, or anything. So I don't know. It was a, it was like an interesting you time. Able to like make some nice inroads, just talking about guns with anyone who was really into it, because you're so knowledgeable on that topic. They could be like, "Oh, I, I shoot a fucking whatever the hell," and you'd be like, "Really? Well, when you're trying to kill a." You know, N word in your parlance. Uh, <laughs> uh, you in your parlance. <laughs> Guys, yeah, what, parlance what, what, what kind of show did I get invited on to today? <laughs> oh, we are so politically correct. Don't worry. We call uh, Arnold Schwartz an African American. That is oh. that is so inappropriate. For man, that's ballsy getting, for Snow getting, to be saying the N word. It's getting pretty dicey out here. Getting dicey out here in the PK streets. <laughs> I, I, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Um, yeah, it was a uh, it was a rough time. But uh, like I said, 50 days left or whatever I said. And yep. uh, I, I'm immediately like leaving the state of Georgia and getting getting out. Uh, we've nice. got, I've got a big vacation plan going to Colorado, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Awesome, because really, because I love marijuana. It's it's a big part of of my happy happy zone. It's uh, I, I really enjoy it. It's so interesting how different people have different effects with it. I wish I liked marijuana because it would be so much healthier than alcohol, and alcohol is my my drug of choice for sure. Mm-hmm. But every time I smoke weed, I just get such bad anxiety. And there's always some guy that says, "Bro, you just need to try this strain, bro. You you, didn't, you hit the sativas, bro. You need you hit, need to hit some indica. That's what." <laughs> no, I've tried all the strains. I'm good. It just doesn't work for me. I just get I get so stressed out and anxious, and uh, I, I I I start to think weird shit. If I'm in a group setting and people start laughing, I look at them and I'm zoned in. Yeah, that fucker is laughing at me, isn't he? Yeah, he is. <laughs> everyone's he, looking at. Him. He thinks Maybe he doesn't he realize it, but I know. <laughs> I hate every drug. I I never have a good time on these drugs. I don't like alcohol. I don't like pot. I I don't like uh, whatever opiate they prescribe you after surgery that you're supposed to take for three days and stay ahead of the pain. I hate that whole process and get off as soon as I can. And everyone tells me that I take drugs incorrectly, but I, it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, I like all the fucking drugs. I've never had a, a <laughs> done a drug that I didn't enjoy. I love getting dental work. Sometimes I don't even need it. I'm like, yeah, pull that one. But, you know, if they'll hook me up with some Tylenol three, 
Uh, oh, I take I, it abs- wrong. Fentanyl is fantastic. Oh, I, well, fentanyl is amazing. Um, that time they gave me like a morphine when I had that burn, uh, and they had to scrub the hand, the skin off my hand. Uh, that was the most the fun IV? I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. She was just like, "Let me know when you feel anything," and she like hit me with whatever five cc's or whatever, and I felt it. It was just like, "Oh, this feels amazing," and I was like, "I don't feel anything." And she's That's like, the "Move." Yeah, and she's like, "Really? You must have a higher tolerance." And she, she like loads the syringe up more. <clears throat> like yeah. gives me 10 cc's or whatever and, and i and i just went Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> i gave her like a little rick flair and then like just completely lost memory of the next like 30 minutes of someone scrubbing the flesh off the back of my fucking hand which is probably a good thing i just remember the sensation of like this but like no pain and barely any memory it's awesome i left off nitrous oxide that i think they don't do that at the dentist anymore when i was a kid you could either get um what do they inject into your gum? Novocaine, I think. Novocaine or nitrous oxide, the gas. And you always ask for gas because the needle hurts so much. And I'm, I'm a little kid. And, uh, and the, you know, they'd be like, tell me when you start to feel it. And the whole objective to nitrous oxide is to pretend you don't feel it so you get more. And you just, and they'll ask you, you know, questions to see if you're alert enough to keep giving you gas. And you really don't want to answer them, but you know they're going to take this nitrous oxide away from you if you can't <laughs> trick them into thinking you're not super high. So that's the that's that's the game you play. I love how that your is teeth. your you like you're like booze. Fuck that. All these drugs. No, I I do engage in drug seeking behavior at the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Which you know is hurting? Take your pick, man. You know you can get nitrous oxide. <laughs> all of them. You can I get did nitrous it once oxide at a on Amazon. Concert. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, so you, they've got these whole like kits now where you can like buy multiple canisters. Of, you know, I like the little CO two canisters, like little silver ones. Bits. So, yeah, so they Kyle's have- advising me to get drugs to the mail. You know, Kyle, if you keep <laughs> up this, if you keep up this type of behavior, you might end up in prison one day. So just, <laughs> I'll try. I'll try to mind my be a, vet, a true veteran. But yeah, but, like because nitrous oxide has other uses, like for filling stuff. I don't actually know what the other uses are. But cooking. like, uh, remember the Stevo documentary where he just plugs it in there and they just. <sighs> was sucking it out you can buy those on amazon yeah it's a cream whipper it's uh zach just linked it oh. but um first they know what they're doing right what are the if you're just, if you're just whipping up some cream you'd need like one cartridge maybe two unless you're running an industrial <laughs> kitchen they sell the cartridges in those big like 24 packs like, like you, can, <laughs> you can buy so many cartridges for like so little money and you've got a whole rig you can use to like like i've never this done great. you can buy clear. 96 packs for the, the reviews on this are great. The top one is sure does whip that cream. <laughs> this one, the, the next stars. one, the next one, five stars goes. These are the best, Jerry. The best. <laughs> oh, it is dangerous. Vomiting all night after its effects. Oh, one star Dude, from him. That cream went bad. That's his problem. I hope this that it got. By the way, I, I, I hope that it got one star when he was throwing up all night. This yeah. guy that gave Three, it one all night, star. terrible experience. Three stars. It was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still got fucked up. Forgot it was depressed for a while. <laughs> yeah, I like. I've never taken a drug that I didn't really thoroughly, thoroughly fucking enjoy. Um, it, they're they're just they're just so much fun. Um, and and weed. Like the first time I ever did weed, I had a really bad experience. And uh, and I, I I would like try to do it after that, and I was like, oh man, I just hate this. And then that was when I was like nineteen. But then at twenty five, like a guy brought some weed to my house. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like this a lot. Can you can you bring me bags of this every week? And he's like, sure thing, man. I'll bring you bag every day if you want it. 
And so like, that's what I did. He just kept bringing me bags and bags of it. And, uh, and I, I, I smoked from the time I was 25 until the time I got arrested. And then <laughs> now I'm on a two year tolerance break currently. That should do it. It's a good plan. Oh, there's going to be no tolerance. I told Twitch chat the other day that if they got me 500 subs, then uh, when we got to Colorado, um, I would, uh, I would start off with the hard stuff instead of just flour and 610 subscribers yesterday. So it's outrageous. Good for you. We're starting off strong when we get to Colorado, I guess. We're going to get some THC isolate, which is like that shit that looks like meth. It's like white crystals of THC that you you smoke in a dab rig. So we'll. uh, After all this time, you deserve to let yourself ease into it. Well, and And enjoy the whole ride. And then $1,600 later, and here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. All your weed budget has covered the entire trip. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. It is oh. hard to find a review here that's about how well it whips cream. Like all of the reviews are like happy whipping. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's out there actually whipping cream. I guarantee fucking do it. No, no. I like that you can either buy one, one hundred and twenty, or six hundred. So <laughs> basically, basically what they're doing here is one: if you actually need to whip cream, and then if you don't, you're going to need at least one hundred and twenty of these. Yeah, yeah. We call this the Stevo Pack. <laughs> no, Steve-O's long time sober now. Yeah, he yeah, is. he's been sober long for like time sober years or something. But yeah, this was so you, can't, you can't make that joke anymore. The guy, the guy's clean. He's clean as a whistle. It's did you, did you watch the problem the, now? Did you watch the yeah, documentary it's... with Steve-O? Where, oh, like, I didn't. Been, oh, his like when he was in Whippets. This is way back when he was doing drugs. Like there were probably literally six hundred of those. Like he like, was like walking through snow in his place. Like he's so jingle, fucked jingle, up. I think jingle, like jingle. Knoxville was filming him while he was fucked up on nitrous, so that later he could show him. But uh, yeah, good for Steve-O. Good for Steve-O. Yeah, I'm sure. really not looking forward to the new Jackass as much. Number one, like a lot of the people are gone. And also like they're all almost 50. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, Knoxville is like 48 or 49. And there's like I saw one really funny like bit. There was like a clip and there and one of the guys is talking to the the I think it's Pontius is talking to the camera. He's like, you know, they say that uh, concussions after 50 are just a real problem. But Knoxville's 49, so let's see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the the two things that really made Jackass were the people and also sort of their youth. And I think mm-hmm. once you lose the people and, or the youth, then the show starts to just become... And I, I was never a huge Jackass fan anyway, but it, you remember when the first movie came out and it was big yeah. and that, that was sort of peak Jackass. And then I feel like it kind of went downhill. And and yeah, when people are 49 and some of them are sober or some are dead or some are whatever, then it's, I don't know. It's lost yeah. its charm. It gets heavy. It gets a little heavy, you know? I agree yeah. with they you. They had like, the like, right like, amount of talent. Like Johnny Knoxville in particular is pretty good on a dirt bike, if I recall correctly. Seeing the guy ride it across water, I can't do that. Um, and, and they've done some ju- stunts where they jump from like building to building on a skateboard and stuff. And like they weren't so good that these things presented no risk to them, but they weren't so bad that they couldn't do interesting stuff. I don't want to watch someone fall off going down two steps. Yeah, I like when they have really elaborate stuff. But I also like the nonsense too. Like, like I, what I don't like is when they're cutting themselves or like hurting themselves, like yeah. basically torturing themselves. I yeah. do like when they like strap themselves to a fucking rocket or something and like shoot it over a lake. I like that rubber band, um, uh, like porta potty thing with Steve-O when, that was like full of, I think, dog shit. I don't know. It was just awful. I like stuff like that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'll watch it, but 
I, I think I'm too old for that shit now. I remember when the first Borat came out, like laughing so goddamn hard. But then like that second one came out last year and I didn't even make it through. it. I, I turned it off. I was just like, this isn't funny. This yeah, isn't the second Borat fucking sucked. But the first one you go back and watch 100% holds up. It's, yeah. it's hysterical. Oh, it's so, so good. Some of those times when they're when they're I, like chasing the Jew eggs down the street and they're like like <laughs> get it before it hatches. It's just like oh my god. Who's, and who's it's, this? it's like no, he's Jewish. It's fine. It's, it's yeah. all good. He can make this. Yeah. but yeah, it, you're right, 100 percent about Jackass. In that, like one when they were like 20, and it was like the beginning, and it was like how fast can we push shopping carts into one another? It was like man, these guys like to get fucked up and do crazy stuff. <laughs> and I think that continued all the way through Jackass too, where they were still young enough that it was like these are young guys, like at the oldest, like what, like low, early 30s, maybe yeah, mid 30s, the sure. old guys, and they'll, they'll calm it down. You can even tell they're calming it down a bit. And then now, so much time has passed that like Bam Margera might literally die before the movie even releases he wasn't in it and it's like He's oh all this all this like goofing around with drugs caught up to a few members of this crew unbelievably quickly either through death or despair well it's alcohol with uh ryan don you know he was just drunk driving and and it was the alcohol and the money right because i yeah. i think he was driving a porsche or something like like he was going crazy fast when he when he crashed it was one of those not like non-survivable crashes like you, mm -hmm. you know, you crash into the woods going 110 or whatever. It's over. I I get wanting to get high and enjoy that. And when I look back, I've definitely had some moments where I got high and whatever, and it, and it was good. But the the whole let's get high and then do dangerous shit where we can actually die. I just don't get that. Why drive? You know, I just don't understand. If you, I get getting fucked up, if you want to just get wasted, have at it. But to get wasted and oh i'm gonna just go joyride around just speeding in my car why how would you do that it's it's, it's, it's almost frustrating just to hear that story you know yeah and, and if you watch bam's videos now of him like complaining about i'll, I'll be fast because we talked about it before it is like genuinely sad to be like oh, i remember like having middle school and high school like hangouts with my friends back when like this was coming out and being like oh bam margera is so cool like he's just a shithead and he bullies his parents and he kick flips Dude, when into I was, the living room or whatever the fuck and now it's like oh my god this guy we, this guy's life is like over like when I, when i was a kid i i would skateboard and i i loved buying i bought tony hawk boards and i bought bam margera boards you know with element i think it was uh, and and I, I, he was one of my favorite skateboarders, and and I, and I liked watching mm -hmm. him and and some of the initial Jackass stuff. And then, yeah, it just starts to get to a point where it's, man, I know it's it's reality and it kind of sucks, but at some point you have to kind of get your shit together and be an adult human, and yeah. or else or else, I mean, I guess you don't have to, but then you'll yeah, it turns die out or, that's not a rule. You'll, yeah, yeah, if you like have tens of millions of dollars, you don't really have to do that, but because he is unbelievably rich still. You know that one friend all of all those brands and things. Not What's rich enough to afford that picture. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. He couldn't afford that stupid <laughs> alien picture. Have you ever seen uh have you ever seen when Bam Margera went on uh Stern and seen that interview? No. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's got this one friend and he's he's in some of the jackass stuff, but he did something and now he owes Bam like Fifty, eighty thousand dollars or something, and this is an unemployed hang around. This is like my uh -huh. Jerem, a version of my Jeremy. Like, like this is a guy who has no income whatsoever. He's just his income is hanging around with Bam Margera. I want to say he like took Bam's Lambo, crashed it, and then like Bam like lied for him and told the cops that he had been driving the Lambo because this guy didn't even have a license or something like that. I'm probably butchering the story, but it's something like that. And so like the insurance didn't cover or something. And so it's Chris Novak, yeah. And so like Novak, like 
was there during the interview. He's like, yeah. So now I just, I owe him $78,000. Um, really no way to ever pay that back. So I just do what Bam says. <laughs> it was so fucked up. It is. And, and now like, what kind of is, is he doing yeah. for Bam? Because like, like that video where Bam is talking about not being involved and like, I'm going to fucking sue Knoxville, that snake. It's like as he's filming it, he's going through alcohol withdrawals. Like he's just like turning away from the Instagram camera and just going like, like, and it's like, oh my God, dude, like, like this was the good time to record. Like, what is the rest of your day looking like? Like maybe we, we need to start a cryptocurrency called save the adults. Save Bam Margera. (laughs) Some part of the profits can go towards, I'm just thinking, just an idea. Just go towards people who create their own problems. Half a percent goes directly to Bam Margera's. Uh, Half a percent. <laughs> Relax there. <laughs> oh, Gates well, Foundation. The, the market cap for this thing could be hundreds of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> we'll round up to the first penny. Yeah, but it's it is pretty uh, pretty annoying when you like have such good memories of things and then you like go back and watch the new version of it and it almost poisons the old one. Like for some reason, Hulu has the simpsons on it but it's only like season 32 of the simpsons and my simpsons experience goes up to like i think i've made it all the way to like season 15 until it's like this is unwatchable like this is so bad now like one through ten primo great shit really funny show like i watched an episode or two of the simpsons season 32 to be like come on okay let's see they're still on the air it can't be that it is it is uncomfortably bad I don't know who's still watching The Simpsons, but it can't be many people. Like it it's would probably be, kids. Impressed. It might be, right? Yeah. And also, you probably like the the earlier ones because you have nostalgia for them. Whenever oh, you watch that, when when you watch when you're a kid, you think you, you just loved getting to feel those same things you felt a long time ago. And I think that there's there's a connection there that you don't get in the newer things. Mm-hmm. And then also, I mean, dude, 32 seasons of one show, gonna be hard to get. You know, really outside the box at some point, Wait, right? There's oh, 32 sure. seasons or episodes? 32 seasons. seasons. It's older than I am. Good God. Yeah. If you look at the writing talent they had, like, early on, though, it's outrageous. Like, like, like it's all names that, like, even if you're not super into entertainment or whatever, you, you recognize. Uh, it, it was just a, a who's who of, of writing and, and comics that were writing the show at first. And if you go to the IMDb, I'm trying to pull it up, but, like, those first few seasons are just lots of them are like five stars or whatever and then you can see the steady decline you can see like mm-hmm. when the simpsons died when like characters like homer became a caricature themselves um and homer got uh, better uh homer so, got so much worse yeah I, I don't, I don't, well i, I haven't watched current simpsons so i can't speak to that so but you didn't like very, it when he choked bart I, he was mean he was <laughs> way he wasn't dumb he was just cruel and and like he didn't have a good relationship with his family a few years later he loves Bart. He's an idiot. He has a, uh, a bulletproof head. And that was peak Homer. Like when he stumbled around from success to success. Peak Homer what... is the episode where uh, I want to say he's lost his job or something like that. The redheaded um, guy goes and he's just oh, crushing it. It's Wait. when Homer can realizes he can no longer provide for his family. And oh. so he's going to kill himself. And he's walking to the bridge, carrying the rock tied to his leg so that he can like <laughs> drown himself. That's peak Homer. That's what I like. After a while, Homer like became illiterate. And it's like, well, wait a minute. The man, the man can read. He's just a buffoon. Yeah. I, I like the one where Homer was working for Hank Scorpio. 
and That's they good. like set up his whole family and everything. And just the, the, there was one, I think it maybe it was the guy from the bar who who was really frustrated or co-worker at the nuclear power plant where they're like, this guy makes every wrong decision and it works out perfectly Rick for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rick Grimes? That's, I think that's his uh, name. It's also the guy from Walking Dead. Oh, well then something Grimes. <laughs> Probably not Rick. But, um, uh, yeah, Sam, Sam Simon, one of the creators of The Simpsons, um, he, until he passed away, he was married to Jennifer Tilly. She she plays poker a lot. Uh, obviously, that's, poker's been my main, my main career over the last, or, or over my adult life. And um, she's just one of the, most all-around great people you'll ever meet so nice so friendly good she's just she's just a kind soul you know Mm -hmm. um sounds like she loses a lot i'm a big fan (laughs) no her her poker game she has made some mistakes but really good person yeah I, i like watching jennifer play i think everyone likes watching jennifer play um for some reason and uh or another there's a famous hands with her where where she thought someone had quads uh, and you can Google it, Jennifer Tilly quads or something, where it was clear the person did not have quads, and then she just called with a full house or something, and the guy was like, what the hell? I, I obviously didn't have quads. I don't know. It's, it's a funny hand. You want to look it up? It's a good one. But she won, it sounds like. She did win, but she could have won more. Oh, okay. Yeah, she, yeah, she just called instead of raised. Um, exactly, yeah. No, I how, how, much, how much poker do you play, Kyle? Uh, I play two or three nights a week. Um, okay, pretty it's, active. It's, it's, it's play low stakes. Like, like We play like 25 and 50 cents but the game gets stupid like really quickly so it might as well be one two um which is still low stakes and everything but but i don't know i want some nights i went a grand that's happened a few times but nothing crazy like we're not we're not playing big, like, big for those blinds yeah that was a, that was a good night um i was up like five or six hundred and then i hit a straight flush over a nut uh no a straight flush over a full house and with one of my good friends, we were both the winners that night. And I was just like, Kyle, stop, Kyle, stop. And he's just like, you better fold. I've got it. I've got it. And I'm just like, I've had you since the flop. It's not looking good. And then just straight flush it down on the river and just took all of his money. So it was, it was a, I haven't hit a whole lot of, it was the Royal too. Um, I haven't hit a lot of straight flushes, but playing online, you hit so many funky hands you, like that. You were calling a Royal a straight flush the whole time. I was, I was. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Uh, royal winning, having a royal flush against someone having a full house. Uh, I just want to say that I'm not saying it didn't happen. The odds are like that's the kind of thing that you see a James Bond hand, and one guy is four of a kind, and one guy is a royal, and one guy is, (laughs) and and you're thinking this didn't happen because I've played seven million hands of poker, and I don't think I've ever had a royal versus full house in seven million hands of a career playing poker because it's just so it could happen. Definitely could. For what it's worth, happen. he wrote us and told us about it the night it happened. Yeah, this I wrote that story I, I, I've heard because yeah. we looked at the odds, and uh, I think the odds are like one in six hundred sixty thousand or something like that, or maybe six hundred. It was something stupid. Like 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 someone told me the odds, and uh, but no, I've never, I've hit straight flushes, but never a royal, and certainly never a, like like you'll hit hands like that sometimes, and it's like nobody else has enough to call, or you you won't make any money. You'll make twenty dollars, uh, but he had the second nuts. Um, well, not the second Nazi. Could Here's the conversation. You said it was one in 665,000 odds. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid odds, stupid, ridiculous odds. But yeah, um, we play, we play, uh, like a little private game in our discord because I can't play in a game that takes a rake. So, uh, mm. we just, uh, we just, you know, kind of handle our transactions privately. Did you say you've I never gotten a Royal flush ever, Kyle, in all your playing? 
I've never. No, no. Have I've you, had, Doug? I've, like, have I've had plenty of. Wait, wait. You, you just had a royal. In the, other than that hand, you mean, right? Yeah, other than that hand, that's the only one. Ever. Okay, okay. Oh, I've had royal flushes. I mean, I, I, I don't think I ever had one at a casino. Mm-hmm. But online, I've played so many hands. I've definitely had royal flushes. But normally, you have a royal flush. The other guy doesn't have anything, and you just win a little bit of money, and then think, "Oh, cool!" And you play the next hand. Uh, yeah, he had sucking oh, pokers like, so much. I don't know these hands. Like a, a royal flush is that the one where you have all the top cards in a yeah. row? Yeah, the same suit. Are and they the, the same, same color? Oh, yeah. Okay, the same, same, same color. Yeah. The item. And, so, what's your favorite card, Doug? an ace there's four of those you're not kyle are there you're in georgia right yeah are are there are there poker rooms in in georgia are there casinos the closest one is cherokee north carolina and uh my probation officer actually will let me go up there and play so we went and played a little live poker um four four months ago or something like that it went poorly it went poorly he let you go play poker I, right, seems I asked, like a cool I, guy for being a probation officer. He's a super cool guy. I, I wrote the email and uh, and I was like, "Hey, got a stupid question for you here. Uh, my buddy is heading up to Cherokee, North Carolina tomorrow to gamble at the casino and play uh play 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 poker. Can I leave the state, go to another state, and play <laughs> poker over for, for three days?" And he's like, "Yeah, just let me know uh, when you're getting back and where you'll be staying." I'm like, "I'll be staying at Harakee's uh, at at uh, Harris Cherokee Casino." He's like, "Cool, let me let, let me know how it goes. Good luck." And I'm just like, "Fuck, all right, I like I this like guy." That he wished you luck. That was the best. Yeah, part. he did. He's a great nice. guy. I really like my PO. It's a good, dude. I uh, I've heard of that casino before, the Cherokee one. Is, it's is bigger it, than anything in Vegas. Is it is it live dealers though, or is it like is it electronic? Like they have a big thing. poker room. Um, okay. I don't know how many tables they've got. Uh, one, two, and uh, I think it's two five. And uh, I, I think I just played one two. Yeah, I just played one oh. two and bought it for like five hundred twice, and uh, went poorly. But uh, but it's a big poker room. So in uh, in Texas, I, I just moved from Nevada to Texas. I just moved to Austin. I was part of the big wave of West Coast people moving into Texas, and you read all the articles. West Coast people blowing up all the home prices. That was me. I was basically in all the stories. These guys need to leave. That was me. Um, but anyway, so so I've like checked out the poker rooms here in Texas, and the the legal situation on them is is pretty interesting. So in Texas, basically, you're allowed to have a private club where gambling can occur, but the house can't have any stake in what happens. So you can't take a rake in a hand. Basically, you pay a fee and then you pay an amount per hour and you go there and you can just hang out in the club with your friends and you happen to be playing poker. Uh, yep. So it's and that that scene has exploded in the last, I don't know, five years or whatever. <clears throat> so um, I think I heard someone saying something about that that was possible in Georgia, but I could be wrong about that. Does yeah. the house earn more or less in a scenario like that? It could be it could be either. They just change the rules, there. right? Because in Vegas, for example, what they'll normally do is every ten dollars that goes into the pot, they'll take one out and they'll stop that at forty dollars. So basically, if you play really small stake stuff, you, you, it's really hard to win because they're taking so much of the money. But if you play high stake stuff, you hit the cap really fast. And so it's let's say you're playing big pots that are a thousand, two thousand dollars. You don't care they're taking five bucks. But let's say you're playing small pots where it's playing thirty, forty, fifty bucks. Now that five dollars you're taking out is a lot of the money in there. So it makes winning in the small games kind of hard because the casinos take a bunch. This is just equal more. It's I don't know. It's still kind of similar, but the basically the basic point I'm making is rather than money being taken out of the pot, you're paying a fee up front to to, to get your seat. So it's uh it's just a little bit different, you know. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I love playing poker. Like I said, we we play at least two or three nights a week. We're probably going to play tonight. I think I'm going to try to stream some poker on Twitch and just hide my whole cards with my camera because um, there's no way I can show the whole cards because one of those mm-hmm. jamokes in there is going to hop in my stream and just take take my money from me. Poker yeah. streaming is tough because you have two options. You can either delay, so there's a five-minute delay mm-hmm. between when you actually get the cards and when they see them. Chat. So that's what that's the downside. And then the other thing is you can hide your whole cards, but then people don't know what you're experiencing, so it sucks for them. So yeah. basically, streaming on Twitch is really difficult for poker, and it's had its moments where people kind of built audience. I think Jace, Jason Somerville was the biggest for a while. I know that um, there's a few other guys, like uh, I think Lex Feldhaus, one of the bigger guys now, and um, Parker Talbot was, was one of the bigger streamers. But they've all kind of, I think, to some extent, had to deal with this issue, which is there's just not a great way to do it in terms of chat I might show one card. That'd be kind of funny. I might show one card. Anyone like, that can see one card will destroy you because they're going to know one of your cards. I don't know. They're pretty bad. Is that That's all solid logic? <laughs> just, just, one, just being one card would be enough to destroy someone? Yeah. Be a lot. Yeah. I don't know anything about poker. You'd know half the time he's got a pair you know, from it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And a lot of other things. You'd also um, would know really quickly yeah. what the best hand they could have is. You could, you could yep. put people in terrible spots. Right. Basically. And you get yeah, hints too. Like if he's whatever working on a straight or something you're like ah he's acting like the other one's a club too sure sure or a flush you mean but but yeah i i guess yeah. I, would, I think what i, I would do is put myself my again <laughs> i don't know what i'm talking <laughs> about <laughs> yeah i think i would just put my camera over my whole cards which is a lesser experience for the viewer because like whenever mm-hmm. i see like poker content online and they like they're not showing the whole cards it is kind of nice every now and then when like the guy doesn't show the camera or uh, I've seen, uh, I can't remember which organization does it, but they'll occasionally they'll do it. Oh, this is the pot where you don't know what this guy has. And it's it's kind of like a little bit of a mystery because you know what everyone else that. has. I, I kind of dig that, like a, a, to kind of mix a little flavor in every now and then. But for the most part, it's it's really nice to yeah, see everybody. Yeah, ESPN cards. had this thing where the, it was the Jack Link's mystery hand or something. and Something like I that. Wonder, yeah. I wonder what he had. And then the end, hmm. they show you. Yeah, you could do it and poker not be the point of the stream. Like people would enjoy mm-hmm. just chatting Kyle stream. You would just have to devote a lot of your cognitive horsepower away from poker. Yeah. You know, yeah. Pay attention um, to the chat. Keep I it going. I got to pay attention. I got to pay attention to at least the action, like know who opened and, and, and what the, It'd be what's going uh, on. Harder to play with half a brain and sort of have a good insight as to why everyone's doing what they're doing. Yeah. Is that um, half a brain thing making sense? Am I saying it clearly? No, no, like, it is. Yeah. But but it would be a lot of just chatting because I, I mean I, I don't play a lot of hands, so there'd be a lot of it's it's yeah. you know it's full 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 full. I, I, I don't know if I still have this record or not because I haven't been following it for the last few years. But at least for a while, I had the most money ever won on a poker stream. Oh, oh yeah, nice. nice. Yeah. How much? Yeah, I think it was four hundred and fifty-five thousand. That's that's a <laughs> that good number is so low. high. I I, I asked Jesus poker Christ. guys this. We've had a couple on the show. Do you get like numb to huge amounts of money? Like it easy come, easy go must sort of fuck with your idea of what things cost. If you can make half a million dollars in one hand, then why isn't your house 30 million? Right? It, that's obviously 90 seconds worth of work. <laughs> so like because you can't consistently do it, right? This is of course this is just not. Does right. it, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Does it morph your like concept of how hard it is to earn money, or do you have a pretty good averaging mind that you know takes this more uh, realistically? There's so there's two different forms of poker. There's tournaments and there's cash. And I think typically speaking, so just to kind of talk about those formats, one of them you sit down with dollars 
and you can leave whenever you want. Your chips represent dollars. And one of them is a tournament where everyone puts a buy-in in, and then the guy at the end gets the most gets the most of the money or a lot of the money. In the cash game format, which has been more of my specialty over my career, it's hard for things to really go to your head because it's such a grind, right? Maybe you buy in for $1,000. You're hoping to win $100 at that table, right? So it takes years to build up, and eventually you're playing $10,000 games or $100,000 games, and then you're hoping to win five. 100 or a thousand or 2000 or whatever so you re- you rarely have huge scores where your situation drastically changes so it doesn't really feel like that tournaments are where people just randomly stumble into millions of dollars because the biggest ones the world series of poker main event every year somebody wins that thing for eight to ten million dollars obviously they're gonna own some taxes and stuff but basically they go from being you know a smaller six poker player or maybe even a recreational poker player to, to having all of a sudden millions of dollars for poker and uh, that can people make really epically terrible decisions when they do that. And a lot of times mixed results. Yeah. Yeah. You, there's a lot of guys that like Joe Hashem. I don't know. I love watching Joe Hashem play because he's awful. He's awful at it. Um, you know, he, he this is a World he Series of Poker the, winner win that's bad at poker. He did won he the win the main yeah. or second place? He won the man. I can't remember yeah. what he won. It was a lot. It, you can't be was, that bad if he won. Right. That That is it. That is extremely wrong. OK. Um, think about it like this. If we played heads up and your strategy was, I'm going to go all in, Taylor, you just went all in every hand and we played a reasonable format, I would only beat you 60% of the time or so. 62, okay. it depends on the format. So you, even though you would have no strategy, just I'm all in again, I'm all in again, you're just doing that, I could only beat you not even two out of three times. Huh. So if we played and you did that, we could, you could play one game, beat me, sit out and say, see, knew I was better than Doug. And then <laughs> it, it's not that hard yeah. to do that. It's actually pretty easy. And okay, then in, these, in these tournaments, usually what happens is people start to get really lucky for extended periods of time because when you have a tournament that has 7,000 people, if you're going to make it far in that, you have to get really lucky because if you don't, you're just going to lose your chips to someone that is basically. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's skill, right? And, and the people that are good when it's close or they, or they get maybe average luck, they might go a lot further because they're able to do better with those same hands than a bad player would. But to really win a huge tournament, you have to get so fucking lucky that a lot of times the guy that wins it is just not even very good at poker. Straight yeah, up. It, it yeah. happens a lot. And then, but then they've got like a ton of money and they get to diversify that back out to the good play, uh, poker players and cash games. So it's really, it's really <laughs> fun to see because every year it happens. It's. I would think. It's, I actually think it's really good. By the way, I don't think it sucks. I think it's really good because think about something like chess. There are no super high stakes chess matches because the there's a rating system and the player with the better rating will beat you, right? On average. Yeah. yeah. So no one gambles. Why well, gamble when this guy is just going to clobber you? You don't gamble. But if anyone can beat anyone, kind of a lot. It's a pretty good gambling game. And so the fact that sometimes bad players win a lot of money is actually really good for the game and its longevity. Speaking of bad players, um, if you if you Google search like best fold of all time, your hand with Helmuth, Helmuth comes up a lot. Where uh, yeah, I think there was like three grand in the pot. You flop a straight. It's uh, but you have like seven ten. So like the board's like eight nine jack or something. Helmuth has the nuts. He's got ten queen, and you you raise it. You might make it seven thousand or something like that. Does has the nuts mean he can't lose? At that point, he has the best hand possible. Um, oh, there are okay. two more cards to come, so that can be changed. But mm-hmm. in this scenario, because of Doug's holding, Doug has a zero percent chance. It doesn't matter what the next two cards are; he's lost. 
But from his point of view, I just flopped a straight. You know, I should be good here. So he makes it 7,000 to go. And Hellmuth goes and makes it 97,000. And Doug's just like, why would you do that? (laughs) (laughs) What does Phil Hellmuth do that with? And he's just like, you've got, you must have been, well, you got Queen 10. All right, I fold. And And it's just like, could Hellmuth have thrown money away more effectively? I, I don't think so. It was just such a bad play from his part. And I like Phil. He's he's killing it in that high-stakes poker duel, duel right now. How many has he won? Seven in a row? It's been a, a long stretch. That that hand, I think, is my most famous hand at this point. I have to think about it, but probably is. Uh, and basically, I check-raised the second nut, so the second best possible hand you can have, and faced a re-raise and folded. Uh, and I don't. I, I think the reason that people think that it's such an amazing fold is because when you have ten seven on Jack nine eight, you only lose to Queen ten. You don't lose to three of a kind. You don't lose to two pair. You don't lose to bluffs. You don't lose to whatever. You only lose to Queen ten. Um, so it was it was an interesting situation. You have to know your opponent a little bit too. Phil Phil is not a guy that just punts off hundred k. I mean, when he went all in, it was around hundred k. I think. Yeah. He's not going to just go all in for a hundred thousand dollars with just random bluffs random bluffy hands he doesn't yeah, do that he doesn't really play like that and and so i i actually got a little bit of read on him too i asked him for i was i said phil what, what do you got over there or something like that and then he was coming up with things he, that he was trying to basically come up with things that he could have that would make me want to call i'm thinking why do you why are you trying to convince me to call you know <laughs> i could have the bluff i could have that bluff i could have this bluff if you're bluffing this is okay this is a very classic thing with human emotion Humans love to act weak when they're strong and act strong when they're weak. So when you see someone flaunting their money online, they're posting about this money, this thing, I got this thing, look at this, look at these hot babes, look at this. Usually it's because they either don't have it or they're they're trying to look strong when they're weak. Um, mm-hmm. And then vice versa, a lot, a lot of times when people try to look weak, they're actually really strong. They don't want you to know how strong they are. So when people have good hands, typically um, they – they're trying to act weak in different ways, right? Oh, I'm weak. I could have these bluffs. I'm weak. But the reality is you have the nuts. Whereas if he's bluffing, he's not going to sit there. I'll say he's bluffing me. He's not going to say, I could be bluffing here. I could have a bluff. I could have this bluff. I could have that. No, he's, it's, yeah. do you realize how scary gonna, that is? He's going to do that thing <laughs> he does that's this. He's going to do yeah, this. Yeah, he's going to do that. Well, and, that's a terrible tell. Well, that's what, he, that's what he does. Like oh, he always does that. Time. He, he, no this, one's this ever is... explained to me why fake tells are a bad idea. I, I just feel like you <laughs> should be throwing out tells all the time, right? Like like unreadable through your massive nonsense. No one does it. Everyone goes for stoic instead of stupid. Well, the, the, the thing you have to think about is, is balance, right? If you're not balanced with the tells that you have, then people can know it means something. And when you play on TV games, I don't know how many hours of TV games I've played. Let's just say I've played 25, 50, 100. I have no idea. Well, you let's say you pulled up 100 hours of Doug footage and you watched every fake tell and every tell I did over the entire time. They could say, okay, well, when he does the lean to the left on the left hand, six bluffs, two value bets, very weak. When it does the right hand, he mainly had good hands. They could look at when you oh. tilt your head. What does that mean? When they when he like burrows, what, what's it called? And furrows, I guess furrow. eyebrows. Yeah, furrow your brow. Yeah, and I yeah. guess you can't do that. Let's uh, put six furrow brows out, meaning you have a good hand in a row, and then cash in on it with the seventh fake one. <laughs> I. But the thing is, you're trying to think about how to play while you're doing this. I'm yeah. trying to think about 
what should I do with my hand and and what makes sense? And there's so much deep strategy stuff. I can't be wasting time thinking about I need to lean to the left this time. You know, I need I, I need to be thinking about I need yeah. to be thinking about how can I play this hand correctly because poker is super fucking complicated. And any time spent not trying to essentially figure out the solution to your situation you're in is time kind of lost. Now with, with bad players, you can do all this shit, you know. Um, you guys ever seen rounders where take KGB as the Oreo? Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. So with bad players, you can do stuff like that because if you can make them think it means something or whatever, then yeah, you can you can get an advantage there. But then if they know that you know, then they might know that it's actually the opposite. But then if you know they know, and then you get into this leveling game, mm-hmm. and rather than going into the leveling game, here's my take on poker: I'm gonna play so good that you're gonna lose on average just over the long run i'm going to win so why fuck with that why why do stuff where i might not win i'm just gonna win like i'm really good at poker i'm going to win so mm-hmm. why do things where i might not win when you can just win and so i've doug had, is doug yeah. is proving that my revolutionary poker strategy is parallel to those people that say put a sumo wrestler in goal <laughs> and then block all the pucks <laughs> it's actually an incredibly stupid idea yeah. sumo wrestlers actually, are terrible it's goalies. the athletic goalie who's able to actually be <laughs> No, you don't want the blob in there. It um, would be fun to watch, though. Yeah, it would right. be fun to watch. Yeah, you imagine that like like be taking up the whole net, and then they'd just be like picking corners. Like, oh wait, they're professional hockey players. You know, in, in <laughs> hockey, in hockey, they used to not have regulations on pad size. You know this? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Taylor's a huge okay. hockey fan and player. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So see, see the old pictures where they're just yeah, it's it's, oh, it's yeah. something, and they they still find ways to cheat. the The goalie of the Tampa Bay Lightning, he. They basically made it so that your shoulders can't be super tall because, like, he was rocking shoulder pads that were like up to his ears. Garth at one point. Snow used to have eye beams. Garth or Snow, yeah, yeah. That, that was before the rules. It was absurd what Garth Snow was doing. But like Vasilevsky, currently the best goalie in the NHL, they told him you can't have these fucking ridiculous, you know, like the, that Kanye West video with the giant suit that like, comes up to your ears. And so what he did is he wears a a, a gear that's like three sizes too big and he tucks it into the front of his pants and so when he's standing there it looks totally normal and then when he goes in the butterfly position on the knees it gets caught on his pants and pushes it up to his ears and so like they're like a scarecrow yeah they're trying to figure out a new thing there and it's like dude you're already the best goalie in the world right now just you know just get quicker on the ear area i guess but i uh, can you share that picture real quick while he's talking on the uh on the poker thing, I'm curious. Like you said, you, like against normal people, you're just gonna be like, "I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna forge ahead. I'm gonna play my game, play my strategy." Like, did you ever have to like kind of sit down and practice tells? Like when you got into it, like were there things that you noticed? Like, fuck, I really am making this obvious for people uh, that you had to reevaluate your strategy, or never really. Oh, uh, I, so there's two kinds of poker players, right? There's guys that come from an online background. There's guys that come from a live background. Online, there are no tells. Thankfully, uh, yeah. And so that's my background. So maybe timing, timing for sure. But but in terms of just tells, right? Just uh, how you look and uh, timing tells. Yeah, like, sure. yeah there there can be. Those are easy to balance, though. You just always act at the same time, exactly. Mm-hmm. But when you come from the online background, online guys are no- notoriously terrible when they get to a real table because they've been behind their computer for how many years, and now they have to interact with humans and chips mm-hmm. and cards and. And chairs and a table. And Carlos pulls his hair out every time he's bluffing because he's so stressed out. Like <laughs> he's been doing it for years, just freaking the fuck out. Like, come on, come on. <laughs> there are guys that have it maybe not that bad, but problems that they do that they're used to doing. And so I think for a lot of online guys, it's kind of uncomfortable. I remember when I started playing live, 
it's actually kind of funny because when I first played live, I was a kid and I was playing for a hundred bucks or whatever. And then I went years of not basically. And then by the time I was playing live again, I was playing really high stakes stuff. So, you know, 10 K tournaments, hundred K tournaments. I played a million dollar tournament, all kinds of stuff. Right. Uh, and so I didn't get many to get to play much in the middle there. I mainly went from playing small stakes yeah. live to playing the higher stakes stuff. And for me, I just got into a good rhythm where I, was, I would just think, okay, I know I'm going to beat these people. So I just need to make sure I don't give off tells. I don't need to be worried about what they're doing. Fuck them. I'm going to beat them. So I don't care what they're doing. I'm going to focus on, and what I do is I, I found when I'm in a big situation and there's videos of me doing this online for sure. Basically when I'm in a big situation, I'll stare at a card on the board, usually the middle card, and I'll just stare at it. And let's say I'm running a huge bluff and I'm just locked in. And then they're like asking me questions or they're looking at me or they're staring me down or they're next to me. And I'm just thinking, that's a really nice looking ace of spades. And I'm just, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I just zone out. I'm not even involved in the hand anymore. I'm just looking at that ace of spades. And, and I almost even forget what I have sometimes because I'm just in this zone where I'm just yeah. not even, not even, and I do that when I have a good hand or a bad hand because I don't want there to be any difference in the way that it looks. So you never know what I have because I'm just doing the exact same thing basically. Yep. Have you ever seen the hand where Tom Dwan is running like, I don't know, $150,000 bluff into like, I don't know, maybe a $400,000 pot or something for, like that? Versus Phil Ivy, I think, right? Yeah. You know that one? And he's just, yeah. he's, when, it, when, when Phil finally folds, he's just like, oh, oh, my eyes. And, and I think, I don't know who it was. It, um, maybe Elliot Lazar was like, what, what's wrong with your eyes? And he's just like, I was just, the light was bouncing off that card. I was just staring at that one card. I think the light was coming off it just right. I don't know. <laughs> he's been st- he's been staring at that card, trying not to flinch, while what most people consider to be the greatest poker player of all time stares him down with like almost a half a million dollars in the pot or something like that. Uh, he's just. I've gotten the Phil Ivey stare down as well. It's terrible. Uh, the it's, Phil Ivey stare down. I want to yeah, see. I'm intimidated and I'm at home. It's he's classic. Just, that 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 just ah yeah I, I love watching I love watching uh, poker online uh, I watch a ton of like poker content on YouTube there's there's been like an influx of uh, a couple of YouTube channels seems to have bought like a bunch of the old content and they're just uh, mm-hmm. and they're rolling it out so that's fun to watch there's and, some uh, drama with that stuff too a little bit I bet um, no Ivy stare like it looks like he's disappointed in you a little yeah. bit I, I like that wait is that <laughs> hold on is that oh no. That background looks familiar to a hand I played versus him. Is that Phil Ivey? Yeah. Yes. Staring yeah, at someone. Phil Ivey. Yeah, it's he actually gets... a better stare than you thought. As you guys were telling the story, I'm dumbassingly think I wouldn't be concerned. But no, that's a pretty good stare. Sometimes he gives that look a lot. That look with the, with the mouth open. That thing. That's kind yeah. of like a, what are you, stupid? Dude, kind of yeah, right? He'd make me second guess myself. This guy's got good, good emotes. You're like, Phil, what should I do? You're a professional poker player. <laughs> <Here's my cards. laughs> you look like you've been here before. Is, is there anybody who's known for like being super gregarious? They're always talking. They're always like as a tactic trying to disrupt other people's mojo. Or Phil is watch chats a lot. There, there used to be guys that would do that a little more often, um, but it's just so annoying. Uh, wouldn't that, that be good for them though to annoy you and be good for well, them to there's annoy, a few problems for, but wouldn't it be good to get on tv i guess it's not as big a thing as it was 10 years ago or whatever but like if espn would definitely pick up a guy who was a level worse at poker but better at talking basically i think that people that came along in poker in the last 10 years have really gotten screwed because black friday happened which is essentially the u.s government enforced that you can't serve u.s customers in online poker 
And basically all of the companies had to withdraw from the market. And so the big personalities in the US that have followings like myself and like a bunch of other people in the US didn't really end up having great ways to, to cap, capitalize on it like they did before where they could represent those companies. What I did was start a training site, which was good. My training site, upswingpoker.com. What is it's it again? Great. Site's lower? Upswingpoker.com. Thanks. It's a great, great place to learn poker. I'd recommend checking it out. Anyway, <laughs> so... So anyway, so uh, I made a training site and we're actually the biggest training site, at least to my knowledge. I haven't checked the data lately, but we're, we're a great place to learn poker. It's a course format. Uh, people really enjoy it. Our, our members are, are uh, actually, I just uploaded a lesson that I did. I, I had a recent challenge with Daniel Legrande. I'm not sure if you guys heard about this, but what? basically uh, I played a big heads up challenge and I just did a some videos going through and talking about my strategies and some hands I played and all that kind of stuff. Um, can I just say, I really liked that you guys were like chill with each other. Like when you actually played, I think a lot of people wanted to see you guys b like bicker and go back and forth, but, uh, cause there'd been so much animosity leading up to it, but I, it was really refreshing and cool to see you guys just be professional with one another and joke around even a little bit and, and have a little bit of fun and, uh, and play that thing out. I, I watched all the hands that were, uh, that were live. Uh, I didn't, okay, cool. I didn't go too much to the online stuff. It was a lot of hands. Yeah, a lot of people were upset though. They, I wanted blood. I wanted more. It's kind of weird when you're in a room with someone and it's just you and them and a dealer. And obviously, there's a lot of people watching online. But mm -hmm. when you're just gonna shit talk and then just get dealt the next hand, it's just kind of weird. It's it's a nice weird atmosphere. Canuck. Yeah, I'm not. You just can't really do that. And then also, uh, there was a bit of he decided to play me in my game, the game I was really good at. So. Uh, I just kind of had to show up and win, you know. I mean, if I had lost that, it would have been a real, a real hit on my career. I would be a real blemish to have lost to someone that you were supposed to beat uh, in a game that you're supposed to be one of the best at, and mm -hmm. and I was the best at in the world for a few years there. To have lost to him in that mat in that format would have been devastating. So I kind of felt a lot of pressure too, and I also had side bets and and money on the line. I mean, it was. You know, it was it, there was a lot of pressure. There wasn't enough money at stake already. You play side bets. <laughs> now, did, here's the question: Did you buy any insurance? Why did I buy insurance? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me tell you this, Kyle. The reason that companies offer you insurance is because they're giving you back less money than you're giving them. That's their business. You give them money, they give you back less money. Yeah. Don't buy know, insurance you had, you if you have to. A little bit, if, right? Don't buy insurance unless you absolutely have to. I didn't Just, know you could. Oh, I haven't had car insurance, insurance for years. Oh, I, I don't. I don't even think that there's insurance in poker, really. But I, I just mean in general. I'm in life. That's how I feel about warranties. You know, like yeah, hey, you, you buy your new whatever DVD player. Would you like to pay fifty dollars? We'll replace it free if something goes wrong. You wouldn't do it if it was a good deal. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. Yeah, they don't have true. much confidence in their DVD. Often, but but sometimes the the situation is that the algorithm works out such that you want even if it breaks, you probably won't bring it back to us. We're counting on the fact that you want because when i sold cars like yeah. that's what that permaplate yeah. nonsense was we didn't put permaplate on cars but permaplate came with a warranty that said if you find a way to stain the interior of your vehicle we will get the stain out if we cannot we will reupholster if we can't we'll get you a new factory seat so we're on the hook for potentially thousands of dollars if your kid like gets the lipstick out and just goes to mm -hmm. drawing on the, the the roof of your car or like someone just actually spills a bucket of paint in your front seat of a truck. You know, like you've seen maybe there'll be buckets of paint in the back. You'll get into a collision. The paint all slides forward. It paints the interior of the car. We would have been on the hook for an entire 
interior of a vehicle if you had paid that $600 up front. It's a hell of a warranty if you've got messy kids or anything. But no one in the years that I sold cars ever came back and said, hey, managed to stain the car. I want. I, remember that permaplate thing I bought? Never happened. Never happened once. But so many people would plunk down $600. We fell prey to a similar thing with uh, furniture. You know, you buy a couch and they're like, hey, if you have kids or dogs, and I've got a lot of both of those, then, you know, you should buy this this furniture protection scam. And, and if anything, if you manage to put a stain on it, then you'll be in great shape. And then you go to cash in on the scam and they're like, OK, do you have your original receipt from three years ago? And it's like, no, but like I bought it there. I promise I've got like the credit card thing I could real look at. So finally we go we have all our ducks in a row like every correspondence on this thing every we have all our receipts and and we're like look at this couch and we like take a picture of it it's all like falling down droopy and looking terrible prematurely because we're murder on our furniture and they're like all right all right you know and they, they don't want to do it but we have everything they have no excuses not to service us we like mail them these slip covers they throw them in the wash send them back no different than i would have done with my fucking regular like residential grade commercial front loading washer and they're like pilly and it, it they weren't really prepared to make good on their warranty they okay. just did what a homeowner would do and wash slip covers and send them back and yep i never ever buy that nonsense on your furniture it's a, you lose 100 percent of the time the only yep. exception maybe maybe like if you're buying something that breaks a ton, you, back when before laptops had SSDs, they had those like mechanical spinning magnetic plates. I could see an argument for buying the warranty on that laptop because if you're like me and you break them all the time, back before SSDs, then uh, you can make good on that. Or uh, back in the day, cordless phones. This is not the cell phone everyone has now, but the cordless ones they had in the 90s, those would break and their batteries would wear out instantly. And it might be a good thing to get that warranty on. Get a new one every so often. If yeah. if you think you personally will use it way more than the average person, it could be okay. But outside of that, just don't give them money. Their whole what they're they're just saying, hey, can we take your yeah. fifty bucks and give you twenty? And you're saying, yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> that's what you're done. It's 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 just that's the, that's their business. By the way, same thing with all insurances. They all do that. You give them fifty, they give you back twenty, and they give you a pat in the back. You did the right thing, son. <laughs> unless it's you're, car insurance at which point you're they'll bill you the extra 50 every year for the next three years for some reason pretty much it, yeah when i bought that bike the other day there was all of that like tire and wheel protection and nonsense and i was just like i don't want you to waste your time i don't i don't really want any of this though i was being trying to be super see, i'm in on the scam <laughs> as a former employee of the car i've run this scam a few times myself <laughs> first of all you're not hyping it up enough you've let me interrupt you what are you doing why are you allowing me to do this silly accent right now why is yosemite sam telling you how to sell your motorcycle truck i shut him down so hard he's like i was like look I, you can say what you got to say but there is no chance that i'll buy this it's inconceivable i never buy these things i pride myself on it and he's like well if you're not going anywhere you might as well get there quickly and he moved on it's like yeah i can win that's a way almost always do just like move along um you know but but i would never move along i would never move along i'd be like you just don't understand the same kyle 
what is that in the back right that I'm looking at right now? <laughs> because exactly I just, I, I, I've just been thinking about this for a little while now, and it's starting to get to me. It's can supposed. You, to. Can you can you explain <laughs> what I'm looking at? So yeah, I was uh, I was ordering some butt plugs, and uh, oh okay, and, uh, <laughs> makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I was ordering some butt plugs, and I already had the medium, and I was like, I think my lady Frank can step up to a large. And uh, and so I'll get lady the large, okay. yeah, yeah, Larry. <laughs> and uh, and so I was like, the medium is like tiny, like like as far as butt plugs go. Like I don't know, like like, like that big or something. Like, like you it's know, manageable, manageable. And uh, I was like, the large is probably like you know, we've all bought a small, medium, and a large from like McDonald's or whatever. That's the, the increment. It's a little normally. bigger than the medium. But they sent me this colossal motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now it's just I, I, I like I, I don't know I don't know who it's this is It's a conversation for. piece now. It's a conversation piece now. It, I literally put it there so you'd see it and you'd ask. Um, I don't know. It looks like a Goomba from Mario Brothers or a or a garden gnome. I haven't decided. Yeah, which. That, that shit I, is horrifying. It's from I'm the gonna, Guantanamo Bay collection. <laughs> I'm gonna put a smiley face on it. Um, and if I ever meet a young lady that can handle this, I'm gonna marry that bitch right away because she's put her she's put her time in. She deserves to retire. This seems dangerous. Right, it does and, and, and that's what everyone's looking for in a woman is that is that they can handle the extra large butt plug. That's, yeah. that's the, yeah, yeah. It yeah, shows absolutely. character. It shows character. That's the kind of lady you can trust with you know your passwords and your banking information. The kind who can handle the the big boy three thousand. Imagine how much she could help. How many drugs she could help you smuggle into a foreign nation? It's kind of what I was thinking. Like, yeah. like this bitch can this bitch can smuggle some stuff. You know, like like. Forget drugs. Like you could put a whole fucking cell phone in that. <laughs> all sorts of electronics. You could put all sorts of things in there. You could go to an electronic store, come out with a laptops if you can take that. Good God. But yeah, um, now it's just a conversation piece because I don't know any human beings who can handle something like that. Um, some of my friends in Discord who are um, gay um, told me that like not only do they know people who can handle it, but it's it's not that uncommon to be able to handle a toy yeah. uh, of that girth switch saw that and he acted as though it wasn't that outrageous yeah and then he showed yeah. me like he sent me a picture of one of his friends toy collections and i've got a lot of toys like i got like five or six thousand dollars worth of worth of stuff but he had i don't know maybe a fifteen thousand dollar collection because he had like all those bad dragon toys that are like custom made sex toys to made they look like octopus tentacles and horse cocks and all sorts of nonsense yeah. like fan it's like oh yeah this is a dragon dick and it's like you probably never put any thought into what a dragon viable you never thought about hey tolkien never told us what dragon dicks look like so major well, really details he added he left that out <laughs> he left it out of the Cimmerillion. <laughs> Does it look but, authentic though? Is it, is it an authentic one? It's got I mean, scales. Yeah. I, okay. Can, <laughs> it does. <laughs> Google Google bad dragon. Um, I'm not googling any of this shit. Doug has it. No googling on this subject. You'll Doug, get a just go up to your bookmarks bar and click it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. There's as, there's also a subreddit uh, for bad dragon toys, and it's just all chicks like banging their dragon dicks. Uh, it's it's good stuff. They're very expensive though. They're like they're custom made. Oh, Zach put a link in here. Yeah, check them out. Check them out. And they give them like uh, humanizing names. Like this is Stan the Dragon's penis. Yeah, I've got a Rex. Rex. Oh, we think I've got a Rex before. Rex is a dog penis. Yeah, yeah. I got the dog and the horse. That's somehow more normal than this. I thought so too. Like, like, no, is this a horse penis also? Flint sheath is somehow both a penis and a vagina. 
Oh, there's some of them that are like that. Yeah, they're like um like pocket pussy type toys on there that are also made to be like fantasy creatures. So you can like fuck a unicorn pussy. You're basically it's just a dick with a really big pee hole, and you can put yours in the middle. Oh, Do they make human oh. penises? I don't. See and I suppose the right woman no, could use the no, outside. There's but. no human cocks on that website. It's it's all animals and fantasy creatures. That's their uh, that's their shtick. Um, as you like to say, Taylor, every day we stray further from God's light. <laughs> yes. <we do. laughs> oh, a keychain butt plug for when like you want to commit a crime in public. <laughs> Perfect. Wow. Yeah. That is that is just. I learned something today that I I I I don't know if I wanted to learn. Well, <laughs> honestly, their their t-shirts are kind of cool. I think I'm gonna buy one. Oh, I've got a bunch of those. I, really? I love it's great when you're wearing them in public and people are like, hey, hey you're a loser too. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these I feel like are more incognito as sex toys than fleshlights, right? The the fleshlight I assume originally was supposed to not look like a sex toy when you put the cap on it or something. Sure. It's supposed to look like a, a flashlight. Um, but, but some of these like Duke's muzzle, I guess I could link it if, if you guys want to see, I don't know if we can show it, oh, I but, uh, see. this to I'm me always looks in the more market. like a children's toy than a sex toy. What's the difference? What is this? Well, you can put your dick in the front. Plenty this of children's is a, toys that this you is a pocket pussy. It literally looks like a, looks like a velociraptor's mouth that you're going to it does. It, That's not it, a very fuckable thing. I no, if you oh, look you at the guys, side, guys, it surely is. Get, hold on, you can get custom colors. Yeah, you can do like oh, yeah. the Mario question mark, uh, mark color. They have a firmness um, guide. Like what a is firmness guide. Me? That's what I'm talking about with the customization. Like when you select those, <laughs> they're not a big enough company that they just have a like Mario question mark extra firm Velociraptor mouth for you to fuck. So they're just like, all right, we're gonna get you're you're in the queue. We're going to create your sp specific toy. You know, like you're next in line, and it it takes like weeks to get a toy from them. But they're yeah. high quality. I, I mean, this what one... you want in a firm? It, it like, do you want a soft one if you have a big dick, and a firm one if you have a small dick? Is that reading between oh. the lines? I don't, I don't know. I, I think you're accurate Which with category? that. I, I've never bought any of the fuckable toys, but with um, but with like toys, I usually go somewhere. You stick to butt plugs. You, you, you gotta know your you gotta know your area. Yeah, yeah. stay in your lane, Kyle. Stay in your yeah. lane. You're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are fucking weird. <laughs> so this this one, these are just it's called a packer, and these seem to be soft, and they say wear it under your pants, and so you just slip a. Like if you don't like if you hate your human penis, you can slide <laughs> this horse-looking penis on your penis and then wear it around. This isn't. This shouldn't be legal. Oh, I, this is. It this, would be this kind of all, fun this, to have one that just gave you like a, a top point one percentile bulge in your jeans, <laughs> right? Just, just. What <laughs> I don't know what you are with normal. I think that's a strap on, Taylor. It says, "Oh, hey cowboy, what?" I'm reading their flare text. <laughs> hey, hey cowboy, what's going on on under those chaps? It looks to me like more accent, please. Looks to me like you're ready for a rough ride with what's in that holster. This could be you showing the real meaning of hung like a horse with our unflared stallion packer. It's long, <laughs> strong, and ready to help you pony up. Yeah, oh, wait, guys, 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 guys. If you're listening to this, I would love for us to have a Bad Dragon sponsorship and be able to do reads like this every week. <laughs> it's <laughs> on right. Twitter. It's at bad underscore dragon. All right. 
Well, guys, do you have trouble forming meaning and lasting relationships with friends? <laughs> <laughs> did you guys, did you guys know that there is currently a tropical storm headed towards Florida? Oh, really? I did not know. Is that where really? you're at, Florida? Is that where Bad Dragon is based, right? So <laughs> God damn it. The horse cops are going to form, <laughs> form a vortex of animal pussies and, and cocks. That, oh, my God. Imagine if you were struck by it. The king, <laughs> the king community is devastated in the wake of a T6 hurricane destroying the Bad Dragon stockpile. The census shows that the U.S. is diversifying. <laughs> Into right, liking different kinds of penis in their ass. You you brought us here, Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah, you literally Bill. asked about the butt plug, Doug. You, you share some responses. I, I, I honestly thought, I honestly thought where this was going was it was going to be something else. He's like, he's like, dude, this is a chess piece. He's going to like turn the t-, and they're like, oh, it's a pawn. That makes sense. And he's like, this is a giant butt plug, and here is other options you can you can like, You thought you were gonna like. I don't know. Maybe he'd be unaware or some look like a butt plug. I no, thought I'm it was going to be something else. Every guest that we have, I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm like, notice it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that scene from fucking uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula when Gary Oldman is like, see me. To Winona Ryder, I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm just willing you to notice the fucking giant ass plug behind me. Um, yeah, it's nonsense. I, I wanted to know um, what you thought about the high stakes poker duel thing that's going on. And if you have any interest or you would have any interest in like uh, in like playing that or if that's not your format. Well, I, I might play it if it was I could just go play one. But I think the format is if you win, they can challenge you. And I'm in Texas, so I'd have to go back and fly out every time there's a match. And I don't want to end up having to fly back and forth a bunch so of times Phil, to play this, basically. So so Phil Hellmuth, for Woody's benefit, he's the he's won more uh, World Series of Poker Championships bracelets than uh, anyone ever. 15, I think now, um, which is an ungodly amount heck? he do plays they do, a lot. they do many many every year um, that helps he competes a lot um which also helps but still he's gotten there 15 fucking times a lot of them happened in the early days of poker we had to beat out you know like 100 400 people like the whatever. yankees when they yeah. won in the 20s it's not like he's beating out There's 10, six other teams every... and they were carpenters during the day yeah but but you can't <laughs> take them away from him because you know he keeps them in a vault somewhere i'm sure <laughs> um, um and uh any anyway I, I like phil he's fun he's he's one of those poker players uh he's known for exploding and getting really upset at the poker table and and being really forward about how everyone is worse than him and that the cards have just allowed a, a lesser player to get, get get one over on him but just wait just wait it's coming it's coming this is the personality and, i'm going to adopt if i play with and, the patreons and, and me and meanwhile like i watched like three hands in a row with him and daniel and and daniel like got the best of him three times in a row uh some of some of the times he had the better hand some of the times he didn't and he was just he, he just he's owned phil three hands in a row and phil's just you, fucking steaming you know what's funny about phil is that it's 100 percent authentic and not an act I love the, to hear that. Thank you. Because he explodes and he'll just get super tilted and he'll yell and he'll get upset and and he'll think he should win every time. In fact, his famous saying is, if it wasn't for luck, I'd win every time or something like yeah. that. And uh, and then you see him not on TV and he's just acting the same way. He's just the same guy. Thank you he so just, much for telling he me that. Can't, <laughs> he, just, he just can't control it. He just he just has to win. And, and It sounds like a guy really I'd rather have on my TV loses. than in my life. He Maybe. seems like a real lovable guy in real life. Like, like um, he's got he's got a great physique, Woody. 
Um, I've seen Ooh, his shirtless pictures. Um, he looks <laughs> What's his name? Good. i got to Google uh, his physique. Yeah, Google Phil Helmuth shirtless. Um, that, that's a good one. Put your sunglasses on Phil first. Phil Helmuth bright. naked. Um, and uh, I, I wanted to ask about Tony G. And since we're on that topic, I wanted to ask, is Tony G that big of a scumbag in real life? Because like I've seen him just really be all, uh, an awful human being. I haven't actually <laughs> met him too often. I don't think I've ever played okay. with Tony G. But I, I met him a couple times, but nothing, nothing extensive. So I, I don't. I wouldn't want to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know enough about I understand him. For sure. But Phil, I, I have a, I have a good Phil story. So uh, we were playing at a game in, I don't know, Philly or Pittsburgh or wherever we were at. There was some TV game. We both went to it, and we ended up sharing a, a cab to go back to the hotel. And we're in the cab, and I could tell he's going to ask me something important. You know, there's a bit of a intensity to it. And he looks at me and goes, Doug, how many bracelets do you think you're going to win? Right? Because that's his whole thing is how many races can I win? And I, I've won three, but I've not played many events. And I stopped playing them because I don't I don't enjoy playing them basically. And I was just like, Phil, man, I, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say. I, I, I'm not even as many as I can, man. And he's just like, you know, not. That's that's what's important. You know, it's about the bracelet. That's good. Keep keep it. Yeah, I think you could do great. You know, you one should day. should have been a bigger asshole. You just, should have said, what do you have? 15? 16. 16, yeah. Oh, one, <laughs> one more than I just want you to know, Phil, because he's about 20 or 30 years older than me. One day when you're gone, I'm gonna beat your bracelet record. It's never gonna last, and then they'll only remember me. How about that? Would that be nice? <laughs> I like it. I know, that'd be so great. You I'm, gonna gonna go broke. Broke. I'm gonna go cab ride from there. It, I'll this go broke to do it, Phil. I don't care. I'll play deuce to seven draw. I don't care. Like, like. I mean, a six foot seven guy who's that intense might be a bad move. Phil is uh, actually. I saw him shirtless. I'm not that concerned. Six foot yeah. seven. He's got that reach. That is he's, a lot, man. He's yeah. really tall. Uh, he's actually coming on my po- on my podcast next week, so That's awesome. uh, I'm going right. to chat with him. What's your podcast called? So everybody can check it out. Just my name, Doug Polk Podcast. The Doug Polk Podcast. Um, I've been firing it up. I-, I did it a few years ago for a little bit. It was kind of focused on cryptocurrency stuff, and I relaunched it. And now we're doing more a little bit of poker, a little bit of cryptocurrency, just kind of kind of whatever, you know. Um, a little pump and dump. Well, we only pump. We don't dump. Okay, strict rules on that. Just pump. Just pump. Just pump. Are you going to integrate a little more dildo discussion in your pocket now that you see what a you know now what an evergreen you topic? You know, after is? after seeing this today, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> double down on being wrong. Okay, okay. <laughs> I got to get off this website. This is weird as shit. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor, where are you based out of? St. Louis. St. Louis. Okay. Yeah. What's in St. Louis other than not the Rams? Oh, crime. Uh, crime an enormous poverty of crime. but that's the that's the actual city i don't live in the city and have that arch they have the arch yeah that's where you know uh, where, that's how you know where the crime is it's directly every, over it everybody there was like a, a well no that, it's, it's that, called the beacon to, of crime it is <laughs> i mean it's in the middle of where a lot of crime is where downtown we and one time it's across the river yeah. We, like apparently there was like a couple of hammer murderers near uh Taylor, like you know, yeah. people being murdered with hammers, like separate incidents. And I was just like, how is that possible? And I like if you Google like these terms, St. Louis, hammer, murder, you get so many hits, it's absurd. It's like <laughs> oh, it's all yeah. it's like a pastime there. I, it, I lived it, there in the city and they, it, I was not near this area of the city, but it was like, yeah, the story that came up, it was like Homeless man breaks into abandoned building, murders five other homeless men with a hammer. No motive. And it's like, yeah, 
so so yeah hammer attacks that's what's here stop uh, hammer time <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that was the last thing five gentlemen heard <laughs> he had the parachute pants on when he did it it was <laughs> he did the dance it was it was very entertaining and terrifying at the same time it's uh but yeah st louis seems to be I, why do you why don't you leave it is would you leave if how about this like like our friend uh our friend filthy um he's a he's a he works online so when his girlfriend moved to another state for her career um it was very he was just like oh yeah i'm picking up I'm moving with my lady she's got a she got a job opportunity if you were in the same scenario taylor if 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 your yeah. um ex-fiance were to uh decide say hey taylor i've got this this big job uh down in atlanta or mm-hmm. just name a state um would you would you pick up and move for her do you think uh it depends on the timeline like the the way it works right now right now no probably not just because it's uh the like my my grandparents live in southern missouri and so Ah, and my brothers live in in kansas city and so like my house works as kind of a you know my, my my grandparents don't like traveling out of their little neck of the woods down there and so it works as like a nice little intermediary thing when my grandparents die it was uh I I would have nothing else keeping me here, really, because oh, like my, my dad lives in Florida. Family's you know, important, for the most yeah. part now. My brothers are in Kansas City or Chicago. You know, my mom's dead. Like, there's nobody else here. And so, like, yeah, I could totally see myself leaving. I would want to go somewhere with incredible weather. I've said before, Florida would be near the top of my list. I want that year round warmth. That would be mm. dope. And so maybe Florida, something like you that. You move to Florida. I'll move to Florida. Warm and no state income tax. Those are the two important things, I think. Yeah, Texas, Florida, 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 Florida Texas, Nevada, Tennessee. All, I'd want to go somewhere where I'd want to go somewhere yeah. uh, where there was still a hockey team, and so Tampa would make sense in that Vegas because I uh, Vegas would be cool. I can't um, do the nosebleeds. Like I consider, but, like I'm moving yeah. uh, obviously because for weed, I'm moving for weed, um, and so like Vegas, Vegas was on the list, and the real estate there's super cheap, like like. It's it's super cheap. Although well, like, it's it's gotten way more. I, I just sold my house in Vegas a few months ago, and it was you get outside uh, the city a little bit, like like in one of those cookie cutter fucking deals. Like four hundred thousand buys a lot there, um, and but like, man, every time I've gone to Vegas, I get nosebleeds from that dry desert air. Hmm. Like I'll get in a shower that night. Like it's not one of those days where I just start bleeding, but like every time I get mm-hmm. in a shower and like blow my nose in the shower, it's like oh god, oh what happened here? It's just a, yeah. a massacre and. uh I don't know, man. I I do like to play poker, and I prefer live poker for sure. Uh, like sometimes when we play uh, in our in our Discord games, we'll all turn our cameras on, which is kind of an interesting vibe. But um, I don't know if I could live in Vegas, man. It's it's the debauchery. If, if you want to play poker, I'd recommend somewhere else than maybe Texas or Florida or whatever. Yeah, Vegas like, has like, Vegas has the worst games for lower stakes stuff because really? everyone there is trying to be a pro. And you don't yeah. want guys not trying. You want guys that are gambling. Drinking yeah, and gambling. That's what you. When want. we went you to Cherokee, want. that's what it was. It, there yeah, was like old retirees and like lots of like guys who were just killing a little time, and uh, it was a fun game. It really was. I didn't. I felt like I played very well, and my friend who plays professionally, he was like, "You made all the right decisions. You just you just caught some bad cards or whatever." Um, but like the there were some characters at the table. It was really fun, and there always are at a live game, uh, which I really enjoy. There was an old. There was a Viet, um, no World War II veteran who's like. Like wow. literally trembling hands, and he was just like so decrepit. And instead of just saying all in and taking the all in chip and tossing it in, he 
he he would shove his stack every time. That's great. And yeah. like, I don't know, there's a stack of $600 or something, but so much of it is like ones and fives because mm-hmm. we're just playing one, two that like now he has to shake. Nobody's calling. Nobody's calling your $600 raise, dude. There was $20 <laughs> in the pot. So now he has to all shakily like collect his chips and the dealer's just like, <sighs> <laughs> like, like she's trying to get as many hands out as but possible. You, but you right? can't or say anything because you can't say anything because the world is still free to be able to not be Germany, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he World, World War II, World War II veteran, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. yeah so, he would, he was playing so like recklessly. I think he was drunk maybe like, like, you know, the dealer will be, will arrange, they'll pull both players cards and they'll be like, and uh player one has flush to the King and uh player two. And she'd look at his cards and she'd go, Jack high. <laughs> and it was just like, what was he two doing? Seems to be asleep or dead. Like, this guy, this guy is an absolute legend. Okay. Yeah. That's he, what the he, dealer said. He fought Nazis and then 70, 75, 80 years later is getting drunk and playing poker. That's, I mean, I, I, didn't I, 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 I hope like dirty. I didn't like the game being slow, but I, I did enjoy him at the table. And uh, after he lost all of his money, the, the the we had switched to a male dealer. And he was like, he comes in here two or three times a week. Sometimes he leaves with so many chips, somebody's got to help him carry them. And I'm just like, oh, that's <laughs> good for him. Uh, not tonight, though. And then I, I think uh, we'd, we'd watch one guy get busted like twice in a row and then go get more. And he, uh, he, he busted for the third time. This guy was like 45 years old. And it seemed like losing six or eight hundred dollars was a big deal to him, which you shouldn't be Uh-oh. sitting at that table if that's the case. And he lost poor. It was kind of a rough time. Like I think he had the best hand on the flop, but maybe like the other guy turned his flush or whatever. And this guy was like, "Fuck!" And you you can curse at the table. The rules there. You can curse all you want, but you can't curse at someone. I can't call you a motherfucker or something like that. Yeah. And uh, and he's like, "Fuck." fucking fuck and dirty my friend uh, my friend uh daryl like laughs at him he goes, <laughs> like that and the dude just goes, you little cocksucker <laughs> and i was just like uh, and again it was like that time when i was with snow in the yard i'm looking at i'm looking at uh dirty like you know i don't have your back here right i'm you on probation have. oh state. come on no one touches dirty when he's behind you i can't that should be, be a rule in- I can't be getting into fights like like in other mm. states on probation. Kyle's not going back to the joint. For dirty yeah, I didn't think that through. I, I was like, like, after he left, I was like, you know, I don't have your back, right? Like, like that's not a thing. <laughs> and like, you know what? I thought you just didn't have Snow's back, but it seems like there's a lot of guys you don't have their back. If Kyle. I'm on probation, I got nobody's back. I don't no. even have my own back. I'm <laughs> running from everything. Like, I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to get. I'm. I, I don't want them to extend this probation a fucking day. I've been minding my p's and q's like no other. I don't even drive very much because I'm afraid of speeding tickets. I bought a motorcycle uh, a month or so ago. Like, I don't speed on it. The, the bike could go 130, 140. I'm going 55. I'm just cruising on a crotch <laughs> rocket. Like, I, I'm, I'm just trying so hard not to get in trouble. I just want to get, get free. It's 50 my more days. Favorite Kyle, again. My favorite Kyle prison story is, like, the way that he used his social talents to do well in the federal pen and and he would read harry potter now kyle can tell a story 
right? I, many times Kyle has told me to watch some show and then gives me like a preview of what is going to happen. Oh, this guy does this and then he does that. And then I watch the actual show and it is not as good. It's like, ah, oh, fuck, Kyle's telling of it was better than this Hollywood version. So he would read Harry Potter and then tell it to Snow to ingratiate himself to him and get a protector, get a bodyguard. Yeah, I would entertain. I, w- I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's this little wizard kid. And it's just all of his life, he's he's been downtrodden, right? You know, he's living under the fucking stairs. He's got an abusive uncle, abusive aunt. They treat him like shit, but he finds out he's a he's a he's a wizard. And hey, not man, any wizard. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, I know why that is. Yeah, family. <laughs> like, okay, he's like, he, he's like, yo, yo uh, you think I could start on book one? And I'm like, yeah, man, I got the whole set over here. I like, like, I, I gave him. <laughs> well, what doesn't what doesn't Harry just like use his magic to kill his evil family members? <laughs> like, you got any wizard drugs he could traffic? I bet they could make some hot shit. You know, he, I snow. I think. Scary fucking god. Sounds like in it. this in this lineup. I think I'm pretty glad that it was Kyle that went to prison because I think the rest of us would have done a decent amount worse in that situation. I mean, I I, I don't know. I just I, I know I would be terrible. And and Taylor, you don't strike me as the prison guy. Just just have to. Doug underestimate. Taylor's a big dude. Taylor's Three weeks in, I'd give excellent blowjobs. Nice. <laughs> Important. And, and there were guys in there that, that looked just like Woody. They were like accountants and like um there were guys in there who were in there for like like random like, ran, random Woody shot. <laughs> I used to be an accountant. Woody used to be an accountant. Like into a corner and like do a voice when I first got in, like, yeah, man. And it's like, oh no, this is my flavor now. And those guys, <laughs> those guys kind of hang together, right? Like, like if you're like a fucking cholo gangbanger, you probably ha- ha- you hang with the other cholo gangbangers. If you're a black guy, you hang with the black guys, and you're, you're on laundry detail because like that, that's their racket. They run the laundry detail and they charge you like cash under the table to get extra blankets and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the the white dudes who are like not like there's the the real criminal white guys who are like bank robbery, fraud, or um, drugs. And and then there's like the accountants who got caught with like fraud or there was some tax evaders. Um, there was a guy who ran some kind of a, a, a some sort of like it was like he ran like that scam from Office Space where he was like defrauding his <laughs> company. Parts of a penny of every transaction. Yeah, he was literally oh, doing I remember that. very much like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those guys hung together, too. And so like there was two of these guys and uh, one of them was Indian um, and, uh, you know, from India, not the yeah. not feathers, not, dots, not feathers. And he said he was. Um, he also was an artist, like like he liked to draw mm-hmm. portraits, and to kill his time in there, he had less than a year. I don't remember exactly how much, but he if you had a photograph of a loved one, he would draw it, like like not a caricature. He would very accurately like recreate it with uh with like uh like like pen and paper or whatever uh, pencil. He had like art art pencils, and uh, my friend Snow had had a picture of his grandson, and. Uh, by the way, Snow started his started having kids at thirteen, so he's not that old of a guy to have a grandson. <laughs> so he he's like he's like, and we're out walking. He's like, "Yo, I gave Indio a picture of my grandbaby to draw." I was like, "Oh yeah, that's pretty that's pretty cool, man. He do a good job." Yeah, but there's a problem. He signed it. I was like, "Oh yeah, I I think he just like signs them so like you know like he's the artist, right? You know, you like sign them mm-hmm. in the corners like." He signed it on my grandbaby, though. And I'm like, what's this? Yo, it looks like you tattooed my grandbaby. My grandbaby ain't got no tattoos. What you think? <laughs> and and, 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 no and I, I was like, yet. I was like, I don't I don't think he meant anything by it, man. He, you know, and, and he and then he asked if if he could keep a copy. You know, he did, too. And I was 
I was like, why you want to keep a copy of a picture of my grandbaby? I think he's a chomo. Chomo is <laughs> a child molester. Oh, and, okay. and, and so Snow has been in like maximum and then medium security prisons where people get murdered over like potato chips. And mm-hmm. in there, the, the chomos have their own unit. And obviously they can't get child pornography. But what they can get are like the advertisements from newspapers that have like Huggies diapers and like, 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 you know, pictures of kids in them, like, like wearing shorts. Dude, or whatever. this is dark shit. Yeah this, is, yeah. this is getting dark. So he's been exposed to that. So all of a sudden he has another inmate who wants to keep a picture of his grandson. And he and I'm, I'm trying to explain to him that like, no, man, he keeps copies of all of them. He has that paper that do, that like duplicates so mm-hmm. that like he keeps all of the, the stuff he's done. Like like that's like his uh, his resume, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm going to have to talk to him about this. And like, I don't know what he said to that guy. But the next day, like I was with Snow and the Indian guy was like walking by on the track. And he's like, yo, Indio. And, in, and the Indian guy turned around like, ah, 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 yes, Mr. Snow. He's like what's up (laughs) like he must have scared the fucking shit out of him about like pictures of his grandbaby and i guarantee indio does not have a picture of snow's grandson to this day he gave that up he gave that up i guarantee it yeah good for indio it it was dark it was dark in there and it didn't always go smooth i got screamed at a couple times it was um it it was over the television what what, what was your scariest moment in prison (sighs) i've told it a bunch of times so i'll be quick about it but um I had made friends with a guy by promising to give him my my radio after I left. Uh, you need a radio to watch TV. You tune it to a certain station, and it'll like give you the audio for the televisions because they don't like just play audio. It's a way of like squeezing a little money out of the the the, the prisoners. And also, you got a room full of TVs if they're all playing. It's nonsense. And uh, this guy's radio was broken, so I was like, "Hey, man, I'm out in 60 days. I see your radio's busted. Got a brand new one here. I got no use for an AM/FM radio with headphones on the outside." It's yours. How about that? And he's like super happy with it. He's just like always trying to do me favors now and like hook me up with stuff. And he comes by my cell when I'm reading. I'm like three weeks in, two weeks in, something like that. I'm just starting to get settled in and feel comfortable. And he warns me that that someone's thinking about raping me. He's like, he's like, there's a guy, there's a guy over there. He says he wants to get with you. And uh, I'm, I'm just like, I don't want to get with anybody, man. He's like. I don't know if he's going to take that, you know, I, you know, I, watch your ass. And it was just like, fuck, fuck. So now I'm just terrified all the time. That's scary. Uh, I was really scared about that for a long time. So I would only shower uh, when snow was showering. Uh, Cause so we'd work <laughs> out together. So we'd both get sweaty. And then I, so that, that made it not weird that I was only showering with this 40 year old man. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and like, like the showers are private. We're not like, like rubbing elbows or anything we're in little separate stalls but i want him present if i'm naked uh in the bathroom and so i made that a thing. that's smart that was a good move and um and then uh there was an argument over the televisions with a with a large black man one morning um he he the tvs are divided by race and i had the white tv on everybody loves raymond and apparently he wanted as to watch- you should yeah <laughs> he, he's like we watch the news in the morning and i'm just like i want to be like this is the cracker tv brother (laughs) but instead but instead like like i don't know i I tried to save as much face as i could but but still at the same time changing the channel to nbc um so i did that you didn't try and like uh, play him like you're right we're missing the news (laughs) (laughs) oh shit the news is on (laughs) the local alabama news (laughs) yeah this guy shouldn't have been dictating the white tv though 
he shouldn't have, but um, I wasn't going to stand up for the Cracker TV because I was I was fairly new, um, and I just wanted to get the fuck out. And uh, there was another thing, but I, I'm, I'm spacing out. On, oh, um, that, that one white guy had gotten robbed, and uh, and so um, I was worried that they were going to steal my shit out of my locker because I didn't have a lock on it yet because I had like some decent shit as far as a prisoner's commissary goes. And uh, but what I was really afraid of was there was a shakedown coming um, like the next day, and we would always know a day before. That's when they like pull everybody's shit out and search your shit for drugs. Ineffective shakedown, but carry on. Very much. We always knew the shakedown was coming. And um, and so like someone warned me that somebody might hide their drugs in my locker, either to just use it as a hiding place or to frame me. And so now I got to like watch this locker like an eagle. And every time I go take a piss, I got to come back and go through all of my shit to like look for drugs to make sure nobody's hidden it in there. And sh- snow came through big again. Um, my Mexican uh, cellmate in Spanish so that nobody else would know told snow what my problem was that I was afraid somebody was going to quote unquote, get me dirty by, by putting some drugs in my locker. And uh, he was like, Oh, and he like went and got me a lock, wrote the combination on a little piece of paper, gave it to me. And, uh, and then I was able to lock my shit up and I was able to like leave nice. it unattended now. Yeah. Cool guy. Great guy. Um, murderer and uh, drug trafficker. <laughs> cool Outside guy. of that though, lots of positives too. Hey, he didn't kill anybody I knew. Like, like he was a fucking sick dude, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, apparently, those, <laughs> you know, those those guys that he took out were fucking gangsters as well in the wrong territory, the way I hear it. And uh, Snow wouldn't tell a lie. One thing, Snow Wayne, and that's a liar. <laughs> or a chomo. And anybody says he's a liar is getting chanked. <laughs> but, but yeah, those are the those are the scarier times. Mostly, it was just boring and obnoxious and uh, just just upsetting. Um, just just no fun. Like, uh, like, what do you call it? What do you type three fun? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was, it was rough, man. It was no fun. Uh, but it wasn't the worst thing ever. It wasn't fucking Shawshank Redemption or anything. It like was that. type two fun, man. I feel like you're digging it in high. What are the types on fun? I'm taking oh. a piss. This is coming out. <laughs> oh, it's not my fault. <laughs> all right, all right. Type one fun is all just right, fun. This episode of PKA is brought to you by Smart Mouth. Everybody hates talking to someone with bad breath. That humid, awful smell keeps you from focusing on anything other than finding an excuse to leave. Now think of all the times you were the gross, smelly one, and the other person was thinking about trying to get away. Probably can't think of any examples. That's because we rarely have an accurate read on our own breath odor. In other words, you could be walking around with trash mouth and not even realize you're grossing everybody out. That's why Smart Mouth was invented. Smart Mouth's clinically proven two-liquid formula combines to instantly eliminate bad breath and prevent bad breath from returning all day. Rinse once in the morning for all-day clean breath and once before bed to prevent morning breath. Just two uses a day, and you'll never have bad breath, guaranteed. Whether the boardroom or the bedroom, having confidence in your breath spells success. So go to smartmouth.com PKA now for a free coupon. You can find Smart Mouth products in the oral health aisle at Walgreens, CVS, Target, Rite Aid, Amazon, Walmart, or wherever you shop. Once again, that is smartmouth.com PKA. Get that coupon, buy the product, have some good breath, and get laid easier. That link is below. Excellent product. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Admit it. You think that cybercrime is something that happens to other people. You may think that no one wants your data or that hackers can't grab your passwords or credit card details, but you'd be wrong. Stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways 
for hackers to make money. When you leave your internet connection unencrypted, you may as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. That's why we decided to take action, which is why we're recommending you get ExpressVPN to protect yourself from cyber criminals. ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, and tablet. Turning on ExpressVPN takes only one click, a single click. Using ExpressVPN, I can safely surf on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having my personal data stolen. For less than 7 bucks a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN protection that I have. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash PKA. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash PKA for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash PKA. Three months free. Check that out. What a deal. Below. What a deal. Get some secure internet browsing and some excellent God. Two Damn, things that deal. dovetail perfectly. <laughs> oh, oh, God. And, and also, you can use that VPN to play online poker if it's not allowed in your district. Huh? Yep, just don't, don't tell your PO. Just don't <laughs> tell anyone about it. So, you know, or promote it on uh, some podcast. Who knows? Don't do that either. <laughs> no, that, that's I was I was very careful about the way I play poker lately. We made sure that it was going to be legal for us to fucking that's very good. move around in my Discord. The cool thing is, like, like the more I talk about it on here, the more that, like, people who actually kind of play for a living will drop in there guys that are normally playing like fucking 12 tables at a time online or whatever it like varied stakes like but are, are coming in there and just playing our one game and it gets very fucking annoying it's very fucking annoying because at first Can't you just password protect it somehow or something oh we can but it wouldn't be polite <laughs> like we're in a private game like, like no, no, they they pay the money to like get into the game into the into the oh. discord so now like I can't be like, no, nah, you can't play. You're too good. You know, that'd be pretty shitty. Um, so this like, is like, this is one of the worst parts about poker, by the way, this dance. And it's why a lot of really high stakes games, they're just constantly there's some number of pros and the pros are always trying to get other pros and not get to play. And then there are fish. There are the weak players, the recreational players, and they care less. But then they want to make sure that it's not too many pros and then. This whole dance, I basically just said I'm not going to be a part of it, and I didn't get involved in private games at all. I played almost no private games in my entire life. Basically, all my poker I've played has been either online or on TV games or tournaments or stuff like that. No yeah, private it's games. Weird. I, I never played a lot online. Um, I just really enjoy live games. So, like, um, from the time I was like 21 to like 25, I, I played several nights a week at like one, two, and two five, and just kind of like earned a living doing that. Um, playing all in live games at like VFWs and bars and stuff like that. And uh, not not rough games by any measure. Like like there was maybe two fights. There would be a few threats here and there. You you um, earned a living playing poker? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty time. sick. Um, we with me and my dad both. Um, no, he didn't earn a living doing it here. Well, he earned a living doing it, but uh, but that what that that's not his job or anything. But he would I probably shouldn't say how much money he makes a year playing poker, but um a lot um that's and, great uh, uh just just because the one two games like they you can't tell a group of guys who are sitting around a table with lots of money this but like it's like hey guys you can't sit there with ten thousand big blinds like like this is nonsense what we're doing right now if you have ten thousand dollars we gotta raise the stakes we can't play one two like like you're making it 50 to go every hand anyway like why don't we just 
fucking play 2550 if that's what we're gonna fucking do you maniacs that's a silly game because then the correct thing you're supposed to do is just wait for the nuts it's kind of a silly game kind of what i tried to do and it got well it's good in that game and they would play way too many people at a table um it, it it was the beginning of the night would be incredibly wild and the end of the night would be incredibly tight usually it would kind of go uh-huh. like that um, that's opposite almost every other game starts off the opposite way game starts everyone's okay, i'm gonna play my a game today I'm gonna drink some water i'm gonna be focused maybe i'll have a coffee six hours later someone's stuck six thousand dollars people are taking shots some guy is really into the whiskey some guy's out smoking a cigar trying to take away the pain of the losses that he's just <laughs> taken and then the last few soldiers are trying to win back what they lost by gambling as hard as they possibly can into the wee hours of the morning that's normal that's what that's a standard would, game. There'd be like they'd sit way too many people at the table. There might be a dozen. And oh, uh, dude, that is that's outrageous. That is outrageous. I'm aware it is. And nine but, nine is standard max, but is too many. I think eight max is best. Ten yeah, is I, ten is I've seen ten, but that's not good. I prefer is, to play six. Like like I really enjoy six. Like like I can kind of yeah. keep I can keep track of things so well at six. But in any case, like five of them would bust out and lose whatever they brought for the night like so quickly. Like, like it, it'd just be gone. Like they, they'd rebuy, 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 maybe borrow some money. There was so much borrowing of enormous, like, like I'm telling you for a one, two game, this thing was outrageous. Like guys would lose their vehicles. Guys would show up with like, I mean, you've been, you've been, in, you've been in truly high stakes games. So this is it. I, I understand that. But like guys would show up with $50,000 to play two five. And it, it was just like, what are, what are we doing here? What's like, two like, five? I don't know. Small blinds, two dollars. Big blinds, five dollars. It's basically to be so. Before the hands are dealt, some money has to be in the middle to fight for, basically, or else you would just wait for aces. So there's two blinds that get put in. There, you get it before your hand, so you're blind when you put it in, and they rotate around the table. And so everyone's gonna have to put blinds in, basically, and it's what it's what gets the action going. And what Kyle is saying is that when you have a lot of money. You need blinds that are big because if you they're really small, you can just wait for really good hands and hope that someone gets out of line. Basically, it's it's, it's not a good game type. You want the blinds to you want to have about one to two hundred blinds uh, is usually a good good amount to play poker. So if the big blind was ten, you'd want to have about a thousand to two thousand dollars. Sometimes you could be more like three thousand or whatever, but you don't want to have the, if the blind's ten, you don't want to have a million dollars because then it's someone raises to thirty. What are you going to do? Make it? A thousand, then they can only play aces and they're fine. So it, it's it's it gets it ruins the game basically. It ruins the game. It was a very silly game. Um, but what there was were the, multiple games. What was the story where someone lost their vehicle? That's insane. Um, one of the guys owned a car dealership, and uh, the guy wanted more money. He wanted to borrow money, and uh, the guy was like, "I'm not loaning you any more money." And he's like, "Well, I've got my truck out there. What's it worth?" And uh, he like <laughs> got on his phone and was like, "It's you know wor- whatever it was worth." And he's, he's like, all right, I'll take that much in lieu of the truck or, or, you know, with the truck on the line. He lost all that money. And so he lost the truck. Did you at least give him the option to use the butt plug afterwards? If he, if he, you know, just something to take if the edge If he wanted off. to get fucked, we could have done it a different way. <laughs> uh, he came there to get fucked that night, uh, clearly. Like, like there were some, and then uh, had, I wanted to ask you this. Have you ever caught it? Have you ever seen anyone get caught actively cheating? Now, I know there's been some controversies about maybe some people with some, uh, some, some some cell phones maybe below the table and what that guy was definitely there. cheating. That guy was hundred percent fucking cheating. Fuck that guy. Um and uh but but like the closest thing to cheating, there was a guy who was holding a card and in one of our games. Um holding and, a uh, card? What do you mean? He had a he had a card 
he had pulled a, he had pulled an ace out and he was he was like palming it and he was just like you know he'd, he'd mix it back into his hand at, at at random whenever he needed to like he's he's holding one ace he's waiting on another and it also also now if he's if he doesn't throw it into his hand and like i don't know he's got a pair of kings he knows that there's only three aces in play right like it's it, it, if he's got a king high flush uh, you know and he's got the ace mm. of diamonds he knows that king high flush is a nuts now like like he was being real that guy the fucking card if you get caught with that you should be banned from every game anywhere anyone knows the guy he should be banned all of his money on the table should be that's what happened distributed back to whoever i mean that's 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 just you just get your ass barred from games uh, he, he almost because that's that's that. just straight yeah he almost took a beating but he did get banned from every game because it was a everybody knew everybody that played like wh- wh- whether you were at the vfw playing or at um, one of two bars playing, or if you're at one of three house games, like it was the same basic group of people, plus or minus three or four guys who were like who would like come in from like out of town or whatever. But everybody knew everybody, and then there was a wider web beyond that, right? And everybody let everybody know that like Mister, he was a I think he was Korean. They were like Mister Tran is a fucking cheater. He holds cards. We, we caught him with a fucking ace. We took all of his money. We banned him from the game, and he, and he barely left without an ass beating. It, when it comes to people getting ass beatings for that stuff, I mean, I'm not going to be the guy to protect them. Um, but it's usually good to not resort to physical violence for stuff. I agree, but, yeah. but then again, you're stealing people's money by acting like you're not to their face, and you're stealing their money. I don't know, man. Sometimes, if if sometimes the world works if itself it's out ever a little warranted, bit, that, I mean. Yeah. That's one of those things that would warrant it. Yeah, um, he was not a, a likable guy to begin with. It wasn't like one of our favorite, one of our good buddies. Like what turned out to be a cheater. Like like we didn't really like this guy to begin with. He was just he was he was real. I don't know. He, he didn't speak super great English, and so he just didn't speak very much. And uh, he was kind of a he was a he was not a good winner, and he was not a good loser. And, uh, <laughs> and so when when he was banned from the games, nobody wept. But fuck that guy. Yeah, that's the only time I've ever like seen anything like that, uh, even close to that. That's like in rounders. Yeah, where they're dealing off the bottom of the deck or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah, like Ed Norton. <laughs> they did, and they did get an ass beating in that one. They took a real ass beating in that one. Yeah, yeah, they got stomped. They were playing with like firemen and cops or something like that. <laughs> it's, it's not good. At yeah, least they no, weren't trying to save the kids. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, there's a lot of money at stake, and everybody's so already doing so slow on the save the kids reference. I came in 20 seconds later with that smile, <laughs> and uh, I don't think any games like, like there was talk of a game that did get robbed once, but I never saw anything remotely like that. There was always a little bit of concern because it, you know it'd be like, hey man, there's there's an awful lot of money in that silver box over there next to Bob every night. Like somebody might lose a bunch and then go home and tell their cousin Eddie that there's $180,000 sitting in a silver box over at the VFW tonight. And there's a bunch of guys who probably can't go to the police about it if it were to go missing. And like, like, so that was a little bit of a concern too, but nothing like that ever happened. I imagine there's a lot of guns in that room too. I certainly didn't have one of them, um, but there, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, I know one guy uh, always carried a little pistol because, um, and, and because this happened to him, he was the ugliest motherfucker. Um, and and he was a uh, he worked as a bartender, like to make like a little extra money to like play poker. So he'd like bartend all night, and he'd earn enough to like get his buy-in or whatever. He'd sit over there and then lose it back to us. And uh, but he was just so ugly. I can't begin to tell you. And um, the story was that 
he hooked up with this woman. Um, they went to the motel that was nearby, had sex, and then he went over to the little dinette table in the corner and he was going to smoke a cigarette. And um, he had uh, he had a pistol. Oh, he had this pistol. I, I, the girl got up to smoke the cigarette. I want to get the story right. The girl got up to smoke the cigarette, went over to the dinette table, and um, she had one of those little lighters that looks like a pistol. You know, it looked like a little gun. Well, he had a little pistol, and she got the two mixed up. So she goes to light her cigarette, and she does that thing where you like cover, like cup your hand as you light oh, a no. cigarette, which isn't needed indoors, but it's kind of like if you're a smoker, you kind of get used yeah. to doing it. It's a habit. And she shot herself through the fucking hand with like a twenty-five automatic pistol, and Oof. and and the joke that ran forever. And every time it got told, we'd laugh our asses off. They're like, "What happened?" Well, she sobered up, looked over, and saw she'd fucked Roger and tried to end it all. <laughs> <laughs> she blew a hole right through her fucking hand. <laughs> By the way, it, I can. I can only imagine how ugly this guy is because in every prison story that you just told us, there was not one reference of how ugly anyone was, and I know there were some ugly ass motherfuckers in the in prison. Right? I, I was. Kyle, this is the, the guy. Story by mentioning he was ugly three times, and I was wondering. I'm like, I'm gonna be quiet, keep listening. Is how ugly this dude is relevant to the story, or just Kyle bullying the fuck out of this <laughs> poor ugly man? <laughs> like, it's not bullying. Hideous. It's anonymous. He's hard to look Ish. at. Like he looks like a Game of Thrones character or something like that. It's just is he ugly as in like fat or is he ugly as in like no skinny like as a rail wrist. and like 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 his hair's what? like almost all falling falling out and like he's got like pock marks but also almost like boils on his face like a fucking medieval times like warlock or something like that. Just a real ugly ugly man. How are the can we can we put this face in our private chat so I can at least understand how ugly this is? I would that... have no way to procure that. Okay. This man lives two and a half hours from me now. He, he may he not had, be alive anymore. He had pock marks and boils. Boils, yeah, I, or so something like like, like, like swollen topography. like maybe pustules face. is a better word. I don't know what they were bumps, lumps, <laughs> like tumors. I don't know what was on the man's face. I tried not to look. Like an old dog, like tumors everywhere. He looked rough. He mm. looked rough. But anyway. Um, yeah, it was really fun playing poker um, like that live all the time. I really enjoyed it. Like my dad was super into it. Um, I think we both got into it with like when fucking everybody did when Moneymaker won. Um, and like like I remember like poker chip sets were like stupid expensive. Now they're like so fucking cheap. Like that's how you can tell when something is, is all about supply and demand. Like they were selling those poker chip sets for like $150, $200 or something like that. And now they're like $40 or something. But like everybody started playing everybody uh thought they were gonna be the next chris moneymaker and uh I poker don't know. boom man poker boom poker was, boom was, was huge. huge yeah it was it, it changed the i mean it changed the way that the world viewed poker right people yeah. all of a sudden it's it's uh it's a legitimate game it, it it basically chris moneymaker was the person that won the main event in 2003 by the way last name moneymaker won the main event hard to believe that that's pretty seems, sick. Seems a little rigged to me. Am I right? Seems a little. No, it's it's not rigged. I don't, I don't know how this happened. But another um, accountant. Another accountant, by the way. I love yeah, when the accountants. names of what someone does matches up to what they lawyers do. Who's boss? Like the I'm goalie sorry. in the NHL, Jonathan Quick. It's like that's <laughs> neat. Like because <laughs> he is quick. Yeah. Yeah. But, Money uh, maker. That's even better. That's perfect. But yeah, I try I'm to start, as much as I can. It's a, I'm starting to think that these accountants, they, they know how to end up with the money. I don't know. I'm just thinking about it. It's like they work with it or something like that. It's a scam. Yeah. It's another scam. <laughs> what do you think? It's all fucking scam, man. It's all a scam. That's how I look at life. Anything I don't understand is a scam. 
<laughs> That's confusing. It's a scam. It's a scam. <laughs> uh, speaking of scams, I, tomorrow's August 13th. And I think Mike Lindell, my pillow CEO, is holding some sort of event to prove that the election was a scam and oh. says that his proof is so verifiable that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden will voluntarily step down. And tomorrow's the day. That's for- outrageous. I bet Dude, he doesn't. There's been days. <laughs> I'll take doesn't. that bet. <laughs> they call me Chris Money Loser. <laughs> <laughs> There's been so many days of appeal. Oh, just wait for wait for June 19th. Wait for June 7th. Wait for April 13th. Wait. Oh, it's coming. The tr- the truth. You know, Jesus wants Trump. Jesus prophesies the second term. <laughs> Guys, no, it's gonna be the pillow guy. <laughs> the he's, he's salesman is the one who has the true truth. <laughs> Did you guys know about this? That after after Biden won, that there was a betting market on who on who would win the election. Yeah, after he, I, I think dude, we followed that a little bit. Yeah, I personally so, won four hundred dollars making bets who would win after the election. So, well, yeah, I also, I mean, I, I won more than 400, but I did the same thing. <laughs> I got they fucking won. alpha to play this. <laughs> <laughs> really? You won 400? I mean, yeah, really you're adorable. What you only won 400? We didn't know as many idiots as you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that is the only lock, like 1 million percent lock of a bet I've ever heard, where it's like, and the results are in. Joe Biden is the next president. We're still taking bets, though. <laughs> oh fuck really yeah. i still know people i still know people trying to bet on trump to win the election no they're not still taking bets out now how? i'm i have a friend and yesterday he laid 95 to 1 that trump will not be the president at any point in this term dude i had a guy willing to make bet with the same guy that i took 400 dollars off of and i have the money by the way he paid like, it's a good. real thing um he wanted to make the bet again. The only problem was the terms. It was like he wanted long odds that he didn't name, and he wanted some long period of time. And it's like, I don't want to bet outstanding until 2022. Like, Yeah, that, that would be annoying. Well, you probably forget here, here, Here's what you do. You ask him the odds. He tell whatever they end up being. And then you say, okay, you pay up front. Because he's going to lose every time. So he pays you. You have however much extra spending money now. He's never <laughs> winning. You move on with your life. Tell him, tell him you'll pay, tell him if he pays up front, and that that when he wins, and phrase it that way, double the odds. Yeah, that that you'll pay the money back with the interest it earns in the meantime. Ooh, I'll sure. run it by him. See if I can get his money again. I, I, and, and if he's please, down, please do. put please. me in for as much as he's willing to do. <laughs> I, I would this, like to be in on this as well. If possible. this fellow annoys me by spreading vaccination misinformation. Uh, all the time. And it's not good information like, hey, it's not actually FDA approved. It was emergency authorized use like that. I can read that and accept it. It's more like fake, total nonsense, disproved silliness. And uh, I don't like it being spread. I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. So if I can punish him by taking his money, I'll do it. Where are you finding these betting odds on the election still? Like, where do you go? There's just there's just a small market of people who hate money, I guess. <laughs> it goes oh, over there to all those like guys buying the zombie paintings, and they're just, they're just willing. Those guys, to those guys are actually geniuses. Those are, those guys are 130 IQ. I believe IQ. it. I, they have to be for them to have that much money and buy it, and for me to sit here and have no idea why they're buying it. Mm-hmm. They have to be that much smarter than me. So I, I'm convinced they're geniuses. 
That's the See, only explanation. I wouldn't be <laughs> betting on sports. I've never bet on sports, but do you, do you guys? Let me ask you guys this: Do, yeah. do you guys actually own any cryptocurrency? I've got Not half now. Bitcoin that I bought Not when right Bitcoin now. was at like 10k. So I came on this podcast, told you all that it was going to go up, and then no one, no one cashed in. No one, no, no one's going to happen next. Tell us again. I, I <laughs> get over time. This is going to make you money. So let's see. Apparently, I come on here every three years. Yeah. Ethereum. <laughs> Ethereum yeah. Ethereum is currently 3100. The next time I come on in three years, you can write this down, take a note. Ethereum will be at least $6,000. I'm going really conservative. It, it's very likely it'll be 7,900 to 10,000 or more, but it, it will be at least $6,000. So if you want to double your money in three years, this is not financial advice. <laughs> yeah. What, what is what, what service do you use to buy all your crypto? Because there's like a million of them. 2024 and Hector about not having I, enough crypto. I, I mean, I mean at least Har- <laughs> I'll say this. Like, like I first of all, you're absolutely right. Our friend Harley came on when it was at 10k and pressured us to buy, and that's when I bought half a Bitcoin for five. Nice. Grand. Good job. And, and so like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's Bitcoin at like 40 right now. Like, it yeah, did okay. Yeah. Yeah. It did you great. Know. I mean, it got up to like 70 at one point, didn't it? It was it's, going it's, gangbusters it's sitting, for a bit. It's sitting on its little uh, drivey do and uh, in a safe deposit box. And I'm just going to leave it there. That's what he said. He was, he was like, just put it somewhere. Just leave it there. Leave it there. It's going to be worth so much at one point, at some point, that you're going to be uncomfortable with it still sitting there. And I'm just like, all right. I, all right. Well, let's put it in a safe deposit box and we'll just leave it there. And that's what we do. It's uh, the way that I look at it is I think that you want to have a portfolio where you have lots of, and it depends on your strategy, right? So for me, it's more wealth preservation and, and maximizing my returns is like, it's close, but it's a little bit of a second because I just never want to be poor. Um, but Fair. never own bonds. It's a complete waste of time, especially now they're printing so much money. You're going to lose versus inflation. So you're just dead there. And then you mainly want to own real estate stock market stuff and then cryptocurrencies and in the cryptocurrencies you mainly just want to own the good shit there's always some guy that's like have you heard of the new hot thing it's this it's like well maybe you might make money doing that but you also might be getting in late and now you know you're going to lose mm-hmm. bitcoin and ethereum are going to win in the long run they've been winning they're going to continue to win these are extremely safe bets obviously nothing in life is 100 percent, but there's there's going to be a finite there's going to be 21 million bitcoin and there's going to be whatever number of ethereum it's going to slowly become deflationary these things are going to be worth way more in the future. And I actually am a little worried for the people that are not involved in this space because I've seen this space for eight years now. When I first saw Bitcoin, it was 100 whatever dollars. And then I see the writing on the wall for people like, I don't like that technology stuff. Okay, well, eventually this stuff's going to be worth so much money. This, these markets are going to be so big. The people that never got involved are going to have tremendous a tremendous amount less wealth than the people that did. And uh, there's also some some other... Kind of issues with that. I mean, it's it's a lot of you know young white and Asian men. There's like some interesting thoughts on kind of which groups of people are going to most benefit from this, and you know how can we? I don't know. This, I don't want to go down that road, I guess. But you no, know what no. I'm saying. Kind of the yeah, same with the people that benefited with or without crypto. It sounds like. What service yeah, do you use so. to like buy and sell stuff? Because there's like a million of them, and I've heard good and bad things from my friends who do it. I don't have a. I don't, I can't show you a good. I'm not. I'm not the guy for like the actual purchase and stuff. Like I, I, I wish I had. Like you should buy here. I have no, no company. I have no. I'm just telling you this is going to go up in value tremendously o- over time. Now, keep in mind, you're only going to lose if you sell. So, for example, Bitcoin got up to 65 and then it dropped down to 29. I think it was low as 28, something like that. Ethereum got up to 4400 or 4200, and it went all the way down to 1600. So, if you're gonna, if you're the kind of guy that's going to panic sell, you, I, I like what Kyle did. Put it away. I am not touching this. 
let's mm. see where we are in three to five years. It's going to be worth a tremendous amount more money. It's going to keep happening. Ethereum went up recently. Yep. It's kind of a lie. Is Ethereum time uh, and it looks scary? Is Ethereum similar to Bitcoin that there's a finite number of them? Like yeah. it, it's structured the same? No, Ethereum right now isn't like that. But they're 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 transitioning it to being like that basically. So Does, huh. it wasn't in the initial design of it, but they're it's going to become deflationary. I don't want to get too into the specific. Eventually, yes, that will be correct. Okay. Sort of, yeah. Does Ethereum work better as a currency than Bitcoin? They're both not great so, as currencies mm. because they're they just got too valuable. I don't think Satoshi, the guy that started Bitcoin, was, oh, yeah, one day Bitcoin will be worth $45,000. When he created it, they were worth pennies or nothing, you know? Yeah. Then, oh, wow, it got to a dollar. I never thought this would happen. And now it's, it, it wasn't meant to be this valuable. People just loved it too much. And it's just grown too so fast. So there are solutions. Bitcoin is trying to do different things that make it better, like the Lightning Network, Segwit accounts, things like that, that they've introduced to try and make it easier to move money at a cheap rate but um it's tough because there's basically this this big problem with cryptocurrencies where there's three things you want security speed basically your ability to scale um and then decentralization which means one guy doesn't control the money and every time you try and get more of one thing you get a little less of the other so if you want to have things, trans transactions that are really fast, that's cool, but usually they're less secure because they don't have the time to verify everything, right? Um, if you want to have transactions that are really secure, that's great, but um, now it's going to take a lot longer. And you know, if you have money that you could take back from a hacker, that's awesome. But now what if he does something with your money, then you're not safe. So there's all these different mm -hmm. trade-offs to cryptocurrencies, basically. Um, and who knows who the eventual winner will be, but cryptocurrency as a genre is going to win. And I would just bet in the big players basically. Are there any other big ones other than Bitcoin and Ethereum or do they kind of have it cornered? There's, so those are the two biggest by a huge margin to where everything after that becomes a lot more risky, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but there will be some other ones that, that are successful too. But then, then you're getting more into, I think some people's opinions and, what they think is valuable and things like that rather than just kind of the the important aspect here which is that cryptocurrency will win and i hate being the cryptocurrency guy but i i, I just had to say just for a moment guys three years from now mark it down doug ethereum will be i'll give you i'll give you two numbers three years from now bitcoin's going to be over 80 and ethereum will be over six thousand. well you just we'll see how that one plays out all right i'll, I'll look into some ethereum I can't it's wait three years to double my money. You got to do what's better. <laughs> do you have any have for sure have bets? tried roulette. It could go up way more too. I'm just saying I think it'll be at least that price. Yeah. Do any of you want to bet on the 2020 Stanley Cup champion? 2020? Uh, yeah, I'm going for like the Trump-Biden thing. Like I'm going to bet on <laughs> yeah. past events. Like I'm positive Tampa Bay. Wins. I tried to get this guy to pick me up on last week's Packers game too, and he didn't see the parallel at all. Eventually the NHL is going to come out, and they're going to close that loophole and retroactively steal it and give it back to the Canadians. There, there's a bunch <laughs> of what Mike Lindell is saying. That'd be 2021, maybe, unless I'm misunderstanding. Oh, 21. Yeah, you're right. Ooh, you would have lost your own bet. 
Yeah, I would have won. <laughs> well, I should have, uh, said, the, the, I should have bet team, against Tampa. The, the same team did win in 20 and 21, so it would have won. Oh, oh <laughs> fuck. Shit. <laughs> Imagine if I thought I was so clever by betting against. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would actually be hilarious. <laughs> I, I lose I, my house I, on, a, on a bet. Taylor, answer me this question. So I really enjoy going to hockey games. The the atmosphere, the just like being able to see the rink, having a drink, hanging with your friends. Like when the puck it gets near the net, the fans get really into it. But when I watch it on TV, I just it's unbearable to me. It's yep. unbearable. Mm-hmm. Is it is it a thing that's accepted? There's a big drop off between live and and TV with hockey, or is that just me being weird? No, no, you're a million percent right. And like the line is almost like if if you've played like I played hockey my whole life, and so like you. Like on, if you don't know what you're watching on hockey on TV, you want to try and follow the puck. What you should be doing is watching the players, and you can predict where the puck's going to be and what's going to happen. But if you don't play hockey, like you don't really get that, and so you're just like squinting, like what the fuck? And I totally get it. It's way harder to follow because it's a tiny projectile and it's moving really quick. It, it, it gets lost easy. If why don't they make it the glow? They tried that in the '90s. They tried the glow puck in the '90s, and everybody hated it. But um, you know what like, else? I- as far as live hockey goes. Like I'm biased, obviously, but it is so much fucking fun to go to a live game. Like yeah. the, the hits. I went to, or, yeah, I've tried multiple times to watch on t- on TV, uh, and it's I'm just like the fuck is this? And then uh, I went to a couple Thrashers games when they were here in Atlanta before we lost our team, and then I went to an Avalanche game in Colorado with Taylor, and I've loved it every fucking time. I like the ten dollar beers. Absolutely. I like the. I like the the atmosphere. Like we had awesome tickets uh, in Colorado. We were like right behind the the, the bench. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was a great fucking time. But uh, and, and the, even watching the Thrashers in our like nosebleed section, it was like cool because some chick got beamed in the head with a puck that night. I think it was a lot of fucking fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that happens more often than you would think. There was way more than you think. Yeah, the I'm older than you guys, and I've watched these tales of hockey's about to become popular as HDTV becomes popular. Once people can see the action a little bit better, and we're not watching in some 480 fuzzy, whatever it was back in the nineties and eighties that hockey will be the most popular sport. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Even with good HD quality where you can see it better than ever, people aren't hockey's way better in person. And now it seems like the world of streaming has just crushed things that you have to watch live you know it used to be the opposite i I used to come home from work and be like what's tonight oh tonight is this show this show and this show kind of in a row you know i i'd set my tivo to delay it by like 40 minutes and then have no commercials for you know the whole night it's a great thing i was clever yeah Yeah. (laughs) now like the notion that i wouldn't just turn on any show i want anytime i want and get it commercial free is unacceptable and something like a live hockey game where it seems like they just blast you with commercials constantly, and I have to watch it when they tell me I'm going to watch it. I'm out. Yeah, that, I would. I, I get I would annoyed much- at hockey commercials, and then I try and watch like a football game with my friends, and it's like this is criminal what they're doing right now. Like it's oh, really? there is, there's five seconds of that. And like the, the way you're watching hockey, Doug, I'm sure is the way I watch football. Like, like I'll have people being like, Oh, did you see just what like the tight end did right there? Is a little shimmy. He's signaling to, and it's like, no, I missed all of that. You have to tell me <laughs> I didn't really play football more in middle school. So I don't get the flow of the game. Uh, but yeah. That's the reason everybody's into the sports they played as a kid for the most part. I think there are some sports that are so much better in person. Basketball is so much better in person. Um, like, like, especially if you're down by the court, like, like 
I don't know. It's it, it's awesome. It's really fun to watch a basketball game in person. I cannot watch that shit I, on TV. I have a theory about about game. I actually enjoy basketball on TV a lot too. But uh, I have a theory about this. I think that the more intimate the viewing experience is, the better that the sport gets in general. Uh, I think that football. It, so football football is my favorite sport. I love watching football. Mm-hmm. I think it is not good live. Now there is an atmosphere argument. The crowd gets so into it. You have. 50 to 75 to 100,000 people in some college games all cheering and that energy and that, and that vibe you can only get there so mm-hmm. but for the actual watching of the sport it just it's just it's just too big you, the field is too big it's better on TV that's just a sport that is better to watch on TV whereas with basketball and hockey is a little bit bigger but s- similar idea it's mm-hmm. it's such a it's such a it's more it's a more intimate experience being close to it and seeing it and being able to watch the small things and see the players I think it's it's a great experience. You know mm-hmm. where the biggest disparity is between being uh, really good in, uh, on TV and awful in person is UFC. Dude, oh, 100%. Actually, I was going to say something about that, and I didn't. But basically, that's the exception on the intimate thing because the views just get blocked so badly by the cage. and You and, know what the solution and, is? Hmm. It needs to be in a pit. They need to be down below us, and we need to be Someone above tried that. them. We need to be looking down at the fighters, so we're looking into the cage. When they leave, they should go into a tunnel that's below the stands. Like they should be, it should be, they should be pit fighters. They should be down in a pit. Like that's how they did in the olden days. Like, mm-hmm. like they literally put them, put them in a pit. People, like, it, it wouldn't scale though, right? They can it only have so scale, many fans. It but has to be some smaller, fans you know? at least would get a good viewing experience, right? Just an enormous cone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It would be a cone. It would be a cone. Be, there'd be. I don't even know how many people that is. Like two thousand people able to watch it, not Madison Square Garden for but you'd sure. Actually, be able to watch it. True, and even though it'd still be worse, it'd still be worse because there's nothing better than like having the sl- when um when you're um, looking at the cameraman's ass as he gets in the way all the time. Like 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 that knockout that we saw a while back. Um, who was it? Um, fucking Street Jesus. What's his name? Jorge Rivera. Jorge, Jorge Thank you. I, I just, it's an L, it's an alley-oop. You got me close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you served it up, and I, I fucking nailed it. Yeah, fucking Jorge Masvidal when he got hit by Kamaru Usman, and it was like it was like a scene from Rocky Balboa when he's it's just and his head snaps, and all the sweat and spit just goes and atomizes. Like those people in the stands didn't even know who got hit. Like, oh, is this yeah. the Masvidal fight? I I, I couldn't. <laughs> like, they didn't know. Like they're looking at a jumbotron. They're just there watching a big TV that sucks. Wait, Woody and I went to a McGregor fight, and it was awful. Connor fought that night, right? The uh, night we, we, he we did in Boston. in Boston. Yeah, yeah, we did. went to a McGregor fight. It was awful. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. we watched a McGregor fight um, in a movie theater, and that's the best UFC experience I've ever fucking had in a AMC movie theater with a crowd of, of fans, mixed fans. Some like McGregor, some like the the, hmm. the other guy, Chad Mendez. Chad Mendez, and so there was a little bit of oh no, oh no, and I'm like yeah, yeah, get him. <laughs> it was great. It was the best of both worlds. You had the crowd, but you also had the TV. It was amazing. That's the way to go. I wish that was more. You know what? If I owned a movie they theater, I'm so glad I don't. Uh, did you say they did it recently for the for the Poirier fight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That should be a widespread thing. They should really be pimping 
live events like that where you get the electricity of a group experience but the videography I'd of watch the a television. Fo- I'd watch a Super Bowl like that especially like if, if they're serving yeah. alcohol like I would love to watch a Super Bowl in a, in a theater full of fans um like like a, any major mm. sporting event like like I would I would go to watch the World Series I'd go to watch the Super uh, if they had a package deal where like maybe you could buy like all seven get seven games if it goes that far or whatever like like oh yeah this much for one night this much for all seven games or whatever p- potential like I would absolutely watch a series like in a movie theater. Like that'd be sick. People love atmosphere, right? Uh, yeah. You 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 look at. Do you guys watch the NBA finals this year? No, I don't watch. That. I did a little. I don't really watch. All right. NBA. So there is this place called Deer. Park. I think it's Deer Park or Deer Valley. Doesn't matter. It's right outside of uh, the Milwaukee Bucks stadium, and everyone just goes and just gets hype and just jumps around. And so the stadium will be full, and then there'll just be this area with thousands, probably tens of thousands of people, just all jumping around watching on a massive screen outside and just being a part of it. And they just want to be a part of that. Right. So I think that there is, there's a social aspect to these kinds of group meetups that you get from that kind of atmosphere. We talked about the New York versus Atlanta series on this show a little bit where they passed out flyers to chant Trey is balding. The best player on the Atlanta Hawks is, is balding. And uh, to get under his skin, the fans all chanted Trey is balding. And uh, it, it's mean. It's a little body shaming. I'm not a little, the social justice warrior in me uh, extends a heartfelt sympathy to him. But you can't body shame a man. It. Nobody cares about that. You know what the thing is, though? Trey, <laughs> Trey Young is he he looks he's like cool. he's 40, even though he's 22 or whatever. And he he looks like he's balding and he doesn't look like your normal NBA player. But I'll tell you what, he's a pretty good basketball player and he doesn't give a fuck. In a lot of these, a lot of these games, after the game, you know, they're saying whatever. I'll say whatever back. When he beat New York, he a little bow afterwards. That's great. He's like, well, he's like, when the show's over, you take a bow. It's just, it's great stuff, man. It's <laughs> Dude, great the stuff. New York fans liked him, and you know, he's the new love to hate guy in New York. I think they all respect him. He played well. He doesn't play dirty, and uh, you know, they're giving him a hard time, and he's giving him a little wink, and a, you know, all right, all right, good one, good one. You know, he takes it with a, he rolls with it, and. He did great. He did. He did everything perfectly. I like him now. So someone spat on him in one of those games. Did you, oh, did you hear about that? That's bullshit. Yeah. He didn't realize though, because I think he got them on the jersey. But there's a video of it. It, yeah, it's people. By the way, there was a big, there was a big surge of this right when COVID restrictions started to come down. People would go to games and they would just act like complete assholes and do shit to players and. Mm. You know, just I think people just being cooped up for too long and and just lashing out against whatever. Um, there's a there's Billy a bunch did of something wrong too. I forget the did they pour water on a player? I forget, but they got all upset about it. Don't do that, to Ron Artest. Is he the guy that yeah. fought people in the stands? He'll, he'll beat your ass so bad. Yes. Change his name. Wait, did they did they <laughs> they just put a they just put um a, a documentary about him? Who was Malice at the Palace? Is that Ron, Ron Artest? Wait, they wait, just a documentary. Sure. Let me look this up. A documentary just um. Yeah, for that. that was run our test. Yeah. Meta world peace. I think I think that a new documentary that's apparently quite good just came out for that. So we're probably really? checking out. Yeah. It, it bugged me his excuse. Like, so if people don't know this at all, someone like threw beer at him. He went into the stands on the idea that he was going to kick the ass of the dude who threw the beer. <laughs> he beat up the wrong person. And uh he was like, What I was gonna do was self-defense, man. It was like him or me. And it's like, you got beer on you. I hate that more than most people. But even I can see that like this six foot, 
nine. I don't know. Professional athlete shouldn't go in the stands and just beat the fuck out of a guy or the wrong guy for throwing beer. Like it, it, how many beers did the guy have to keep throwing to make it a self defense? Was he like Donkey Kong with the fucking barrels? <laughs> just infinite just beers he's him. looking at. Him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just I'm inconsistent on this because was it Ty Domi that beat that like beat someone up in the stands, or no, maybe he was, just uh, jokingly did that it? That was Mike Milbury. This is when the glass fell into the penalty. In the oh, same yeah, bin, that, that was Ty Domi, but I don't think he actually beat the guy up. I think he just he, like, him. roughed him up a little, like, mm-hmm. like, like you know, maybe get, face washes when you put your really dirty hockey glove into the guy's face. Taylor knows this, yeah, and he might have done a little of that and a little like sort of punched him, but he didn't hurt the guy. That to me is the perfect response. When I, I don't know, it, it, a UFC fighter in particular beats up someone in the men's room of a club, it's like, dude. Yeah. Why? Why did come on? That's I mean, so. Your hands are weapons, right? They have to be registered yeah. as weapons. You're using a weapon on someone that. I, yeah, they're just they're being it, idiots. In the same yeah. way that no one here should beat up kids in middle school, right? Like it's just. Mm-hmm. It, are you saying we should save them instead? how many times can we reference this in one podcast <laughs> we I mean, time I mean, left. what if some middle school kids trying to horn in on your lady you know you know like like he's i mean he gets to spend all day well i mean i would hope i would hope that my lady could fend her for herself at that point but i, I mean, don't know i mean i guess she's 14 too like what yeah. do do? <laughs> <laughs> she's stuck with this kid all day what do you think, you Doug? She's just a child. I go to pick her up from middle school. So I go to pick her up. She's telling me that Tommy's fucking like dipping her pigtails in the fountain again. I gotta, I gotta show off. You go there, jacked out of this. your mind. My girlfriend says that you stole her pencil box. <laughs> you calling Stacy a liar? <laughs> that's that, that's that, that's that jacked adult who changes his accent all the time. Get back in the <laughs> that schizophrenic, enormous man. What is he? T- <laughs> he must have nothing going on. He's always in the parking lot <laughs> with his binoculars and his syringes. His mom from picking him up. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the way Kyle cares for the children. Not through fraudulent <laughs> crypto crimes. Never. Never through fraudulent crypto crime. No. Legal crypto crime. Legal crypto crime. The the good kind. It seems to be a lot of it. Oh God. All right, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to run here in a sec, but uh <laughs> I just want to say thank you for having me on today. Um it was good good to chat with everybody. And uh, you know, Kyle, I hope that the remaining probation period goes smoothly. And then you never have to go back to prison because we don't. I mean, they're fun stories, but I, I think it's probably better to not to not have to tell them. I, I agree, hundred percent. Thank you very much for saying so. We did enjoy having you on. Uh, I'm sure my poker buddies will be be jealous that we had you on the show. We uh we we talk about you a good bit. Um, nice. they, they like to play a lot of. Uh, every time somebody gets mad at a poker <laughs> game, somebody gets challenged to a fucking heads up battle or something like that. It usually goes <laughs> the way it should away. be. The way it should be. And uh, but yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Enjoyed you thoroughly. Yeah, and where uh, where your your site again? Uh, uh, so if you want to learn how to play poker, guys, upswingpoker.com is my training site. We have a variety of stuff you can or courses you can take to learn how to play. And then if you want to listen to me talk more, I have my own podcast, like Poker Podcast. That's it. Those are the only plugs I, I want to get in there. Cool, awesome. Yeah. All right, check if them you out. If you want to go, you just close the tab you're in, and you'll disappear. Sounds yep. good. 
See you guys. Thanks, Dad. Good night. Yeah, Later, John. Take care. Peace. Oh, cool. I, I like thought him. he was going to walk away and not close the tab. I'm like, this is awkward. I guess Zach would have handled it. He would have just. <laughs> he walks it. away, talks to us like, man, those guys yeah. fucking sucked. The one guy had a butt plug. Yeah. Now we're a chest piece. That's there. what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Have you always girlfriend. had the butt plug there? I, is that a new addition? That's a new addition. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I had to I had to like move my camera shit around for the the Twitch stream because uh, Logi uh, Capture was making uh, OBS um, lag. It was using like ten percent of my GPU, and so I had to go to like a different camera software. So that required the camera to get moved because it doesn't have digital zoom like my old camera. But I think having the camera closer is like clearer anyway. So it's mm -hmm. probably a win win for everybody. And uh, so yeah, I, I was like, hey, I can just throw the plug over there in the background. It'd be funny. So I did that before the show. It is. Cool. Yeah, speaking of that, had, had me and uh, me and Taylor streamed Vermintide with uh, with Mitty and uh, Pug Pummeler had an awesome fucking time. Streamed for like three or four hours, and uh, I was just about to get off, and I got raided by uh, a Twitch streamer called Fenster, and um, yeah, it, like, with like two thousand viewers, you know, and and I was like, oh, well, we can't go anywhere now, like, like and I what I was happy to get the the, uh, the 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 viewers and everything that that was super cool. Uh, and I really appreciate that from Fenster, but uh, but I was like, you know, I, I didn't know who Fenster was, but but like Fenster's army of fans was coming in there, and I was, I was like, ah, tell Fenster I really appreciate him sending his army of pay pigs my way. It's super cool of him, and uh, and they and they kept. I was like, who who's Fenster? You know, and they were like, um, can you get a link of him? Yeah, I'm gonna see if this link works. I'm I'm terrible at things sometimes, though. I should have had yeah, one. Right. Does know. that work? What, what happens if you pop? Nope, nope. Here's his Twitch. Yeah, maybe, maybe could we just play some of his Twitch? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure we could. Yeah, he seems to be a fan of yours. He's so a fan. Yeah, he wouldn't um, mind. I, I don't think he's going to strike us or anything. Uh, he's he's a fifty fifty dollar Discord uh, member now as well. Uh, fifty dollar Patreon uh, member. Hell yeah! He, jo he joined up yesterday, and uh, and they were like, "You'll like him, Kyle. You'll like him." And uh, and I, I was like, why? What, what is it? Is he a gun guy? Is he a gun guy? And then I opened it up on my phone, and this is Fenster. Fine. I may or may not. I may or may not have been connected to a VPN. I may or may not have been in America for a moment. And that may or may not have been the problem. Because I didn't disconnect from a VPN. All right, that's probably good for now. You can pause it. Yeah, now. I was but, just uh, like, "Wait, what the fuck?" <laughs> At first, I thought it was a woman, um, and uh, and and then they were like, "No, he's a crossdresser." And I was like, "Is that how he likes to be identified?" <laughs> like, I was like, "I don't even think I could say that." Yeah. I, 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 like, if it's a trans woman, then like probably wouldn't like being called a. But apparently, this uh, this gentleman's pronouns are he him, and uh, I I. Uh, just likes getting gussied up apparently it started as like a sub goal maybe i think i read um i think if it, it, it and was now a it's a lifestyle and now it's a fucking <laughs> lifestyle i saw a comment on youtube like like he had a video where like he like walked around in public like dressed like that and uh the top comment was something like this started for the memes but pretty sure he just really enjoys it now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, i mean I, he found a nice little niche good for him yeah, I I really appreciated the uh, the the raid. That was that was pretty cool. Uh, we stayed on for another forty five minutes or something like that, and played a played a bit more Vermintide for for that gang. And uh, I 
I sent him a message earlier and asked him if he wanted to come on the show sometime because I know he watches the show. Um, and I think it'd be an interesting guest. Um, it's it's so funny to see like a cute little girl just go, yeah, so I might have been connected to a VPN there. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> playing with a butterfly knife. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, what the fuck? And uh, like the more I like delve into like his content, it's, it's very tongue in cheek and, uh, and funny. And he's definitely on board with the joke. Um, and his fans are, are really interesting too because you can tell like some of them just think it's hilarious and some of them just really want to fuck that dude. (laughs) (laughs) He is beyond aware of this. Yeah. Like he was like, I saw a clip like where he's like eating French fries and I don't know what he was dipping them in. Maybe it was queso, but it like dribbled down his mouth in a very suggestive kind of pattern. And he was like, Oh no, Oh no. Cause he knows it's getting clipped and screenshotted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, I think he'd be a fun fucking guest, uh, especially it's, I think, I think it, uh, the good makings of a guest are usually if they uh, are familiar with the show and like how we, uh, do things around here and how like kind of silly it can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, it, they already know us, so we don't have to go through old stories and nonsense or anything. They're on, they're in on all the inside jokes. Uh, so, so I think that could be fun. That helps. Yeah. yeah I much more value how good they can roll with the other hosts versus the audience they bring. Like if, uh, yeah, yeah. If some big guy, like, I don't know if PewDiePie were to come on huge audience, maybe that's a bad example and then want to stand away and not enjoy the fun. That would be a bad show. Yeah. Yeah, Like, like I love landmark to death and uh, I hope to stream with him pretty soon, but he wasn't a super good guest because, um, I I think we were a little bit too, um, edgy for him and you know, he's, he's more, um, I, I wouldn't say PG 13, but somewhere below, where we are i, I we, we might yeah. be x-rated over here it's more, I, I he's more landmark might be a really good guest if he was never a twitch streamer i i, I yeah. have this suspicion that the real yeah. man would be a fun guest but the guy that he needs to maintain on twitch you know oh, yeah. get yeah. sponsorships yeah, sure. and stuff and, and i understood i understood that completely um you know i, I got it um you but, do but, i'm saying it for the audience yeah 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 I, I guess i'm saying that for the audience too like like, like I, i'm not trying to just shit on him or anything i i I watch more landmark than I do anything else these days. Like I probably watch three hours of fucking landmark a day. I really enjoy his streams. Jesus Christ. I, yeah, I, I, I remember it, when he was on the show, like he was streaming at the same time. And I think even beforehand, we're like, you, you may not want to do that. <laughs> but he decided to anyway. And he had it like on a delay as chat. And so like, I, I'd pop over there occasionally and they'd be like, I can't even tell what half these fuckers are saying. Cause we keeps getting silenced out. <laughs> I think general Sam said he was available after August 20th. I think I think Pastilli has a similar thing. Awesome. Sure. So uh, whole, get the whole Tarkov streamer, uh, the uh, <laughs> bandwagon in I'm down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. Is General I like Sam all those a Tarkov guys. guy? General Sam's a really funny Tarkov guy. So Pastilli, yeah, um, if, if I kind of had to describe like their genre and like their, their take on the game, it's that Landmark um, is just tries to go ultra Chad mode all the time and just just really go hard in the paint by himself all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastilli also almost always plays by himself. It's a little more fun loving and silly at times. Like he'll do a lot more goofy stuff. Instructional um, too. And very instructional. Um, and general Sam is like an anti meme or something like that. Like, like he'll, he, 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 he'll promote tactics that are, um, frowned Frowned upon upon. by most of the community. Like, like, so in Tarkov Taylor, you know, you're going in with all that equipment that you had to purchase using in-game money. And if you die, you actually fucking lose it. And it's a big deal sometimes like you, the, 
a fully decked out player probably has about 1.5 million rubles worth of gear on them. A, a very wealthy player at this point in the white probably has like 50 million rubles on them and then like a lot more in items and stuff that they've yeah. acquired. But a million and a half rubles is still kind of a hit if you lose it all. It's a big deal, and especially if you don't have all that much money. And so you go in the raid, you do your thing, you're, you're looting, looking in boxes and stuff for gear, but you're also fighting other players and AI, taking their stuff. You you have limited storage space, so you, you maximize each storage slot for its value, you know, like high-value items you're bringing. But so at this your, point, you're putting your you, ass at you're, risk the stuff the you time. put in is risk, and you've had a good raid, right? We came in with a million. Now we're worth like four million. This is amazing. I want mm-hmm. nothing more than to escape from Tarkov with all this stuff. Kyle. Yeah. So you have to go to designated areas on the map to extract. That's where if you stand in this circle, it starts ticking a timer down from like five or six seconds, and you poof, you disappear. Now you're back in your stash. You've secured all that loot and you can now sell it so those areas are obviously known to everyone players have different extracts like like i might have let's just call it extract a woody might have extract b so we're going to separate areas but you can just hide in the bushes near extract a or like in the distance with a sniper Uh. rifle looking at extract and you can do what's called extract camping and this is very frowned upon and but so not illegal. Sam, you can do it. No, it, and it there, works. Like I, said, like I said, there's two real classes of players, and this is kind of like the 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 thing about Tarkov. There's chads and there's rats, and the rats are. <laughs> and, and General Sam is a self-proclaimed. I think he rat invented player. that. <laughs> I'm not sure. Rat. Yeah, the chads are like landmarks. Chad, General Sam's a rat. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's in the shadows, creeping around, using cheap gear that he doesn't even mind using, losing. And he's just waiting on some Chad to come back after doing all the work for him so he can blast them in the back of the head, scoop up all their gear, and then he steps away from extracting from the raid. So he's just like, got all your shit, and I vanish. It's like that, <laughs> yeah. scene, it's like that scene from uh, Usual Suspects. And just like that, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a super scummy way to play the game, super frowned upon. And uh, he made a I don't video know, that, that sounds like, funny. He made like a It is funny. Like, his video has like 2 million views. So he influenced the the player group base of this <laughs> made game. Made the player so base worse. He made the game no, worse. This guy rules. <laughs> yeah. And he does really funny editing where he's got green screen and he'll be like interacting with like the game. It's like it's like he's doing that thing that that uh um um they used to do on Nickelodeon where you're like running through the the bullshit like jungle oh, yeah, thing yeah. or whatever. He'll be like crawling through pipes in the game and stuff, Legend talking about temple. being a rat, or, or 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 like or like peeking through windows of buildings that exist in the game and stuff. And he's he's like holding a handheld mic. It's and, good enough to be decent quality, but bad enough to still be funny. Like it, <laughs> it's, it, it's a, it strikes the right note. It's really funny stuff, and uh, he's a funny guy. So yeah, I think I also think he'd be a good uh, a good guest. Do do the landmarks and the pastilles and their viewers like really dislike? What what General Sam does, or is people it like, like Landmark and Bastille might, but I think they in particular are like just above game performance. They don't care if they win, they don't care if they lose. They're they're just so successful. Like in no particular mm-hmm. raid bothers them, or yeah. But as yeah. the average player, it's like fuck, man. And yeah. then there's a guy who's literally called the Extract Camper. The extract <laughs> Camper, like, yeah. And like, like he'll be on Twitch with wearing like a ghillie suit or something, <laughs> like, like just being a scumbag. And it, and you know, like I've extract camp before too. Like, like yeah. it's it it just there just, are like obvious places to extract camp, 
And sometimes a good player will check them on their way out. Ex-Phil Camper hides in places you didn't know you could get to. And there are like stims that will give you more strength, that give you more jumping ability. So he can get to places that it takes special tricks and knowledge to get to. And uh, so he's an especially good ex-Phil Camper because he finds spots you didn't know were there. Yeah, it's good stuff. All, all three of those guys are, are, are super entertaining, uh, and uh, and I look forward to having Pastilli and uh, and General Sam on as guests. That'll be really cool. And Finster, um, I want to I want to mm-hmm. know all about this thing that he has going on, where he dresses as a cute e girl, and because uh, I, I saw like, videos where he goes on a megal and trolls people. They'll be like, "Oh, hey there." And she and, and and he is like, hey, what's up? Oh, that's busted. Like, that's right, big boy. <laughs> that's um, so so I look forward to that. Taylor, is I found it. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, please go ahead. You were gonna get a Finster. I was gonna ask if Finster was a was a Tarkov person, but I guess not. Uh, no, Minecraft no. was the original thing. Um, okay. that, that I think he was big into. Uh, I don't know if he plays a lot of Minecraft still or not, but I think that was his original thing. Um, I uh, so Taylor and I've been playing a bunch of Vermintide. I think I've got him hooked a little bit. You have, yeah. I'm back in. Back in. It's a very addictive game. Although I have a new game that I think I'm going to try out tomorrow. And if I dig it, I'm going to try to stream it on Saturday. It's called Deep Rock Galactic. Let me let me just lay out the the, the like two line description of this. It's a one to four player co-op FPS featuring badass space dwarves with 100% destructible environments, procedurally generated caves, and endless hordes of alien monsters. <laughs> you All right, play I'm a, down. You're a team of four fucking space dwarves, and your mission is it's very much like Vermintide, how there's like waves of monsters coming at you, but mm. you also have to focus on mining because you're a greedy space dwarf. So like, <laughs> like when you're not fighting giant spiders or whatever, you're like you're literally mining ore in the cave. You're like, we got to get it out of here, boys. <laughs> the art style is a little wonky, but uh, it looks like it could be fun. Is it is it free or do you have to buy it? I don't know. Deep Rock Galactic. It's only 30 bucks. Yeah, I'll give this a go. I'll play a Space Dwarf and run around. <clears throat> I've checked yeah. into this game before. It looked interesting to me. I was looking for... Uh, I play co-op games with Colin sometimes. Not lately. But uh, uh, anyway... This is a co-op game. It's you know, it's like Left 4 Dead or Vermintide or something where you all work together to get to the end. And I like that. I, I like games where everybody's working to get together, fighting hordes of enemies. I like zo- mm-hmm. Nazi zombies a lot, but that's just so played out right now for me. Although I could see streaming that. I, I haven't played the new map. Um, and uh, but definitely gonna stream Saturday at five PM. Uh, five PM seems like a good time to start. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I like I'm World War Z. I think that's what it's called. Let me double check. Um, World War Z. The zombie one? That was like the original yeah. open world thing for a while, right? Uh, it could be that I have the name of the game wrong. I'm, I'm trying to play a trailer or something right now. Yeah, I, I remember one of my friends being really into that. No, I have it right. World War Z, yeah. If uh, if that one ever catches your fancy, I'm, well, probably bad right now, but I've been good at that game. I could carry okay. the team. Yeah, it'd be fun to play with you, get get, get the whole gang together. Um um, I got all red weapons today in Vermintide, Taylor. I finally got that. Nice. All red. All red. And uh, it was super hard because I'm using a DLC bow, and uh, you can't get a DLC bow in red. You can't get one from a box, so you have to get five reds, grind up five extra reds, and then upgrade your orange bow to red. So mm. I had to 
I had to get a lot of red. I had to get five extra reds to like find Damn. the boat of red. So you're all red, like your charm and bracelet and very Whole nice. Thing. I've only got uh, two reds so far, and it one of them is not my flail on my character, and I really need that red flail. I have the red uh, like dueling pistols. Yeah, and those are wildly better than any other range thing I've ever used. So I can't imagine how much better. I even watched grinding. a video. I watched a video today while I was working out. I was like, "Am I playing the the zealot correctly?" And I like I looked up and I'm like, "Okay, I seem to be playing it right." And I watched like a tier list video, and uh, everyone agrees the flail is the best thing for that guy because it ignores shields, yep. which is just retardedly good to entirely ignore. A shield yeah, yeah. uh the the great sword just like trying to play yesterday i was having so much trouble with that that thing is ass complete yeah. dog shit i the uh, first red i got since i started playing with pug pummeler it's like a red great sword i'm just like all right we're immediately grinding this up yeah, it's that's such dust. Fucking garbage yeah it's dust I, pug pummeler by the way is one of the funniest steam names ever um and he's, he's really fucking good at the game um, he is and uh you know the the tism can get a little intense in the Discord sometimes, and uh, he's he's definitely one of the chill guys. So I've been really mm. enjoying playing with him. But uh, but I'm I'm looking for a game that I can stream with Harley because uh, I've been texting with him a lot about streaming together. But uh, I was like, hey, uh, you ever played Vermintide? He's like, never touched it. I'm like, all right, um, I'm gonna have to hook up with you maybe this weekend then because <laughs> like there's no way that you can start off as a level one and play with us. Like like it just wouldn't work. Like that would be kind play. of funny. Well, he can't even play on the difficulty we're playing at. And the whole oh. reason we're playing the difficult we're at, difficulty we're at is so that we can get those red items and stuff. And so that's kind of entertaining for the stream to some extent. If, if somebody, if anybody out there actually cares about the gameplay and doesn't just want to like hang out with me or whatever and, and hear us bullshit and ramble, um, then they'd be watching recruit gameplay. And I don't know, that's super lame. Oh, he could play uh, that DLC where it doesn't matter what level you are or what level your weapons are. He could do that, right? Or no? Because I thought... I'm not that familiar with that. There's... Well, he'd be in. Uh, yeah, there's a new DLC called the Chaos Waste. It's a whole new oh, spin on the game. It's pretty fun. fucking fun. That's what we've been doing. Like instead of just playing one mission and it's over, you play like six or eight maps in a row. And if you die at any point, you've lost everything. But if you win at the end, you get like a ton of loot. You get you get three of the best chests in the game that that mm -hmm. have really high red values. So we're we're getting like three chests every like forty minutes or something like that. It takes about forty minutes to play like a full little campaign. Only if we win, yeah. Only some if of those, we win. Some of those are fucking hard. Like we, like we had success going the same route every time, and I don't think it matters what route you take, other than like perks along the way. But those perks yeah. don't carry over back to the normal game. Yeah, so, it's a little bit like zombies would, yeah. in, in that you you kind of come in bare bones and you're earning this like nonsense currency in the game, kind of like you do in zombies from kills, but you get it by picking it up off the ground. And you spend that to like make your character better as you go. So you can get like these random perks, or you can like make your weapon stronger. And uh, and so it's 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 a it's a new it's a new little spin on the game, and it it it, it made a lot. I like it when you pick something up and everyone gets it. Like uh, Borderlands oh. does that. In Borderlands, if I pick up cash, yeah. everyone gets it. That That's way, I don't have to. Oh, really? That's yeah. nice. Mm -hmm. It changes the dynamic, right? Because otherwise, like in Zombies, for example, this is a Call of Duty Zombies. You know, like. You stole my kill. Come on, I'm clearly standing here in front of the window, but you're getting this so that you get the money, so that you get the gun, so that you get this, and, and it's like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of like co-op cooperative style perks in there. It's like um, one of the potions that you can drink in the chaos waste. It's like every kill I get gives my team uh, like health points. Yeah, uh, there, there's lots of stuff like that. Um, that that's like, hey, whenever you do a cool thing, it benefits your team. Like, there's lots of that added in. Uh, I, I like really that. Fun. 
It only works if you're playing with real life friends, though. Like, if, oh, if, yeah. like if we would have played together, you might be tend to run that. If you're playing with guys who don't even have mics, do you just randomly, like, say you wanted to level up midday, mm-hmm. then uh, that perk is less likely to be run. Vermintide has a really cool community. Uh, mm. and, and for one thing, like, it's so if somebody goes down, you've still got the enemies that four people are supposed to fight. So now yeah. three people have to fight four enemies. So I run that perk a lot just so that mm. I can like keep my team built because i if they go down i gotta try to get them up and i might die trying to get them up um so like i i want that i need my team because you know everybody's a different character like like so many of those co-op games it's like you really need that fire guy back there like making everything on fire so it's a little weaker to my sword and everybody kind of needs my like blocking ability or whatever to kind of tank a bunch of damage while they shoot arrows or whatever it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a real team effort I, I i like that in games any game that's like that where it's that cooperation i'm not sure what i like fun. more like like you're selling that and i get it but then like call it i'm sorry uh zombies left for dead i was going for oh, yeah. and left for dead well the characters look different they're functionally identical identical and I always kind of like that like no excuses everyone does the same stuff mm. if you take my favorite character Eh, whatever it's cosmetic i don't even see me it, like it's okay there are like my character is probably the best character that's probably the the elf yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely the strongest it's, yeah. it's probably the best character but not by like a landslide or anything what's interesting is like when when we're like playing like i'll be like you know i got this thing i do where like every time i do this all of this cool shit happens and and midi will be like oh you don't even know every time i do this all of this shit happens. I'm like, holy shit, that is kind of crazy. And Pug Pummel are like, neither one of you really understand. Uh, the thing is, when <laughs> I do this, just everything changes. That's why you guys have been winning, by the way, because I keep doing that so much. And I'm like, know? look at look at my pig hat that I bought. I got a pig on my head. I got a pig on my head. <laughs> I had, I, I, it worked out so well that I got stuck with the character I did, the, the crazy guy with yeah. the flail, because it's like, I take a tremendous amount of damage all the time, and all that guy's perks are like the more. The only way to heal is to take damage and kill things, and the more damage you lose, the stronger you are. And so, even then, if I'm just getting ragged on by some like better foe, it's like I'm actually uh, tactically losing life That's right now. What I'm so into. my strikes are twice as strong, obviously. Yeah. Your character is a bit of a Leroy Jenkins. It, it's, you know, everybody mm-hmm. else is like, all right, that's, I think it's 1.5 repeating, of course. And yeah. uh, <laughs> you're going to want to put Bloom of the Ages on. And, and Taylor's just like, pig hat, let's go. <laughs> it's like, and the pig's well, alive. Weird. It's not just a hat that looks like a pig. It's a literal piglet taped to his fucking head that's like looking around terrified because it's been, it's been carried into war. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. But uh, pay five real dollars. Five real dollars for because I like every so But like that's, I went online and I was like, should I not be Leroy Jenkinsing? And it's like, no, that's the way you're supposed to play with this guy. Is like just go make a bunch of havoc and problems, and that way the people with the really dope ranged attacks can get a few more seconds to deal a ridiculous amount of damage. Yeah, it's a fun game. I don't, I don't know if it's the most popular game to watch. I know, actually, I know it's not the most popular game to watch, but it's re- what I'm really passionate about right now. But I'm gonna mix it up a little bit. I think. uh I'm going to check out this dwarf mining game. Not that that's the hot thing. Splitgate is what Kitty tells me I should stream. She's, it's a mixture of Halo and Portal. I haven't even heard uh, of that. Yeah, it's it's kind of a wild arcade-style shooter. Uh, like I said, it looks a lot like Halo gameplay, but with portals that you can, uh, you know, just like the game Portal. Uh, so it, it looks kind of wild. That's cool. Um, portal is an awesome game. Portal is an awesome game, and Halo is an awesome game, although I haven't really been into it since Halo 3. Um, I played a little ODST. But uh, 
But yeah, do you I have get, Portal Two? We could co-op Portal Two on stream. That'd be fun. I'd be down for that. I I have Portal. Um, I, I would absolutely be down to do to do Portal. Um, and look like a fucking buffoon. Yeah, I, I'm not like super familiar with Portal. I've played it through once. Same. Um, but that's about the extent. I think now Same. ever since Woody, ever since you mentioned Borderlands, like I'm getting those like gaming memories where I'm like, I really want to fucking play Borderlands. Borderlands three was the one that like disappointed and kind of sucked, right? Two, two, was the tre- two was the tremendous one, right? I that's the way I remember it. I played three with Woody, I I want to say. the most. Oh, three was awful. Super bad. Because Woody's always hyping it up. And I was new to the series. I'd never played one before. And and to me, Woody's like selling it like it's Fallout, Skyrim, mixed with Call of Duty 4. I really enjoyed the previous ones. And I'm just like, man, you got me hyped. Let me plunk down 60 bucks and get in there, you guys. And I was just like... It was a test of discipline and patience to beat that game. Like, all of us were like... A job we didn't like. I think know, Colin just, was the only one who had fun. Maybe. Did he play with us? I, th- I think Colin played with us. I think he may uh, have been the only one who had fun. I like uh, but, it when Colin comes through. Like like when the chips are down and everyone's suffering and he uh, clutches. Like I get a lot of joy out of that. I like games that give you that opportunity. Uh, like yeah. like um, Vermintide does that. Like everybody can be down and we're all spectating one guy. And you're just, all right, he has to slay not only a giant monster by himself, but a thousand pinky rats and it's, mm-hmm. just, it's, it's fun yeah. to watch that happened today pug pummeler just killed everything while we watched it was really fun well i'm gonna i'm gonna buy and play borderlands 2 because i have good memories of how fucking fun that game was borderlands 3 was ass so if that was your only experience with it i do not blame you one bit for having a bad experience four but, player uh, co-op is that the deal yeah it's four player co-op and you can I'm play down. different characters uh, I don't remember. I think the character I liked the most because they all have like uber abilities or whatever was the dwarf where he just, you know, used his ultimate and he gets infinite ammo. But what he does before he does it is he goes, you know the, what the awful thing is? I'm pretty sure that they paid me to make a video for Borderlands 2 and they <laughs> gave me a bunch of free copies and I never played it. Oh, you missed, <laughs> no, the Borderlands 2 rocks. I liked oh, it more man. than the first one. But but yeah, I'll uh yeah, I'll I'll play whatever. Uh that sounds fun. If it, if it is indeed a better version of that fucking third game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would argue yeah. that um so in Borderlands you play it and then you play it again and all the monsters get a little more difficult. Probably one runs enough for most yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, unless this, you yes. want to like mess around with the absurd guns and after after you get through like maybe you have to go through twice. What do you would know better than me? But like there and then it's like you have to go beat like terrarium or fucking boagrius or whatever and it's like it's all of you fighting one giant mountain monster or one I think giant. that happens on both playthroughs okay yeah. maybe yeah you're right it probably just gets harder on the second one right um how, how about how long do you think it takes to beat it uh borderlands 2 it's not that long of a game really like if you're with people who are even halfway decent at like point and shoot you, you're gonna say 15 hours yeah probably right around there Maybe a little more, like if you're streaming it, because you'll be chatting with chat and oh, messing around. With one hours. downside as a stream game is that uh, it's one of those nonstop games where, like, you're fighting like I don't know, thirty monsters at a time all the time. I bet um, Doom is kind of like that too. Mm-hmm. So it's a little hard to like talk to chat. I found like I can't look away from the game all the time. I uh, I did an okay job of it, I think, with the Vermintide because like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is true for you, probably is, but like there's no lag in my OBS. So mm-hmm. 
I can look yeah. into OBS and use the chat over there and and, uh, and and play through OBS while like while like thanking for donos. And so like sometimes I'm just I'm just playing through OBS and then go back to the main <laughs> monitor till I till I hear a dono or a, or a sub come yeah. through. Game yeah. streaming is a spot where triple monitors actually kind of work for you. It's on the way. Okay. Um, and what was I going to say? The oh, another thing about Vermintide is there are breaks where like you like you clear it and then you travel, and that's mm-hmm. a good opportunity to, to sync up with chat. Yeah, yeah. There's there's little moments of respite along mm-hmm. the way. But Borderlands Two is thirty hours, by the way. Um, longer I than I thought. I will you, only wait, is that two playthroughs? I wonder. That's one, according to the internet's. Um, I, I I I will play it. If we do it all in one stream. <laughs> I'm gonna down. Go. Let's just, <laughs> just the whole weekend just doing that. Just just thirty straight hours of streaming Borderlands. It's not that fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the idea. Be getting angry. <laughs> it might be half that. Like it. I, don't, I feel like I haven't explained it, but you, like you play the whole thing and then you play the exact same thing again, and every monster is just leveled up a little bit. Yeah, thirty hours might be both of those. Borderlands Two is a huge game. Completing the story while doing only a fraction of the side quest takes about thirty hours. Yeah, and you want to do the side quest because oh, a lot of okay. the side quests well, like give you better weapons or better weapon upgrades. You need to have a huge catalog. What, what I like about Borderlands is like a lot of games where you have a bunch of inventory. It's like. Oh, sorry. You can only have two guns. Whereas with Borderlands, it's like, no, you can have like sixty in your backpack and uh, <laughs> hundred grenades. And it's like, okay, that's all. And you need yeah. to like, so and like, then you have a safe your... back in town where you store the other ones. Yeah. And then yeah, the uh, this the side quests, according to me, especially if you're streaming, you need to do the right amount of side quests. If you don't do any, if you just try to go right down the middle. Then it's too difficult. You're underpowered, and it looks yeah. like you suck. Even though you're hitting a headshot every damn time, you look like a horrible player. If you do too many side what quests, then it's straight <laughs> up boring, and you're overpowered, and you can just crush the middle too easily. For sure. I'll say like this: in- I noticed that it was much more difficult to play while streaming because yeah. when I when I usually like like we had played some practice games. Well, I mean, we've been playing all day. It went practice games. I just love the fucking games. So we've been playing all goddamn day, even before I was streaming, and. uh I mean, there were games where I just wouldn't go down at all, like at, for 45 minutes straight, or mm-hmm. there would be entire missions where I didn't get touched. I'd be like, I, I never got touched once. I killed a thousand. There was one game where I killed a thousand enemies and I never went down. And then we started streaming and it's just like, the fucking little rats are jabbing yeah. me. And, and I'm just like, <laughs> I, someone get to 10 subs. You don't understand. I was. I was <laughs> yeah, dude. And people in um, Escape from Tarkov, I had a lot of money. People are like, what do you, where do you get all that money? Because my survival rate's twice as high when I'm not on stream. I, you know, I, when I play this thing and I get to hear every sound and I'm not talking to you guys and I'm not like I, people don't watch me because of my gameplay. They watch me because of the chat interaction. Mm-hmm. So it's nonstop. It's constant. I'm always reading chat. And if I'm not, I'm like telling the story or talking to chat all the time. You could barely hear enemy footsteps over my chit chat. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, when, when we play Tarkov, like as a group, like, I won't say his name. I will type it in here so you remember. Um, remember this guy? Did no. you spell it right? Uh, maybe. maybe I'm not sure. Here, I'll capital it, capitalize more appropriately. Oh, yes. All right, never. That's what I needed. 
me be playing and this motherfucker's trying to interview me and I'm just trying to <laughs> smoke two fools in Tarkov, you know? I'm sound I got my shit turned up so goddamn loud. Like like Kyle's just, famous for that. I'm just trying to hear like the faintest of footsteps because like I need every little advantage I can get in that game because I'm not super good. And this guy's just like, yeah, so what 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 what's Epic Meal Time like? What are they what what's Tyler like from Epic Meal Time? I was like, I don't know, man. I haven't seen that guy in like six fucking years you know i I don't i don't fucking know like seems like a chill guy i guess you know i don't know what about muscles glasses he's really strong i'm i don't fucking know (laughs) god damn it i'm dead i'm dead he's on the rooftop on my body he's looting me larry can you get him larry can you please get him and and kill so and so too while you're at it just friendly fire him (laughs) and take his gear Larry's I wonder if Larry, sometimes I think to myself like I watch uh, Escape from Tarkov on stream and I'm like you know I should play this again this would be fun where are we on the wipe and is Larry rich enough to equip me? <laughs> <laughs> I Larry will see this and he'll DM me on discord tell Woody I'm absolutely rich enough to equip <laughs> yeah. it's Larry. harder than it used to I, so I, you, you haven't played for a couple wipes the hideout is way more difficult to stock than it used to be stuff is super expensive and um and of course gamma is nearly impossible now but larry's really good he might still be richer than any man needs to be yeah i uh i spoke to larry yesterday i i uh, I, I got him to mod for my chat or i add him to the mod list at, at least um got a bunch of mods in there Everybody's i want to be on your vip list by the way uh it's i will absolutely make that happen i don't know how but i'm sure your thing yeah. is just woody's gamer tag so next time i'm in the creative yeah it, i asked woody's your mods to do it and they said only you can do it and then you were working, so I, I didn't. I was so focused, I didn't know that you were in yeah. there. Um, like, like they'll say they'll be like, "Oh, Harley's here," and I'm like, "Oh, is Harley here?" And they're like, "No." And I'm just like, <laughs> All right, so Harley's not here, and Joe, Ro- but Joe Rogan line. is dead, right? Joe Rogan is actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Rogan dies every stream. Someone with a vaguely racist name. Is always coming every yeah, street. because I do only have two monitors that like one is OBS and one is the game. So I don't even have a discord for people. Like when I got done, my discord was lit up with, hey, can you tweak this? Can you tweak that? Um, so-and-so wants to be modded. Why haven't you modded so-and-so? And I'm like, okay, let me divvy out a little internet power to so-and-so so they don't feel left out. And I, I'm not talking about you, by the way. I'm talking somebody, mm-hmm. somebody wanted to be a mod. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely get you on there. Yeah, it was funny know, that like I, in my chat, obviously Kyle's chat way fucking more active and bigger than mine. And like people, <laughs> I had people like I'd look over and see semi regularly. Someone would be like, well, that's it. I'm banned from Kyle's chat. All I did was call him gay. <laughs> it's like, oh, that, oh, sorry. That's a thing. The culture from Taylor's chat could bleed over into ours. It's a little toxic. We're fun boys having fun times. <laughs> it's a whole different thing. I got fun mods having fun times. I don't even look at that. I never see anything but just happy people having a good old time, asking questions about working out and and like like careers in fucking Vermintide. They're every now and then I'll just sit, like I call I call uh, fish Freddy Fast Fingers because he's just so quick to. <laughs> I, I haven't seen a negative comment Dude, yet. Fish is a mod with attitude because like like if Araz or, or Arahin or someone else who's like a regular mod of mine wants to Are ban someone. Are all of your mods Arabic? Uh, 
A, a pretty high percentage. Do you have the Mujahideen? Taylor's <laughs> <laughs> chat is so fucking toxic that he has ISIS over there modding his chat. Even th- they're like, you this know, I burned eight people. Christians alive today, but that is some toxic shit in Taylor's chat. Can you believe they said that? Oh. I mean, most mods will just be like banned and no comment about it. Fish is like the only one who will like ban or like before he bans someone, be like, fuck you. Fuck you, you bitch. You're, gonna, you're about to be banned. Try me again. No, no, just kidding. No second chance. Ban. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like oh, fish. fish is funny as a mod. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got the, pretty much the whole OG Discord or mods and uh, and a bunch of other people wanted to, to do ask you about working out all the time. Is that like common questions for you? Um, sure. Yeah, they're asking about workout stuff. Um, I've had so many people ask me to like, I don't know, like do personal training for them that um, I think I'm going to do it and like monetize huh. it in some way because there's just so many fucking people asking. I think I'm going to do like a Patreon or, or something where like I hook them up with like a meal plan based on like their current body weight and their goals and everything. And, you know, what they actually want to eat. Not everybody's going to be able to do a vertical diet and uh, get them like a full like push pull leg split and um, hook them up with all my supplements and uh, all that stuff. And then do like a weekly call with them or something like that. So we can I can kind of keep them motivated and I'll just make a discord for them so they can ping me anytime and uh, I can kind of keep them motivated. And then we'll do a call Have to be a little expensive because it doesn't scale super high. No, I think I'm going to limit it to like 10 or maybe 20 people because that's 20 is a lot to be dealing with. And it'll it'll be a couple hundred dollars. It'll have to be like like. Right. Yeah. You can't do that cheap if you're going to talk to them every week like that. No, it's just going to take up way too much time. And it's a lot of work to do that. Coach Greg co- charges 36 grand a year just to set the tone. Yeah, just to set what, the tone. What for the going rate is. Like, like, this, isn't something <laughs> I like I, this isn't something I set out thinking I would do, but like literally every day, five or six people are asking me to do it. Um, and I've mentioned kind of like loosely. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll do this thing. And like two people were like, I will pay. I will pay. Just let me know where to send the money. I'm like, all right. Well, I, like, so, so I'll probably set that up sometime this week. Okay. Um, so if anybody's interested in that, look, I'm not trying to push anything on anybody. I'm not trying to like rob you of your of your shekels or anything. But I, I do like helping people. I've been um I've been doing it for a while for like close friends and family members who like whether they had whether like my cousin Scott just wanted to get big as fuck. He is getting fucking swole, by the way. He's getting to scary mode already. Uh, people are intimidated by him at this point. He, he's like people. When I walk, I, I saw somebody I hadn't seen in a while the other day. They looked at me and said, God. Damn, what are you eating, son? I said, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I said it's more about what I'm injecting in my ass, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it sounded a little gay, but I'm so big, they were scared as shit. They didn't say nothing. He's <laughs> just like getting fucking yoked over there, taking my vitamins and minerals and taking taking Derek's vitamins and minerals, too, that he got from Merrick Health. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm going to set up something like that. I don't know exactly how, how much I'm going to charge. I really got to do a little math and figure out what it's what my time is worth. Um, because one, one, and Woody and I were talking about that, um, like business wise today, like one of the things we like to do anything in business is like our, our sort of our, I don't know, our, like what people think about us as like quote unquote businessmen or whatever is a lot, our, our, uh, our reputation is a lot more important than like ever earning like a quick buck or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to like doing, um, we're looking at doing a, a PK branded something. I'll just leave it at that. And um, we looked at company A and it was like, well, this doesn't, I wouldn't want this. You know, there was a lot of money involved 
we could have made a lot of money today. And we both were like, no, no, that's, that's not the one I would want. That's not the one that I want to like sell to my, my viewership. I don't want, I don't want any of you to like ever buy something from us and feel like, well, it's just a, this is a piece of shit. You know, like, like if it's, if we're going to put like PK branding on something, or if you're going to buy like FPS Kyle's like, um, pussy slaying muscle camp, uh, instructions or something like that, then I, I, I want to do a good job at it. So yeah. If you put your name on it, you need happy customers. Otherwise you won't have the next customer. Like that's, yeah, it's the way it's gotta be. And I really like the idea that like in six or eight months, there's going to be like 10 or 20 guys who have like really cool before and after pictures, like, like what I did. I would fucking love that. So I, I really want to try hard for some of these guys. Some of these guys are like 300 pounds, 350 pounds, somewhere in there. And some of them are like 130 pounds and they want to get to 150 pounds. So it's, 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 it's a whole different recipe for what you, you can't just cookie cutter something like that. It's I'm going to think it's to, harder hey. to start out really lean and get bigger or start out overweight and get muscular with the end goal being like normal muscular build to uh, be specific i don't know i i think it's probably it's probably it's it, they have sim, they have different um challenges in front of both of them but um that are probably equally difficult because the the skinny guy um is going to have to all of a sudden start eating a lot more food that he's that's going to be really difficult for him to do whereas the sounds big guy, so much easier sounds awesome yeah. Yeah. Try try eating thirty five hundred calories. Taylor, you have to understand. You're going to have to have a lot more sex. It's rough. <laughs> you're not used to having that much sex. Oh, punish me more. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to eat so much peanut you butter. Say oh, that? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, not peanut. Not a delicious treat. <laughs> you say that, but if you had sex, if you had to have sex ten times tomorrow, and then I was like, all right. Two sessions out of the way, two more to go. And you, well, well wait a minute, wait a minute. I have a blister. You know, <laughs> yeah, that is a lot of sex in one day. That's yeah, that's what we're, you're talking about, like tripling the volume of food you eat in a day. Like somebody who's eating like bullshit, it's like, like there's just so much volume that you feel sick to your stomach sometimes. So that's what the skinny guy has, has ahead of him. Whereas mm -hmm. the big guy, depending on his metabolism, what needs to be done there doesn't have to eat as much right away because he's already got a little energy laid on laid, laid on him that he can he can burn off of so he can start off kind of lower on calories like what i did mm -hmm. um and uh but but like you can't add muscle if you're not eating and you got to eat a lot and uh like the, the bigger your calorie surplus is the more effective you are at getting the most out of every rep and that's kind of the the idea right to like maximize each rep's potential for protein yeah. synthesis building you know every little ounce right. of you want to build as much muscle as quickly as possible and uh, i don't mean to pump my own tires too much but like so i went to this paramotor event last weekend and uh in the paramotor world i'm known say it like that so people are taking like candid pictures of me i had no idea now this week they're all going up online of me just like standing there doing nothing and uh it's like you know woody you dealt they're way bigger than you thought they were like there's a picture right there. <laughs> like you know, I'm doing. I'm bigger in these pictures than I am in my mind's eye. Yeah, good for you. Good yeah, for you, you look good. You look real good. Yeah, I mean, you are the best looking um, man under uh, of your age that I have ever seen. Who wasn't some sort of fucking fitness celebrity or something like that, or, or like you're you're outrageously good shape for. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and this went way too far. <laughs> no, no it, it's really no, not. It really like, like the amount of dudes with six packs is already probably like, if we cut out those high school kids, that shit don't count. 
Um, <laughs> like, like especially like those skinny as a rail fuckers that have a. Yeah. It's like yeah, you got an Auschwitz six pack. Get out of here. That don't count. Yeah, that, that's not. That's that, like your, a, your six pack is faker than the Holocaust. Get out of here. Even, <laughs> I don't want to see it. But um, you know, like, like if you if you cut them out of the mix, then all of a sudden it's like. I don't know, 5%, 10% of guys have six packs. Like I, I don't remember the last time I saw a six pack in the wild. I guess if you go to the beach, you probably see more. It's not like I'm seeing a lot of dudes shirtless, I suppose. Even at my gym though, at my gym, I would say yeah. that like one out of 15 guys maybe has a six pack. None of them are in your age bracket though. Like, like, like you're a, mm-hmm. you're, you're a top, this One is what percent. I like. Great on a curve, right? Great on a yeah, curve. I'll, which I'll take it. <laughs> and, and, and like, like, in your age bracket, I would say you are small in the point two percentile. Smartest like the, yeah. guy in the special needs class. <laughs> right not, here, not, not the one percentile, the one fifth <laughs> of one percentile. I would say, like, like, like you are you are fitter uh, than one out of a. You're a one oh, in a thousand you. kind of fitness level guy. One in five hundred. This at, went at, way farther than I thought. And I was like, like, the pictures that absolutely I true. It's absolutely true. Um, and uh, as far as like like just human men as a whole oh my god like like you're so much fitter than like the average 25 year old dude like yeah. as far as like your muscle definition and like your uh your 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 leanness level like i don't know it, you're we, you're in amazing shape yeah you're, we, we need we're, we're all three killing it we are the fittest <laughs> podcast on the fucking internet that isn't some kind of a fucking muscle tech fitness podcast <laughs> yes. like derek has a podcast so yeah, we're, right. that's cheating that's cheating. oh yeah also also the 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 olympic sprinters they have a podcast okay they beat us too but like outside of like a podcast that's literally built out of fucking pro athletes or bodybuilders we're we the fittest podcast Derek's by fucking podcast far. is interesting yeah. so those guys like uh you know they're not always at peak right no one's always at peak so you yeah. see a guy talking who looks fit but you know within the fit like like just body fat and check and stuff, but his muscle mass is regular. And then you're like, ah, but what he has done where he has been and could go again, if he wanted to is outrageous. These guys are subject matter experts. They're just in between bulks and such. It, it did you see that mountain the, dog passed away? I Wait, did. What? Wait, yeah. the guy? you know that? Yeah. I, I, What's his I, name? I, John Meadows. Yeah. I, I, I knew about it because Derek made the video the day of, um and uh but he was the guy that we always talked about his vascularity being like too much for us like when i'm pumped up my vascularity is a little freaky like it's too much for me i'm like no i don't i'm not digging this this is a little much my (laughs) femoral my femoral arteries are bulging it's too much but like this guy is a next level like his i think from years of tanning had made his skin kind of like and and he's older so your skin loses collagen as you get older um, but he was so like paper thin. Like Derek made that joke about me dying, being able to die of a paper cut. I was so lean. Oh this guy is so incredibly like. Look at that. That's absurd. Anyway, he was a really good YouTuber. That that's how I knew him. Um, he was he had some just really intense arm workouts that I would do occasionally. Just like he was all about like putting in tons and tons of work. And you can see that he has. In a and one of the life. nicest guys like it, it, he had no enemies in the whole fitness industry, which is an industry just filled with sort of sniping and drama. Yeah. Um, but everyone agreed he was the good guy of the industry. He, he, Yeah, definitely like one of the goodest of the guys. I can't think of anybody who's more wholesome and just all about hard work and determination. And like Lifting I would others. see him. Co- I remember seeing him coach this this enormous black man and he was doing like like um 
I think he was doing flat bench um, dumb, uh, dumbbell press or something like that. And, and uh, Mountain Dog is like helping him doing assisted reps. And the guy is just screaming because he's got like 200 pound dumbbell. It, and the enormous dumbbells that they don't even have at my gym. Like, <laughs> they're, they're over 100, probably less than 200. But he's just, Aah! and he's just like, yeah, man, just one more, just one more. And he gets it. One more. Come on. You got one. And I'm, I'd be like, motherfucker, you said one more. I can count. We had to a one. contract. We had a verbal contract. I can contract. count to one. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but no, I, real shame that guy passed. Damn, well, um, that's sad. Great YouTuber, great fitness, uh, you know, influencer. So he had, I don't know if his cause of death has been released, but he had a heart attack like eight months ago. You know, the, I, I'm probably wrong, but close on that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, then a pulmonary embolism. Is that what happened currently or what happened? Zach wrote that or uh, I that's what happened currently. I'm not sure what that means, but I was going to theorize a, that it was heart related. Is it pulmonary? Your lungs? Um, yes. Yeah. Doesn't that mean it's like, like a, a burst, clot in your lungs, right? Yeah. Like a, like a, a burst, something in your lungs that clot, or a clot in your lungs or something. Yeah. Okay. That yeah, sucks. Well, I don't you know, know what that means. I, I, he was, how old was he? 49 49 all right so i got another year left so, well <laughs> that, that just moves you up even closer in your age bracket yes yeah hate to, be, hate to be morbid but one of the guys that was ahead of woody in his age bracket no longer in the has run. left the race yeah not I, some, I don't even like telling saying that joke. i know i, I either i jumped on board and i wanted yeah, to back I, off I didn't like that joke. it wasn't I, I don't even think that's funny no um it rest in peace to that guy um really good youtuber i watched his videos a lot um i would use yeah i've watched a couple of his like uh yeah. correct form videos that they're really yeah. good great for yeah. form there's um, another guy who does that too he's black and he's a friend of greg Doucette's svelte maybe do you know don't this watch, don't watch him I don't know. He does it really well. He'll take like either like pro bodybuilders or professional fitness, like model type dudes, like a Will Tennyson, look at their workouts and evaluate whether they're good or bad and their form and stuff. He does, you might like his videos. Yeah. But I don't want anybody looking at my form. I do the best I can. (laughs) So I live stream myself working out. And I was mentally prepared for just a roast fest of everyone saying that it it, it was really. Uh, really kind of people were nice and which isn't what i expected it's not typical for me <laughs> and um the guys that did have form correction like my bench press they thought i should arch my back they did, seemed like they were knowledgeable right and trying to be helpful not roasting so yeah that's cool that's that's really it good wasn't bad at all i'd do it again i think i did it yeah. twice i record myself sometimes and like get a look at it and like i, I do mm-hmm. the best form that i can like like because i don't give a shit how much weight i'm lifting um it's just i'm trying to get as much out of every rep as far as just i'm trying to tear some muscle fiber right so like i don't care if i don't get 10 or 11 or 12 i i I hope i don't it's a better workout if i don't that was a thing that surprised me about the stream i got a really good workout because i was trying to impress everyone by lifting like a little more and uh but they didn't care about my weight at all they don't care like and when i watch people work out i don't care about their weights but somehow when you reverse it I do like I was like, oh, they're all going to judge me about overhead pressing, you know, 135 or whatever. And uh, no one did. No one did at all. That wasn't that wasn't a thing. So, yeah, I, I don't think people really understand like what's going on either. Like, like they'll be like, oh, well, I when I bench press, I do I do this much for this many reps. I'm like, oh, OK, what do you do then? 
because after I'm done with my bench then I press, go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because when I'm done with my bench press, there are eight more exercises to do, three three sets of twelve each, and 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 then I go do something silly for extra. Then I just start doing push ups till I fail. You know, like like, and and when you do it matters too. Like so, I think I do pull ups at the start of my routine, and you do them at the end. And that comparison is not fair. I have a push day where I do an overhead press for people don't know that's a barbell where you go like that. Yeah. And one push day I do it as my first exercise and the other I do it as my last. And the difference is like 135 pounds versus 85. Like it's yeah. it's bigger than you might guess. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard I, to compare. I try to do the things that I'm worse at at the beginning of my workouts. So I can get like the most uh, most work done on that exercise mm -hmm. to, for, to hopefully produce better results. Cause so like if I'm really good at something like I'm I'm really good at dips so I usually shift that to the end because I, I have a hard time getting to failure on dips sometimes I'm like ah we I, I hate to say I shrug I'm like ah we're stronger again but like that happens sometimes and I'm like shit I should have should have thrown another like micro plate on or whatever mm -hmm. but if mm -hmm. I do it at the end I can almost always get to failure by just pumping out one or two extra reps but if I do it at the beginning of my workout I'm just gonna crank it out and I, I don't feel like I get as good of a, a workout dips. but if my triceps are already fucked yeah. up and my like lower pecs are already fucked up then like when i get to those dips at the end they, they seem to count more um and i'm already strong at that but like with overhead press which is something i'm not great at i usually shift out to the front and try to like yeah uh get that done i've stopped doing a uh, barbell overhead the press overhead press and switch to a machine though i i, oh. I, I, I have a, I have a convert um i felt like i wasn't staying as stable as i'd like to be and uh, I felt like I could really go slow and and uh, with the machine. And I, I don't know. I just got better like mind muscle things. Do going you do on. standing overhead press or like seated? No, I'm seated. I'm seated, yeah. and uh, and I'm and I'm in a machine, so I'm able to just really uh. like, decide how much weight I want to use. Uh, so I switched the standing overhead press to that, and uh, I switched. I stopped doing um, incline bench, um, and start and, and put flat bench there. And uh, I added flat bench dumbbell press in, like just completely extra. And then I also added pec deck on both of my uh, push days, just extra on top of everything. The else. pec deck gives such a really satisfying feeling of like uh, mind muscle connection of like, I get, okay, I can I can tell this is like like my my tits are hard. What I try <laughs> to do, like like I, I try to like look down at my pecs and like make them do their thing like yeah. i'm just like like what you fuckers this isn't an arm exercise let's go boom mm -hmm. and like by the mm -hmm. time i'm done my titties are just sore as fuck like i can like like all through here I, i'm i'm there's, do that with that cable just... crossover like the the same sort of mind muscle like get, get in uh i, do oh, I like it. i've been working out well it took me a little while to get back into the full groove uh after i came back from my trip and now i'm like i guess i'm firing all cylinders lately and I'm about to go on another trip. So, your trips aren't like smokecations where you're chilling on a couch or something like that. You're going on like a, a fucking yeah. like physical activity anyway. So, like, if think of it as fucking cardio. Um, yeah, it should be. Cool. This one's also shorter. I think it's like eight days. Uh, like, I think the stupidest question I got asked on Twitter. I hate to be mean to people, but like this, this guy was like, "Hey, Kyle, what? I heard you like to do the stationary bike for uh, for cardio. Have you considered doing mountain biking instead?" And I was just like. All right, first of all, you don't know me very well, clearly. Yeah, I, <laughs> I hate being outside. I hate bicycles. I don't like being in the woods, being around people, or outdoor activities. Not fond of mountains. Also, I really enjoy being in the air. I like the air conditioning. 
my bathroom being nearby, not wearing one of those silly suits that mountain bikers wear, not having a helmet. And I just kept going for like 15 yeah. points. Or so, and somebody was like, damn, you tore that guy a new one. Like, <laughs> just All right, just stay on the stationary. He might as well have been like, hey, have you thought about beach volleyball for a good for, for good fitness? I, like, yeah, I've thought about it. It's, it's, it's a nightmare of mine. Get, like, why don't I just get, get what are they, uh, the, the Navy SEALs call it? Getting wet and sandy, doing the sugar yeah. cookie. Or you, you go out, you, you like get in the salt water, and then you roll sand <laughs> everywhere. Your cardio. And now that, that you've is, got, like, now that your nipples man. are like rubbing like sandpaper inside your shirt, now let's, th- let's, let's let's all throw a fucking log on our shoulders like we're Schwarzenegger and go for a walk. Kyle's next cardio is making snow angels in the sand. Yeah, fuck that <laughs> shit. No. Yeah, cardio is hard I, enough. First of all, best cardio anybody in the world can do is the cardio that you do. Right. Yeah. Like I really like that point. Like if your cardio is playing dodgeball. You fucking mastered. I wish mine was. I wish mine was. I wish there was like a gym nearby I could go and play dodgeball with a bunch of dudes around my age. That would be I'd so love much that. fun. It'd be so much fun. But the cardio that I do is the cardio that's most efficient with my time because I want to I, I hate it. I hate it, right? So the most efficient thing is either an elliptical or an exercise bike because they're the easiest ways to get my heart rate to 130 and and just try to take my mind to another place. I'm literally Sometimes I literally close my eyes and like meditate to try to go to like another place that's not here. And my watch is going to tell me when I'm done. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I hate it. I hate it, but you got to do it. If you're going to get like stupid fucking like lean, you're going to have to do cardio. Yeah. You can get cardio six pack without cardio. Like don't, don't get me wrong. You can diet your way to, to, to I, I know. What you <laughs> you're gonna People are like, what do you do for cardio? I avoided it all possible. <laughs> I, I don't like it. I hate it. Like Jackie. They asked what I do for cardio. She's like, don't do- <laughs> you don't tell them about that. And that's the old saying. Cardio it occurs in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like- yeah. No. The cardio I like the most. Kind of like, well, I guess the opposite of cardio. If I could choose cardio, it would be playing instead of working right like definitely i would too i would too but i i have no way to do that and also like i want to get it done like a sorry i'm sure that's annoying uh i just want to get it done right so like Mm -hmm. i do that fasted cardio so either it's either right when i wake up or like sometimes i wake up and i don't want to do it so i'll eat breakfast but i'm in my head as i'm eating breakfast i'm like you done fucked up now you got to wait until you're hungry again and work out. You're taking three showers today, bucko. See how you <laughs> like that. So I don't know. It's uh, but but yeah, I I get my heart rate to 130. I hold it there for however long I'm doing at that point. Depends on what point of a weight cut you're in, how how hard in the paint you need to go. Right now I'm just doing 20 minutes every day, but uh, in the middle of that, at the end of that weight cut I was doing well over an hour. Um, so it was. It's not fun. But an hour goes fast when you're watching Seinfeld or something like that. And once it's done, you feel good. Yeah, that's the only way for me to get – like I've added cardio to like – I know people say do it before your workout, but like I, I like doing it at the end. I like – yeah, I, I should separate it, but just my, my schedule gets annoying that way. I know. Um, it's, I'm, I'm over here like, wait, you're doing it? <laughs> I am. Well, I, I'm, I'm doing my best at it. I, I have an elliptical and a treadmill, and in my head I'm like – the treadmill is the big scary thing you don't want to do. The elliptical, it'll be kind of fun, you know. And it's like three strides in, it's like, oh, this is basically the same as a I, treadmill. You know the meme where people like the one box is like, why are we getting twenty five dollars an hour? And the other one's like, I'm getting fifteen, and I'm over here. You guys Y'all are getting, getting paid. paid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, you're all doing cardio. I, I'm yeah, gonna man. have to split it up because, like, like I try and hit 
pretty much until failure on my last set in the last couple reps when I'm lifting. And so by the time like I'm done with the workout, even if it's push or pull day and it's most, it's like all, all upper body stuff, like I'm still pretty pooped. And so after like 20 minutes on the elliptical, it's like, it feels like it's been an hour. Cardio is bad for gains. Cardio is bad for gains, um, especially if you're natural. Um, I, one of the things that Derek talked about is like keeping as much of my muscle on as we could during the weight cut. And we really did a good job. You've convinced that. me I'm quitting cardio. Um, <laughs> but, I got to add more gaming. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I mean, if all you did was lift and sleep all day, that would be prime. That's prime muscle building. If we're being honest, it's just, you wake up long enough to lift and then you sleep for the next 22 hours and then you wake up long enough to lift. Right. Like that, that would be mm-hmm. like the best way to build muscle. But Some of this like, is hitting close to home. <laughs> but, uh, um, from the from like the the videos that I've read and the research I've done, it really seems like the two need to be as separate as possible. So I would try to separate wow. them by twelve hours if I could, and by Fuck. a minimum yeah. of like of like, huh? Well, you wake up and you do the cardio, and then your you cardio do the, demands that you stop working, Taylor. I would, you know, I would, no, no, so I, I would wake up at like six p.m. and do cardio immediately, right? And then mm-hmm. I would, I would at like three a.m. You know, nine. You'd wake hours up at later, the crack of dinner. Yeah. Crack of dinner, crack of dinner. Just invert it. If I said if I, if I said I was waking up at six a.m., it'd be a okay though. Like I'm a fucking, oh, like I'm totally a fucking dairy farmer. It's then it's different. <laughs> like, what am I, dairy farmer? I need to be up to milk the cows. No, I'm at six p.m. because that's when you do things. I'm just cracking jokes. I know, I know. Okay. Um, Wait, but like yeah, I I'd wake up at six p.m. Do the cardio. Nine hours later, three a.m. It's time to lift. Um, stay up for a till till the stems wore off. Uh, go to sleep, crash out, wake up at six and do it again. Uh, Does and, it have to and, be 12 hours? Is there a reason you like pick yeah, that? As, as, as long as possible, as, as, as from my understanding. Because uh, if so. it was nine hours, it'd be closer, right? If, you, if 12 is the most separation you can get in a day. Otherwise, you're kind of closer the next yeah, day. That's, <laughs> the, the thing is, I, I, was, I would, um, especially in the weight cut, I would take stems both for my cardio and for my lifting because I was just trying to get as, keep my heart rate up all the fucking time. When I lift, my heart rate stays above 115 though for the whole hour um at you least you make me want a heart rate monitor i don't I, know I love, what mine is at all i love my samsung watch um i i i only wear it really when i work out but uh, i it's it's excellent because like it's got um it's got like multiple workouts that you can program mm-hmm. it for so and one of them it says other so i use that mm-hmm. for like weightlifting. i just click other and a timer starts and also a heart rate monitor and when you're done, when you click finish, it shows you like the full graph, right? Over time of mm-hmm. like heart rate did and your and it shows you your full calorie burn um, throughout that time. And I'm able to burn like I think it's it's close to three, I think it's close to four hundred calories in a weightlifting session in an hour, which is like about That's what I would, yeah. it's a lot. It's about what I would do if I were on the elliptical for that period of time because my heart rate really goes high if I'm like in an intense like lift or something like that it um like like uh because i do a superset for uh for delts right where i've got 45 or 50 pounders and i do like i do them like this and then i switch down to like 40 pounders and then i do them like this and uh, I, I i do 12 reps of each back to back and so by the third set i'm just screaming with pain and my heart rate is up to 150 and then it takes a mm-hmm. while for it to like go back Your down delts hurt mine uh, get weaker but yeah. it's not I don't actually hurt them. Like they burn. I, I definitely take. Yeah, maybe they burn. But I, I definitely take them to the point where I can't lift anymore. Like it literally couldn't. And you know, I'll go all the way down to where I can barely lift the fives. Yep. But it, they just weaken. It, it. It's not actually that torturous. Um, it's 
it's it's it's like lactic acid burn it, mm-hmm. is is the pain i'm feeling like i certainly am not like hurting like like it's not like muscles are tearing or like injury pain it's 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 all that lactic acid yeah. burning pain and the real thing is my chest is just feeling tight by the end like like cuz my heart's just pounding i'm having a hard time getting enough air cuz i'm just exerting myself so much by doing what is that 12 36 72 reps of of delt work in 9 minutes so i do it 3 3 minutes do it again 3 minutes do it again 3 minutes I wonder what i do I, I, I try to just give myself three minutes rest for everything. Um, that's worked. I, I moved that around, but I, I I don't know. I feel like I, I was getting the most work done um, while like uh, not spending three hours in the fucking gym. Like I, yeah. I think maybe five minutes rest might, might be ideal for like getting the most work in. And maybe that's better for growth, but three minutes is a lot more manageable. I, yeah, five I feel like minutes we should get off forever. of fitness talk, but I'll do it forever. I do five minutes for big exercises. So like, um, I don't know, like squats would be a good example, right? It works freaking every muscle seemingly from the neck down. Mm-hmm. So I take bigger rest. But if I were to do, I do incline bicep curls where I sit on the chair and go like that. And uh, there's much shorter rest. It's one little muscle group you're hitting. Yep. Yeah. So that's. I always I try to just. Like you guys are saying how you order it. I just do compounds first, because I feel really? like if I like like the heavy compound lifts, like I do those ones first at the top of the workout, and so, like so for pull day, like whatever the hardest shit I'm doing, like if I'm doing really heavy seated whatever it is, and then at the end it's like okay, now you can do reverse curls or you can do like uh, preacher curls. I try and to then, keep like, muscle groups together. That that's another thing I try to do. Like. Parts of push day are just such pure tricep and parts of push day are, are chest heavy. And I try to do like the tricep stuff all grouped together. Like I don't want to do like. That's it. I try to keep them apart. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not saying. I don't know that I'm right. But like um, if there's an exercise that really smashes my triceps, I'll try to get one that sort of hits the chest, like maybe crossovers and yeah. then go back to triceps so that I can do it harder each time you know I, yeah. I feel like i can work harder if they it's virtually resting in between yeah but, i felt like i was like losing the pump that i was i would I would like get a crazy pump like from i would do bench press and then then do uh, like tricep cables and my triceps would just be enormous like i like look back in the mirror and it's just like <laughs> silly yeah and uh and then i'd be like all right now let's do two chest exercises and i'm like oh the, the pump in my tricep went away i, I think it didn't seem right it seemed like when you be, keep riding that high. It's occurred to me that maybe when high. you're 48, your preference will grow towards rest on that you know tricep between exercises. Yeah, and who knows? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe I can't lift a weight when I'm 48 because of all the all the drug abuse and 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 hard workouts. Yeah, by that point you'll be just a, a pot addict living on the street. Mm. Someone, <laughs> someone was like, someone, someone, was, someone was like, aren't you worried your heart and liver are just gonna fail any day now from all the drugs? And I'm just like, everything we do is about is longevity based. Like like all the stuff I take mm-hmm. is about like we get my liver enzymes checked like every couple of months. Like like my heart is the healthiest it's ever been that since it's been measured. You know, like as far as blood pressure, resting heart rate, all that stuff, like cholesterol, all those numbers are like super duper healthy. Um, We're looking uh, at words only Derek knows. How's your liver? (laughs) (laughs) I I have I have a team of scientists that look at work every three months. I don't know about you, Carl. But uh, um, yeah. you know, I, but but like a lot of the stuff we do is, is like I said, longevity based. It's about living a little bit longer. Um, all the, that giant handful of fucking pills I take every day is a little bit of that. 
and uh, and you know getting regular blood work, um, which I don't think anybody really does. Like getting that regular blood work and What's finding regular? out. People get annual physicals. Three or four months. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's often. Yeah. That well, I mean, often. it's good. Like if something did start to go the way you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want to wait. You know, eighteen months to figure it out. You want to? Yeah. Know. Like like if 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 I had been accidentally like taking too much and like I don't I don't know what it would be like if, but let's just say iron if I if I had way too much iron like I was getting too much from my diet plus I'm supplementing too much plus maybe like maybe like one of the drinks that I drink just had a bunch of iron in it and all of a sudden like that's messing up my liver I don't even know, I don't know if iron does mess yeah, with your liver but like I would know I would know like within like 90 days of starting to do something silly like that that oh that iron level's high that's not good for your liver all right well we take this pill out of the mix now so you're really able to dial that stuff in um, so yeah, I'm the healthiest I've ever been. Yeah. Have to be like like. It's funny that you're having to healthy. defend this right now, like <laughs> <laughs> as if they're like like someone just. <laughs> you talked about this with like uh, your guy friends. Like apparently you've had bad experience with shitty guy friends where they're just oh, yeah. always, like trying to poke holes and like no no actually it's oh. only I would have been the gun guy if I'd have thought of it and implemented <laughs> it and done it. And it's like, <laughs> like, oh yeah, Kyle's in j- oh sure Kyle's jacked and in great shape, but what if his heart isn't quite as healthy? And it's like, where, where, what's your heart at, bud? Like, when, when's the last time you went in and, like, got stuck and, and you know how you're doing? Like, probably not not that much. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I've enjoyed it so much. Uh, it's it's uh, fitness. Uh, t- I know fitness talk can get a little tiring, but um, it's really more of a lifestyle that I've just really enjoyed, uh, like, like, you know, taking on. It's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, it's, uh, I, I enjoy, like, consuming the content. Mm-hmm. around it you know all those youtubers that make stuff i do a lot of research online like that uh, just googling like hey, what, what is the best way to do this what is the best way to do that it's fun to learn and uh and to kind of be a resource for people uh, i enjoy that at least for, for me sure. it's it's not every day that like i'm proud of me right who walks around proud of like you might be happy with who you are but like you know like, like yeah you've fucking done a thing you've, you've gotten fitter mm-hmm. you know good for you yeah. yeah, yeah. I spoke to a guy to today. Up on the weights feels good. Yeah, I talked to a guy today. He was having a rough time. He's um he's like dealing with alcoholism, and uh, I won't use your name, buddy, but uh, you know, thinking about you, uh, he was dealing with alcoholism, and he's on antidepressants, <laughs> and he's on ADHD medicine. Ooh, that's a dangerous. That's what I told him. He's, he's depressed, and he's he's not super duper fit, and um, um he's not in a place where he can like use marijuana to kind of. Because I, I was like, you know, like, look, I'm not a doctor, and maybe this isn't the best advice coming from a fucking felon, but like, <laughs> marijuana really helps checks a lot of the boxes of the things you you have issues with. And he's like, yeah, that's not a, it. Really does, I, you know. But I'm not, I can't like where I live, and uh, and uh, but we talked for like a, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes today about like how to like. Told him you needed to like. I was like, I'm not going to tell you to cut down the alcohol because I know that's hard. That's the crutch that you're leaning on right now that's keeping you from mm-hmm. falling down. But like maybe like talk to your doctor about some of the drug interactions and like try to cut out like the, cause he's on, um, what's that antidepressant that wings was on? I was also on it at once. Prozac, Wellbutrin, um, uh, Zoloft. Uh, I don't know. L something mate. Li- li- Wait, lithium. No, 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 not, not lithium. It's an antipsychotic. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, anyway. with an L, uh, Lunesta. 
No. No, that's that, sleeping. That's sleeping. <laughs> I don't know. Lipotine. It's not Lipitor because that's the heart medicine. In any case, you know, he was on the antidepressant that uh, that Wings was on. And it was the one that I was on for a little while. And the reason I was on it, by the way, was um, part of my defense. Lexapro. Gonna, Lexapro. Yeah. Part of my defense uh, in court was going to be that. I was taking the marijuana um, to like self treat myself for uh, for depression and PTSD. So I, I went and got diagnosed with depression and PTSD, and they prescribed the um, say it one more time, Lexapro. Lexapro. I don't know why I can't remember that. Uh, and uh, and so I took that for a number of months, and that's that's that shit I went cold turkey off of because it was making me. I, I describe it like this: it's like for someone whose like happiness level stays at a one to three, it's awesome. Because now we're going to slide that bar. It's not going to get wider, though. We're just going to slide the one to three over here so that you live between four and six. Mm -hmm. But the problem is you're never going to be happier than a six. The good thing is now you're never sadder than a four. But And and if you're like going through an awful time in your life, that's a really good thing. That, that That's a crutch to lean on. Stay between four and six because you might fucking off yourself if you're between one and three. You might drop down to negative one and that's game over for you. But I didn't have that problem. And I just felt like, God damn it, I haven't been in an eight in months. And it's because of this fucking pill. Like, yeah. like I, I'm not taking joy in life anymore. And it's because of this fucking pill. Like there's enough stress already with this like trial looming over me and everything being at a four or five or six all the time is just dreadful and so i went cold turkey on that shit that's when i was getting those like brain jolts um, i was about to say cold turkey is often not recommended for lexapro 100 not recommended and i didn't give a fuck i wanted off it took me about okay. a month to like get through the side effects because it takes a while to like bleed out of your system it's one of those drugs no that you build up ever described a brain jolt or a brain flash to me in a way that i get it it's like you ever you ever like if 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 the lights came on and quickly you were like oh but then that fades away that but in your brain it's 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 like your brain gets like like well, that can't be good like, for you it, no it, it feels awful <laughs> it, it felt like a small electrical shock that went that was like in my brain but I felt go through my whole nervous system like down my shoulders into my fingers and it was just like Zoom. and I'm like ah oh, that was un- that was very uncomfortable and then it would slowly fade away and then you would get another one like ten minutes later. And that happened continuously all the fucking time Jeez for my. weeks. It was so really It's dreadful. like every 10 minutes or be like every 10 minutes, three times. Was, and then that might be that day. No, it was frequent. It was like several times an hour, like, like three or four times an hour, at least it, it, it would just jolt. And you'd be like, Oh, that felt really oh. uncomfortable. Right. Right. Then I did not like that. And then it's like, all right, now we're good. Now we're good. It, it was just like every now and then someone was hitting your dog shot collar or something like that. Not that intense, not necessarily painful, just very uncomfortable and uh, an off Disorienting maybe? Disorienting to some extent, but only briefly. Like I, I it wasn't like you're going to be driving and like go off the road or anything. No, but you're it was right just, back at it. Yeah. You're right back at it. But um, it was awful going off that stuff cold turkey. Um, and and I he said that he tried to quit and it was like, you know, like three days into it and he was having the same thing I'm describing. He's like, I had to go right back on and I'm just like, I don't know, man. Um, but but I don't know. I, I I hope I helped him out a little bit. I told him, you know, get out, do that ten minute walk after every meal because just doing a little bit of cardio every day um, and getting your insulin resistance in in check can prevent some of the fluctuations in mood and like and. Uh, but the alcohol mixed with the the ADHD ma- medicine mi- mixed with that antidepressant and he's on some other stuff too is uh, 
didn't sound good to me. So this is I, my I, recipe for depression. I hand it out all the time, and I think I'm on target with this, and it, it overlaps a lot with yours. Three pieces, three three ingredients in this recipe. The first is some sort of fitness element, ideally in sunshine, right? And it, we'll take sunshine. We'll take fitness. If we do both at the same time, that's super awesome. I don't care what it is. Fucking go jump in an outside trampoline. This will be part of your recipe for depression. The second one, relationships, family, friends, except you can get that stuff sort of fixed. You know, a, a lot of happiness and sense of uh, well-being comes from your interactions with other people. So your family, your friends, if you get those relationships sort of reignited, that's good. Outdoor fitness, family relationships. The last one, some kind of sense of accomplishment would be great. That could be going to school. That could be, I don't know, just achieving anything. And uh, you do those three things and you're probably out of depression. Yeah, he's in a tough spot, right? Because they, um, where he is, there's I think there's a little bit of a thing with COVID. And also mm -hmm. like uh, he works from home um, and, and does his like uh, classes um, from home. So that allows him to drink without any like overwatch. You know, you go to work smelling like vodka. They're like, oh, ho, ho, mm -hmm. we're going to need to fix this. You go to school smelling of vodka. They're like, what are you doing, Tommy? But like. You can be at home, like, you know, teleconferencing to work and to school, and they can't smell the gin on your breath or whatever your uh, beverage of choice is, and you can just get away with it. I think that's that's part of his problem. There's no real accountability there, and alcohol is a crutch that's very easy to lean on. You know, like like it's it's so yeah, socially it's acceptable, everywhere. it's everywhere, and it's effective. You know, like like if you're mm -hmm. feeling like shit, you're depressed, you're bored, and you just want something that makes your existence like a little bit more tolerable. Shit, a glass of vodka will do it. But you're always chasing it then because like with hangovers and so, like you're borrowing happiness from the next day and that only like reinforces the cycle he's in. And doing Trump. that on antidepressants is like genuine, like you're fucking your neurochemistry there. Like they even say like if you're taking antidepressants, SSRIs in particular, I don't know if I think Lexapro is, it's like do not overdrink on this like because you're going to basically beat what it's doing and it's you know you've basically trained your brain to only release feel-good chemicals with this one specific stimulus and so like you're taking it from the four to six that like where it would be where it's still kind of miserable not that fun and like now even with it you're one to three and now you take like the pills or, or the alcohol out and like you're just in a very very delicate place that, that's sad hopefully one of the problems okay. with depressions is the things that fix depression are the least attractive things to you right like if you're depressed and what really feels good is alcohol and dumbass Woody's over there telling you to jump on an outdoor trampoline. Dude, that, that's not what you feel like doing, but it is good for you. It, if you just fucking do it, even though it's not what you feel like doing. Yeah. I think baby steps that like, like put, okay. put some fucking headphones on. No, I'm not saying that what you're saying is too far, but like put some fucking headphones on, put some music on you like, and, and do that 10 minute walk out in the sunshine um, and then like, yeah, come back no. and you're just going to feel so good. Then take a shower after that. Like anytime I, anytime, like I'm feeling like lazy or whatever, and I actually get up and I do the thing, whatever that is lifting cardio or just, you know, coming and like doing whatever, you know, like cleaning my house, then like that shower that I take after that. And then like, it is just, I'm like, Holy fuck. I'm glad we got out of the goddamn bed, did the thing and took a shower. God, I feel good. Oh, yeah. I feel so clean and like, like I, I like, like just sweating out like a little bit of like sweat. Just it, it feels like you're, it feels like you're removing toxins that that were just making you a piece of shit. 
I love mm-hmm. this image he's showing. You know what you could add? Changing your sheets. It's fucking amazing to like climb into <laughs> a made bed with clean sheets. It's boys. It's a, change those nice. sheets at least twice a month. Okay, it's gonna if you guys got some acne going on on your face or something, it's because your pillowcase is nasty. That's a big part of it. You got to wash your face twice a day. Got to change that pillowcase. Throw a towel on it, like Woody talked about before, if you need to. You know, on your pillowcase, but but cheat, you gotta have clean sheets. People sometimes, yeah. Clean sheets, clean pillowcases. Nobody wants to fuck you in your rank bed, um, and uh, and and you're not gonna feel good in there. Those clean sheets feel so good. Nice, crisp, clean sheets. Yeah, you change good your stuff. sheets, and you'll be like, ah, Woody was onto something. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. Well, that's probably a wrap. I like the end of the show. I like the whole show. I hope. I hope. I hope other people thought the show was as good as I do. I don't always sit here and think, you know, fucking winner, but I liked it. We do good work around here. (laughs) Check out our links below. Uh, Check 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 us out on Twitch, Uh, and um, I hope to see you guys out in the Twitch stream Saturday. Hopefully, we can lure Mister Gamer Tag into playing something with us. That'd be pretty chill. Yeah. Um, And uh, maybe I can get Harley Plays to come play with us, and uh, that'd be pretty pretty fun. Um, uh, I appreciate the invite. I'm out of town Saturday. But, uh, another not, time. Sure. Another day. Yeah. yeah we'll find it. another ringer. Oh, and grease that <laughs> goddamn chair. It's a knife, and I'm twiddling with it, and I'm sorry. Oh, they hate that. So you know. <laughs> they hate that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the show. Well, I'll lube.